from the trailer, man. I thought you play as him. You, the, he, they one? did. He might come back to life. I don't know. I can't. I can't say for sure. But the idea is maybe after that, like initial kind of like here's the premise of the game thing blows yeah. up, then you can like enter missions with whoever, whichever Avenger you're use, yeah that you want. And then like there was a boss fight at the end. It was a uh, Black Widow fighting against Taskmaster, and it was like. You know, you fight them for a little bit, and then you do a bunch of quick time events. It might be kind of like a Spider-Man, the PS4 Spider-Man boss mm-hmm. fight. Right. Um, like, you know, you're on his back, and you have to mash square to punch him, and then, then he flips you off. It was really weird, though, because well, he kept talking about, he was like, Taskmaster's whole thing is, like, if he watches you fight, he learns your moves. And he kept talking about that, but he was just doing the same Captain America shield throw over and over again. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't know, man. It seemed it seemed weird. It had it had really good music. It had like it, it had music that really evoked that Avengers, modern Avengers kind of like boom, boom, boom. You know, really yeah, like yeah. bassy heroic music. It had good sound effects, like a Mjolnir when Thor's throwing it around. It mm-hmm. sounded like the hammer would. I didn't mind. Like it, I think it was initially jarring when everyone saw that reveal trailer and everyone looked so different. But after looking for, at them for a while, it was just like, yeah, I mean, these are just video game-ass interpretations yeah, of I, these I guys. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think you necessarily need to have the likenesses to get that stuff. No, I got over that pretty fast. Yeah, um, It's only if they were, like, close to the likenesses, but just off enough or something like that. But yeah, these, these are different enough. Um, and then that was, that was it. It ended. Like, they showed, you know, each of the Avengers fought for maybe five to six minutes. Mm-hmm. And then it ended. It seems like a really strange demo for a game that's out in less than a year. May. Uh, May. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And they were... They were... They, were, they just kind of gave that same spiel that they said at the end about, like... Uh, they mentioned, uh, you know, you can customize your Avenger, but they didn't get into detail if that means, like, there's a skill tree, or if that just means, like, right, DLC yeah. costumes. Yeah, or loot, or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, they, yeah, there was no, like, Q&A or anything. It was just very much, like, in, out, don't take your phone out. Or, like, don't record um, anything. Wow, yeah, wow. But that was, I mean, that was kind of it. It was, like, it, it left me with almost as many questions as I had going into it. Right. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a bizarre showing. All right. I'm glad that we at least saw that. Uh, yeah, I, I'm interested in when like their official gameplay demo comes out. I can imagine it looking a lot different than what. Have they, have they said anything about when we will see more? Not that I, not that I know of. Yeah. Like Comic Con? Sure, that makes sense. Sure, why not? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they say we're going to be a Comic Con, which is like a month away. Yeah. They probably would have said so. Yeah, all this stuff just makes me think that like when they. I remember you and I having the conversation of, like, I can't believe they just tweeted about this game yeah. and there was yes. no, like, bigger yes. reveal for it and they didn't, like, get a magazine cover. You know, right. they didn't get a game totally. form or they didn't get, totally. you know, some kind of bigger thing for this game that everyone's known about or for a long time. Or on the Xbox stage or something. Right, yeah, or some kind of press conference, like, like yeah, Xbox thing. Right. They, I guess they did the Sony deal, so there's that. Yeah, but, uh, well, yeah, yeah. But now hearing all this stuff and seeing that press conference, maybe they were right to just tweet out and go, like, hey, we got an Avengers game. Keep uh, expectations low, I guess. Now, yeah. uh, speaking of expectations, Dan, you went and saw Link's Awakening. I did. Dan, uh, Brad, you also saw it. Yes, we I've it. heard separately from both of you 
It doesn't run real well. Yeah. No, that was the first yeah. thing that really surprised me. Yeah. It's just like the art style is incredible. I love the look of yeah, it. I, yeah, I it also does. think it looks fantastic. Yeah, but, but it's uh, there are very noticeable jaggies. Yeah, uh, it didn't look then, great on TV. Yeah, and, and you'll, you'll go inside a house or something, and it'll all run pretty fine there. But then you go outside, and if like there's grass on the screen, like you know normal Zelda grass that you yeah, cut, yeah, yeah. it's all animated and stuff. It looks good, but then it's all just like it chugs. I, I thought I was being nitpicky about it because I am obsessive about frame rate. Uh, but then when that was the first thing he said to me about it, I was it's, like, okay, it's mm, not just me. It like, was the first thing I noticed because like it, it straight up runs at 60 FPS in buildings inside, right, right. and then you go outside and it's like barely hitting 30. Like it's yeah, it's it really, sucked. Pretty uh, jarring. This is docked playing with the joy on, on a TV. Yeah. Yeah. The game's not out. You know, they're going to yeah, optimize like at some three, point. Three months away, yeah. It's just unusual for a Nintendo demo at E3 right. to run yeah. like that. Yeah. You're right. I, I bet in handheld it would be less noticeable, like the jaggies and stuff like that. Probably. But it was uh, immediately noticeable. But outside yeah. of that, I like the look of everything. I like the design. Uh, it doesn't completely kind of ape that Link Between Worlds thing. It, it, it's similar in kind of that like polygonal top-down thing. I, yeah. I didn't love the movement, but part of it was that my left Joy-Con kept desyncing, so I, my, my movement felt it like shit. Joy-Con hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's got real, really rigid eight-way movement instead of the more free-form, like, kind of move-anywhere Link to the Past style. Yeah, yeah. So that felt a little bit limiting. I don't know. It's yeah. probably fine. It's got some good-looking moblins. Yes, <laughs> the enemies look great. I like the chunky moblins. Visually, yeah. it looks it looks fantastic. I love like, a nice chunky moblin. Mm. Great art, but also you know exactly how it plays. Totally, yeah. Like yeah. you can assign items to X and Y. It seems pretty faithful uh, to Link's Awakening. Yeah, the the lady at my kiosk said they're adding a bunch of stuff. I noticed all I that stuff with the pedestals, where it's like, oh, this is a pedestal. It looks like something should go here, and I don't remember that. Okay. Like, I'm excited to play this because, like, the thing that kept me from ever really liking Link's Awakening was I just hate how every Game Boy game looks, and so I always hated the Game Boy. <laughs> um, and so even with, like, Link's Awakening DX and stuff, and I had to color and all that, it still just looks like shit. Hmm. So now it looks beautiful, and now I know a lot of people really like the second worst Zelda game. Um, so I'm looking forward to playing it. Uh, maybe it's better now. You just didn't have to say that, but you did. It's still a really good game. I was super excited about it because I'd never played Link's Awakening, but like seeing how it ran took the wind out of my sails a little bit. It was yeah. disappointing and surprising to see that, but overall, I think it looks like it's. I'm really. Well, hopefully, it comes that. together. Right? Yeah. yeah, that's all you can say. Like, you know, well, that's performance is like that's a solvable thing. Yeah. Um. You hope. So yeah, that, I don't that, know. <laughs> that just sounds like a million E3 previews past the talking. Avengers. Hey, maybe it'll come together. Yeah. It looks promising. We're excited yeah. to see more. Yeah. We also uh, watched a little bit of Wolfenstein running on the Switch. And, yes. Uh, you want to talk about Chunky? Oh, talking, yes. Mm, Ray Ray, the chunkiest moblin of them all. Yes. Adolf it, Hitler. <laughs> it seems to be a playable video game, yeah. uh, but it is not the way in, you in want the, to Yes, play in the technical it. sense... Yeah, yeah. you like, can play it. The enemies, like their faces, look like they're just covered in Vaseline. The the frame rate's real rough. Yeah. Um, I was surprised by a lot of that. We were looking at Resident Evil 5 local co-op split yeah, the, screen, the, the, and the that was screen, chugging. Split screen co-op in RE5 did not run great. That game's almost 10 years old. Um, uh, I know the Switch isn't the most powerful console in the world, but it's still like, okay, I don't know if this is how I want to play this some game. surprisingly unoptimized stuff to be showing yeah. on, on a show floor. Yeah. Yeah, like that but, sounds almost more like behind-closed-doors type stuff, <laughs> where they can say, like, hey, fucking optimize. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't want to sound too down, though, on Link's Awakening, because I really do think it's it's it's, it's going to be really good. Yeah, I still want to play it, too. Um, just... Surprising. How about that Pokemon? Yo! Yo? Fucking Pokemon, How chunky are the Pokemon? Wait, you can... Hang on. No, 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 no. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, One of the Pokemon, especially chunky, its name is Wooloo. Oh, I know about Wooloo. I wanted to shout... Shout... Wooloo! But then everyone around me was already too into the zone. Yeah. All right. First trainer I run into at this gym, right? Mm -hmm. How are you going to bring a fire-type Pokemon 
The water gym. What? Yeah, what is this? What the fuck? Want your rookie shit to faint? All right. So they gave me a team of six, uh, and this was one of the first couple gyms, the water gym, mm-hmm. and um, I had all three starters. I had my boy Wulu. I had uh, another one I don't remember, and then a corgi, an electric corgi. Yeah. Okay. That named Yapper. Yeah. Or Yapper, Yamber, 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 one of those. Yeah, I saw the name going around earlier today. Trey Q. Trey Q. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I just ran you through uh, a gym which had like some light puzzle stuff. What seemed really messed up to me is that normally the trainers, when you uh, run into an instance for them, they're just looking straight. When you cross their line of view, then you engage in a battle. Right. These these people in Galler, they're looking side to side now. What? I was like, it's some Metal Gear shit. Yeah, it's like, Metal Gear stuff. Vision cones. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was dodging some people. Um, yeah, it was neat. It ran you through three battles with three random trainers, uh, kind of using different types of Pokemon to kind of switch in between the three new starters. They had, they were all decked out with a bunch of different types of moves. You could pop in, see which ones were physical, special types, accuracy, all the cool kind of stats you want to see. And then after you beat those three fools... Get to fight the gym leader. So the gym leader came hot at me. Two Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Uh, second one was the Rock Turtle thing. First one didn't matter. That went down in like, oh, it was a Goldeen. Who's bringing Gen One Pokemon to Gen Eight? You know, Pokemon the classics. That's you know. Mm. Uh, but the cool thing that they introduced in this game, besides the newer Pokemon, is Dynamax, mm-hmm. and that's when your Pokemon get big. Big Pokemon. Big Pokemon, baby. Yeah. Uh, is that what are you doing? Are you injecting them with something like what? That I tapped my wrist, and then I think I summoned like a spirit bomb type thing. Okay. I cherry bombed through it like in four square behind me, mm-hmm. and then and then my Grookey blew up the stadium. Big Grookey. Big Grookey. Tell me about Grookey. Grookey was like five stories tall. Had oh, a little stick. We were ready to take on that rock turtle. I'm proud to say we beat that gym leader. Good. Uh, Work out there. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Um, so when you go into Dynamax mode, you're only in that mode for three turns, and I guess it's this generation's new battle mechanic. Previously, they've introduced Z moves, which are like one Pokemon can do that per team, mm. per battle. And then before that was Mega Evolutions. They haven't really talked about whether or not those are returning at all. Mega, Mega, right, yeah. or Z moves. Um, they had a bunch of stuff going on after the press conference today during their direct where they showed off those two new Pokemon. I think that's where they said that, like, actually you're not going to be able to bring in, like, out of the, what is it, Pokemon Home or whatever? Yeah, I'm Like, you're not going to be able to import yeah. old Pokemon into this game? Yeah. Is it, like, a, a more, a, a smaller Pokedex? I, I think they're going to try and do what they did for Black and White where you couldn't access older Pokemon until you beat the main campaign yeah. for this game. Okay. Because otherwise, then I think you just be too overpowered. Especially if you're bringing stuff in from previous generations. Or from You've go. You know, leveled the hell up all yeah, over the place. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was neat. And during that direct, it looked like in these wild zones where you could encounter random Pokemon and uh, go into, like, the raid type of things they're doing, mm. you could come across random players to trade items. Oh, all right. It showed off someone given another person. human players? Huh? You mean human players? Oh, human players. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and, like, the raids they were showing looked pretty neat. I think the bummer is, so you... Engage in them with three other players. Everyone brings in a Pokemon. And that enemy Pokemon is Dynamaxed for the full battle. Mm. And if you beat them, you have the chance to catch them. 
I'd almost like it if you were able to beat that Dynamax raid boss Pokemon that you can just catch it. Because yeah. otherwise you're just wasting some time. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sounds like a raid. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it looks super cool. Uh, art style is very similar to uh, Sun and Moon, where they don't look super chibi or kitty. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, I, I liked what I thought. I wish the demo was a little bit longer and I got to run around, or I wish they showed off the raid battling with other people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be that'd be cool to just get a feel for for that yeah. sort of stuff. But yeah, it's not that far off. So yeah, November. <clears throat> all about uh, all about that grass monkey. Yeah. True. Gang baby. Mm. Mm. Alex, Luigi's Mansion 3. Yes. So you stuck those ghosts? Gooey? I did a lot of them. Did you I make a Gooigi? Yeah. I've I made a Gooigi. I'm sorry. How'd that make you feel? Weird. Mm-hmm. Does he like bend over and poop it out? Because that's what it looked like in the trailer. Where's that? Where's the that? I gotta say that I, I, I may have missed the exact nature of that animation. Okay. Uh, the, the more disturbing aspect of that for me was that when you are controlling uh, Guigi, you like Luigi just goes slack. Like it's like his soul has left his body. The soul is goo. Apparently, and it goes into Guigi. And so you are solving puzzles by kind of, you know, shuffling between which one to traverse one spot or another, uh, you know, kind of alternate control. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and you, you can just swap souls between the two with the touch apparently, of the button? Or? Okay. Yeah, apparently they have, they've uh, invented that technology okay. for Luigi's Mansion. It's like cookies Gui- and cream? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you just have Luigi all the time? Uh, you can summon him any time, okay. but he's not useful in every situation. Okay. Mm. Uh, it ran fine. Uh, it just since we're cataloging Nintendo right. demos, yeah, yeah, good to hear. Uh, I my uh, my left Joy-Con did drift a little bit, also. Though, yeah, so. yeah, they, yeah. Not sure what happened there. They should maybe be going with wired Pro controllers in that booth. Maybe, maybe, and not wireless Joy Cons. Yeah. How was this mine in your guys' headphones? That's my professional advice. Demos? That was fine. Yeah, yeah, okay, right. mine was super blown out, and like oh, the person weird. running the demos like may not want to Ooh. wear your headphones <laughs> at all. Like that, but okay, and I flicked it on. Bah! Live demo right in there. Yeah, yeah. it happens. Yeah. I like Luigi's Mansion a lot. This feels very much like. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna ask like, should should I make a, a Herculean effort to go see that tomorrow, or should am I good? Herculean, no. I mean, well, I mean that's what it takes to get into that booth because you know how people are about their Nintendo. Yeah, no, I, I it's it it's fun. Like I enjoyed it, but it did not like necessarily knock me over in any specific way, other right. than just reminding me that yeah, I like these games, mm-hmm. and that was kind of it. Okay, cool. When is that coming out? Uh, I think that's uh, is it this year. I think so. I think that's or maybe mm. I don't remember actually. I, yeah, because it wasn't the only thing not coming out this year. Animal Crossing from their oh they didn't talk about it. Yeah. Um, what y'all think about that Doom? The, the Doom uh, Doom Doom is not messing around. Yeah, that's for sure. It's I mean it's the same demo you saw. Yep. At Judges Week, I lo- loaded myself into the BFG and shot myself through a building. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Like right through there. Uh huh. After I finished it, I was really mad that I couldn't go home and play Doom. Did you finish it? Yeah. Okay, the last fight in that demo was not fucking around. It no. Not. It was hard. I, you know? I had to tap out at a certain I, point. It probably took me half a dozen tries to beat that last fight. Yeah. And then I turned around, and there was Hugo, the creative director, watching, and I was like, oh, fuck, <laughs> watching me die. Uh, yeah, I, I died a handful of times. That in that, in was that, tough. I mean, he said, he said like, yeah, we wanted to end the demo with something that really like puts you through the river. It was making me... 
so mad that I like knew I, I had to buckle down. I like assumed I full gamer too. stance. Mm. And yeah, like, yes, oh, I, I was yes. moving the controller up and down. I was, a lot. I, there was some salt. Oh, were they accruing? Did they make you play with the controller? No, no, no. no, 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 no I, I played. I, I chose okay. controller just because I, I felt. I, I, was like, I didn't even consider using that. I was. It is the it is the lone first person shooter that I play with mouse and keyboard. I was I was I was playing mouse and keyboard and it didn't help. I was still getting fucked. Okay. Um, I like the weapon variety a lot. Like the, there were too many to even. Yeah, so I, this may just be a problem with the demo, but I feel like every time you would pick up those weapon mods, they didn't necessarily communicate what they were attached to. Yeah, was I, mean, I guess. Oh, well, it was always like because you were picking up the weapon and the weapon mod, so it would switch right to it. Sometimes yeah, you would pick yeah. up the mod later, but like the way the weapon wheel was laid out with the different color yeah. weapons, oh, it yeah. was part like, of it. Part of it was just I haven't played Doom in three years. Yeah, there was yeah. a lot to come back to in a very short time. You mm-hmm. know, um, like they give you that little tutorial up front, but that. Dude, was, that like the, yeah, they give you this like obstacle course at the beginning. Yeah, that's got some straight up Bobby Prince ass music in the background. Yeah, that's yeah, good. And all the fonts are some ugly programmer ass colored fonts. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. just felt like a '90s id software game. Yeah. in a really delightful way. I uh, liked the light platforming stuff that was in there, like zipping yeah. from wall to wall. That stuff feels good once you get a feel for it. Once mm-hmm. he like told me that if you dash into something, you can grab, you will automatically grab it, so you don't have to worry about hitting, the, clicking in the stitch. That so, was like huge. That's, yeah. So you have a double jump and a double dash? Yep. And you just have those from the beginning of the game? I have no idea. Okay. Because it's a demo. You know, yeah. how, how the progression will work in the final I just, product, I don't know. I couldn't remember how the first game played, but there was another id Software guy there who said he had been going back and forth between the two games, and yeah. he was talking about how much different the movement is in this. Mm-hmm. Like, in my memory, this is how Doom 2016 played. Right. Yeah. Apparently the, there's the more. The dash is, uh, yeah. seems like a big deal. Yeah. Um, um, the way it works here. But that, that last fight with all the different enemies, the, they're throwing a bunch of heavy enemy types at you, yeah. and, like... I was having to really think about what in, uh, weapons I was using because mm-hmm. I was like, okay, if I try to shotgun these guys, they just shrug it off and get right up in my face and kill me. Like, yeah. I really have to tailor what I'm doing. It feels like they're really making good on that like high speed. Combat it is, puzzle. yeah, totally. Like, it, know, combat shooters have done the I combat was puzzle always thing, but now moving, yeah, like, like always thinking. Hey, now do it next move. You really have to think fast yeah. and. and Play intelligently. Was it a thing in the first? I can't remember when you would chainsaw if you were like had two enemies next to each other. You could chainsaw through both of them. Because mm, that maybe the first I time I, I I hit three dudes with my chainsaw in one swing, and that good. that made me really happy. And then the fact that you could like yeah. flame if you're quick enough on your turn, you could like flamethrower multiple enemies. Yep. And then, like, take out the minigun and just start yeah. loading into them because every bullet is what makes the armor pop off. I think oh. if you if you if you double jump and double dash and then grab a monkey bar before you land, doesn't it refresh both of those? And then you can just keep double jumping and dashing. I, I didn't grab too many monkey I bars. I think that's the case. Played, like, I just I felt like I was in the air for like yeah fifteen seconds. Like you had the grappling hook to that point. Yeah, too. it was just like there's a like, lot of weird, cool traversal. Like, like Celeste. I feel like yeah. basically. Yeah. I mean, a lot like of things we're describing here, they're just sort of like, wow, this isn't a Doom game. Like, it, almost, yeah. it almost feels like it's becoming the shooter equivalent of like stylish, crazy action. Like it's, uh, yeah. it's like yeah. Yeah, this bit, really yeah. varied, stylish thing where you put all these pieces together mm-hmm. in a in a way that produces kind of a flow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. That game seems good. I greatly enjoy that opening cutscene where everyone in the control room is just yeah. so. Yeah. Turning like, and looking, everybody, everybody being in awe of you and kind of not sure what to make of you yeah. is pretty good. Yeah, walk up uh, to the guy. Like, what are you doing here? You walk up, just grab his gun and walk through the door. Yeah, yeah, like grabbing the key card <laughs> on, the, on the guy on a lanyard on the guy's neck, and he just like grabs the key card, and the guy's like, ah! yeah. as he scans it. The Doom guy uh, is an asshole, apparently. Yeah, yeah. saving humanity, but also has no respect for them at all. 
Uh, he's got a job yeah. to do, and he's yeah, not yeah. going to let some fucking pencil pusher. I'm, you wanna, I'm the same way. You want a job done, you got to do it yourself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dan, you saw Control. I did. Uh, I saw parts of it many times because my demo crashed uh, like oh. five or six times, and I had to keep restarting. Okay. Uh, but from what I saw, it uh, feels really good. God damn it, I didn't mean to. I almost said it feels really good to control. Yeah. That was not intended. Mm. It just the controls uh, feel very good in, in control. Yeah. Uh, the jumping is good, uh, and all the like psyops powers. Mm -hmm. Like I, I didn't know much about that. So did, was you? Did you have like all these powers unlocked? No, oh, I had okay. to grab stuff and throw okay. stuff. Okay. And so I wasn't I had, like, sure if it was the thing. same demo that I had, or, or if because they previously whenever they've shown the game off, game off, it's been like, hey, everything's unlocked or whatever. But when I played it, it was like, hey, here's the powers you would have at this point in the game. I was bummed. It was like the third mission I did, and the control sheet uh, said like, oh, hold A to levitate. And I was like, oh. Cool. It sounds like yeah, a fun but you don't have that yet. Didn't have yeah, that, yeah. but even just the like R1 to like grab whatever barrel or pallet or rock yeah. is near you and launch it at a dude is cool. Uh, a lot of weird like David Lynch type of stuff, yep. like the whole vibe mm -hmm. to that game. Did you meet the janitor guy? Yeah. Okay, his face was like maybe the most uncanny valley I've ever seen. Like it was animated so so well. Yeah, it's uh, uh yeah, it's it. He's got a creepy look. It's, it's a creepy sequence of just like this guy ordering you what to do in riddles and. And then you move on. I, I think, yeah, yeah the, the dialogue sequences and, and, like, the internal monologue they do with your character, yeah. where she kind of goes like, ah, fuck, I get, all right, whatever, man. Yeah. And then yeah. says what she's going to say. I, I think that stuff works well. It's a lot weirder than I expected with, like, did you see the diagrams of, like, what the building you're in is? It's called the oldest house. And it just <laughs> looks like a giant concrete windowless skyscraper. But then there's all these, like, government notes. And stuff yeah, isn't, like, it, isn't it, like, some supernatural government agency or yeah, something like, like that? Yeah, it's, like, built on top of, like, a weird portal to blah. It's like, it's uh, like, it's like if the CIA was for ghosts or something. Yeah, yeah, but it says, like, this building, this is how big it would be if it was to scale. Like, the actual building is much, much smaller, but the interior is much bigger than the, uh, you know, it's like one of those weird, there's a lot of weird stuff like, going on. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know if it's, like, the X-Files tonally, but what I've read about it makes it sound like it's got a similar fixation on, that. like, just the weird and surreal. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. like, all the powers. The gun is really cool. How like yeah, I kept hitting X to reload, but it, it, it changes the shape of the gun. It's like this modular floating cube thing. So, yeah. like, it was a pistol, and you don't run out of ammo. It, like, just kind of recharges. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you, you know, go too uh, far, it's like Epinus carrots, you know. Um, but you can switch to, like, a shotgun pistol type thing. Yeah. Uh, man, it was... Yeah, morphing it, the gun into different guns was a, a neat, neat thing. Yeah, and uh, there's some just, like, you know, military-type gun enemies, and then they're, like, weird, like, bodies floating upside down with, like, bulbous, red, glowy sacks that just, like, float at you and explode. And all the combat felt really good. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't think... In the past, Remedy stuff has been super like tight action-wise for me. Mm. And Max Payne, maybe like post Max Payne two. Yeah, I yeah really like I really like the yeah. Remedy game. That much. Same here. Like I wasn't big on Alan Wake yeah. or uh, you know Quantum Break or anything. This one it felt really good. Like yeah. I'm suddenly super excited for it. Did they happen to happen to mention if they had the ray tracing stuff turned on? Uh, Assuming this was PC. They mentioned they did have it turned on. Okay. Uh, they also mentioned the puddles were going to be real good. Okay. Oh. So it didn't jump out at you. Finally, good puddles. The lighting was really good. Okay. Yeah, it looked great. Cool. So yeah, I'm, I'm way into it. All right, you also saw Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. Is that the That sounds about right. Title right on that. That's the sequel to a game uh, that I had not really heard of or known anything about. You, you ended up kind of... We, we, we thrust you into that yeah, appointment. Yeah, you kind of pinch-hitting uh, on that appointment. It was a last-minute thing. I was yeah. like, sure, I'll, I've seen video games. I can describe this. <laughs> what do you want to know about Vampire Masquerade Bloodlines 2? Well, what did you see in Vampire the Masquerade You're Bloodlines a vampire 2? man, Got but it. you're a thin blood 
which means you're a young vampire. They said it's like a vampire going through puberty. Okay. And starting to learn how his, his creepy vampire body is changing. So blood's real thin, so you, yeah. could, you could blade real easy. You could, oh, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Color, yeah. Really, a mask. Oh, yeah, yeah. You could juice real, real easy. Okay. Stuff, yeah. okay, good. Um, you can choose at the beginning what kind of vampire you are. I picked one where you can do all sorts of weird bat stuff. You can turn into a bat. You can summon bats. You can fly around. And, like, all these areas seemed like they had, like, basically three different ways you could go based on what class thing you picked. Uh, so, like, you can just fly to the thing. For was the that bat. like for the demo that you they had you guys pre- picking pre- three pre-made characters that would you would normally like level up? Through, yeah. Or, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and uh, it, there's a full character creator yeah. thing. There's, so your your cool. character isn't voiced at all or anything. Okay. But like, if you're not the Batman, you can't fly up to the thing. You oh, Batman's Batman a different fly. character. He yeah. can't fly. No, he's got he a hook. He's got a cape thing. He can kind of do the Mario World thing. He's got the balloon thing. Arkham City. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there's another one. You know, like Symphony of the Night. Apparently, uh, vampires can turn into mist. Apparently, Definitely. that's a vampire oh, yeah. lore no, thing. Great. Yeah, so you can go through like air ducts and stuff and shoot out the other side. I did not. So when I sat down, I thought it was going to be like, oh, it's gothic 1600s London spooky times because yeah. that's every vampire thing you ever see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but it was like Seattle now. Mm. Oh. And so you're just going around Seattle like talking to homeless people as a vampire. And uh, yeah, if seemed, I had to pick a city that would be full of vampires, Seattle would probably be on the list. Food? Yeah, it's like all set at night. Obviously. It's rain all the time. It, Twilight's it, there. Yeah, mm-hmm. it had a really cool vibe to it though. Just really kind of like foggy, late night, like drunk stumbling around, like you're going to these dance clubs and all this stuff. It's mm-hmm. uh, it it seemed pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, lots of dialogue mm-hmm. trees, lots of like okay. other people leveled up your coercion or something. You can do this or that and choose which faction you want. Did you get into with. combat ever? Was there? Uh, I, didn't, for, I wasn't playing. So oh, okay, I was watching yeah. it be played live. Got I was like picking dialogue options. Oh, okay. Like that. Yeah. So Three. the combat, it seemed. Three! Basically. Yeah. Um, it seemed very early. It was like an alpha build. Sure. And so like it, it was kind of janky at the time. You know, lots of like when you go to bite animations, like it kind of freaked out. But they said they wanted uh, you to feel extremely powerful since you're a vampire and you can just like rip humans to shreds like they're napkins, basically. So mm-hmm. lots of just tossing dudes and biting them and stuff. So, All right. Yeah, it had a cool, cool vibe to it. All right. Mm hmm. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think. What else? Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein. Y'all saw that Wolfenstein. Uh, we played that Wolfenstein. Yeah, we were sisters. We were for a moment. And for then a moment. We were torn apart. And then we were torn apart. And then they sat me down on a different demo because like they we only actually had one space. Oh yeah. So yeah. someone else came in, but then right. someone else left like two seconds after that. So I went and played with someone else. Ah. Uh, yes. Uh, did you get see the intro? Yes. Yeah. It's good. Get what I'm. Get what I'm, get totally. what I'm saying. Yeah. Like yeah. It's yeah. like it's it's like. Well, a we didn't me- see them like steal the helicopter. Okay. We saw them like the, the hunt, like BJ teaching her how right, to right, right. Okay. And then yeah. you see the the scene in Paris where they're talking to the local resistance leader, and she's like, "Okay, I'll help you, but I need you to go to the Zeppelin and murder mm-hmm. some some Nazis." Yeah. But that scene when they get on the Zeppelin and they kill the Nazi together, and yes. she just starts puking and, and, and like cheering. And <laughs> yeah, and yeah, they're like simultaneously the laughing and puking because <laughs> yeah. they yeah. killed their first Nazi. It's. The the tone of that I think is really cool. Yeah. Did you see? I I, I didn't see that stuff. I came in later, but I mess around with the menus a little bit. I don't remember you mentioning. Did you see that the hand gestures are equipable? They are. Yes. Yeah. So everything. Is, so you pick at the outset of the game which one you want, but yeah. eventually as you level up and spend more skill points and stuff, you will unlock the okay. other ones. So this build. So there's like an armor ability that yeah. like charge into guys, and yeah. there's like a stealth one. But later in the game, you will unlock. Even if you if you go armor, you can unlock stealth still. Okay, this build must have had them all unlocked because okay. I could just switch between yeah. all of them. But like, one of them was like a fist pound. Oh, uh, there were more than. Oh, I didn't have those. Okay, so they're, they're literal gestures. It's yeah, like, no, I'm I know. Trying to remember what I, I, I wish. Oh, I you could. know what? Some of those. So some of that stuff I think is going to be cosmetic. Like they might yes. sell. There some is of those totally. Things. I should have asked. There is a currency. There is yes. a, a fake coin. 
mm-hmm. currency that you're straight up picking up in the game, from what I can tell, right. off of dead bodies. Yeah. Yes. Um, there's I also was wondering a, what that was for. Are they wearing, like, something similar to the, uh, the, the weird, armor? The weird armor. Yes, yeah. they are. You could, yeah. you could also, there were different you could also buy yeah, there were different skins for that armor. Yeah. Uh, they, they showed some of the, the skins. Uh, but all those... All those uh, I fucking... What are the two defaults are thumbs up and horns, right? Yeah. Yeah. I cannot... One is armor and one is health. Yeah, so I, I know like, there's one where, like, the, the character pounds her fists, and I can't remember... There were, like, 12 of them at least... But they all have different effects. Oh, okay. Like, I wasn't sure if they had different every effects. Every one of them, like, one of them was, like, both sisters become invulnerable for five seconds or ten seconds okay. or something like that. Yeah. Like, they're they're all different, so that's that's a system. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Uh, there's some some pretty neat ideas in there. And the gun the gun upgrade stuff seemed pretty yeah, elaborate. Yeah, there are a lot of upgrades. Yeah, like I think the, like the previous game, right? They, they yeah. had a lot of gun upgrades. Yeah, yeah, stuff. sure, it, sure. It, There's... But you're swapping out, like, receivers and magazines and right. whatever, like, all kinds of stuff on, on those guns. Yeah. yeah. Still, like, a very fast pace. Like, you're still running yeah. super fast. It really shooting. feels like they have leaned much more into the heavy gunplay version of Wolfenstein as opposed to... I mean, the, the second game didn't have as much of the stealth stuff, right. really. Yeah. Uh, but this, it, it feels like they... Parts of the playing that game felt like playing Doom. Like, it's very much that you are flinging yourself around these, especially, like, the bigger rooms where there's, like, lots of enemies around. Yeah. I was just constantly flying around and trying to avoid the big heavies. When I stuff. played it, uh, I was playing it with someone, and, and, you know, we did the thing you do in video games, which is, like, oh, there's a guy with his back to us. Let's go yep. kill that guy. Yes. And then, oh, someone saw it? Well, whatever. Let's just murder everybody. Yeah, let's, diesel, let's go to town. Diesel guys have very conspicuous backpacks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, uh, so it seemed shoot. like there were opportunities to kind of stealthily take some guys out that way yeah. if you wanted to go that way. But, yeah, I think the guy I was playing with, we would inevitably enter a room, hatch it like two people, and yeah. then it's like, all right, let's go. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and, yeah, so I, I think that, you know, I think my big problem with The Last Wolf of the Sun was that it was just like, not necessarily like like it wasn't always fun the way it was difficult, and I think that by going down but not out and being able to be picked up by the other player, yes, I think that mitigates that specific issue that I have with that game uh, because we went down a bunch, but we were always picking each other up and just fighting forward, and, and it wasn't yeah. a problem. It was it was fun. I will say that I still wish the guns themselves had like just a little more punch or yeah. like just. Yeah. Just impact to them. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. Like it's you know it's fun and like the action is is very fast paced. But like when the, when I'm firing the guns, I don't always get that sense that I'm like connecting with something. Right. Which is I don't know like to me like the most important thing about a shooter, and it's just something that has never felt completely right in those games. Yeah, which is weird because they you think they get so much other stuff right with just like gun yeah. mechanics. Like yeah. The game is is really and then the stuff they've done in the past is really smart about that. But yeah, you're you're right. There's something about the impact. Yeah, it's not bad. It just doesn't feel just quite right. These are just very spongy. Like there's something yeah. about just the damage you're doing or not doing that. Yeah, like it, it sometimes feels a little off, uh, for sure. Um, Brad and I went and saw like they they do one of these every year. It's like the the, the, the Xbox platform talk. You know, they're yeah. gonna get us in and talk about the future of Xbox. And mostly it's them kind of reiterating reiterating stuff from the press conference. Yeah, uh, I think the one thing that maybe, I don't know if it was news or not, but, like, the idea that, like, these controllers would be forward compatible. Yeah, I asked if... Well, uh, asked. We've got yeah, Microsoft we, folks Yes, we, we will have an opportunity to follow up on tomorrow, that. They, they so. started to commit to that and then pulled back on it, I feel like, is the way the messaging went. The way the, yeah. When like, he, he started to straight up say, yeah, the, the Elite V2 will work on Scarlet, but then he kind of said, no, I wouldn't, we want... 
I think he was more like, I, I better not say that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's yeah. right, but I need yeah. to check. Uh, it was the impression. But I, we, but I think we're we not ready to reveal these sorts of things I, about Scarlet yet. I think we got some people on over the Maybe. next couple of days here that can probably answer questions yeah. like that. Uh, so uh, well, I think we'll. That's uh, it, it. Sounded promising. It sounded like he almost said it. Yeah, well, yeah. I think that's the thing. You know, like you know, they're putting out this controller this November and putting out a new right. console next year. Right. And it's like a very the adapt- expensive controller. The adaptive controller is A, only a year yeah, old, and yeah. B, something that some people are going to need to keep around yeah. in, uh, in perpetuity. So Yeah, that, that cool. seems like a no-brainer that they would, that they yeah. would do that with yeah. controllers. Um, uh, but, but I guess, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We will certainly ask. Uh, I saw, real quick, I saw Empire of Sin. Oh, right, which yeah. Which got announced during Romero the, Games, the Games. Nintendo uh, thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Right, yeah, yeah. A Nintendo okay. conference is where you expect John Romero. Anyway, yeah, I met with John Romero and co-workers of Romero Games. Mm-hmm. Uh, that game's going for it. There's a lot going on there. Yeah. It's published by Paradox. Mm-hmm. And that seems like it makes sense. It's about half XCOM and half a Paradox-ass Paradox game. Wow. People right. understand what that means. Yeah. It's like a really deep strategy game. Um, it's, 19, it's 1920 Chicago, so it's the beginning of Prohibition, so the two resources in the game are money and booze. Um, and uh, you pick a boss. I think they said there's like 14 bosses in the game, like some historical, like they picked Al Capone. Uh, some they have made up fictionally for this thing. Um, but you build like an empire. You build like you go around the city talking to people and hiring them into your gang and assign them classes and traits, mm-hmm. and they all level up and... You can make people like a capo and an underboss, and like you build the whole fucking mob hierarchy. Yeah. Um, you bust in basically. It's all systemic and like faction driven. There are other bosses all operating autonomously in the city, and they all have their own rackets and their own speakeasies, you know. Yeah. And everybody plays off of each other. It's that. Woo! It sounds very. That's full. The empty. Thankfully. Um, it's it's hard to summarize because there's. It's one of those games where it sounds like. Algorithmically, there's always a contingency for everything you do. Yeah. Of like, uh, I was I like I was saying like, well, uh, could you not focus on the economic aspect of the strategy game and just go around and try to kill all the other bosses and win that way? And he was like, yeah, but then that will probably cause them to ally themselves together against you. You know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like there's an economic aspect, there is a straight up combat aspect. Yeah. There's a bunch of different like kind of pillars of, of the strategy. The combat is it almost sounds like Civ. They they mentioned Civ. They yeah. kind of mentioned it being like Gangster Civ at one point. Like when you pull the map out, uh, it's like a grayscale version of the map, so it's very like clean and easy to read. Mm-hmm. And all the buildings yeah. are like color coded based on which faction owns them or if they're up for grabs. Um, it you, sounds exactly like Frozen Synapse Two. Okay. Where you just let the like economy go without caring about it. Everyone else would have built up so many funds that you get steamrolled afterwards. Yeah. It sounded. I asked some questions that made it sound dynamic like that. Totally. Like okay. I was. I was saying. Like you know, if you if you outcompete other factions, will that affect their manpower because they can't afford to pay their thugs? Yeah. And they were like, yeah, totally. Um, there's like a cruelty rating for your boss or for all your characters actually, based on like how savage they are, yeah. and that affects how much like your other people will trust you. It's like I could sit here all day talking about fields in a database. Right running underneath that game that yeah. dictate a bunch of behaviors, but it seems fascinating. Like and then like I said, the combat is is XCOM. Like huh. uh yeah. it's full on like take cover behind stuff. Are you in half cover, full cover, issue commands, everybody's got two action points per turn, like very much yeah, that yeah. style of combat. Cool. Uh it seemed really elaborate and pretty interesting. Nice. 
Uh, anybody got anything else before we... Psychonauts 2? Yeah, Psychonauts 2. Uh, they showed basically what I guess is the opening of that game, uh, the opening level, which takes place right after Rhombus of Ruin. So if you want to oh. really, you know, understand the full breadth of the narrative there... Yeah, the VR, uh, that's the VR game, right? You yeah. potentially need to have played that VR game. Nothing's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, it picks it up right after that. You are inside the brain of Dr. Lobato. You're trying to find out who is his boss... And you are running around inside his brain, which is like a dentist nightmare. Like, yep. there's just teeth and nerve endings everywhere and, like, uvulas that attack you. And then also you're dealing with all his different, his sensors, his doubts, uh, and all those other things that manifest. Uh, and you were just kind of running around inside his brain. What do you think of it? I, I don't have any real affinity for Psychonauts, so it, it just kind of, I, like, watching that demo a couple weeks ago, I just kind of looked, looked at it and said, like, it looks like Psychonauts. It has admittedly been a very long time since I played it. I loved it when it came out. Mm. I came into this... I mean, you know, I'm I'm glad they're making another one of those. Uh, I think just by virtue of how long it's been... Right. Like, my excitement was a little bit tempered, but it, it did... It scratched the itch. Like, it made me think of the things I like about Psychonauts. Right. And, you know, the platforming, you know, it, it was never the strongest part of that game, but they were pretty clear, like... No, we learned, you know, a lot about, like, the way the difficulty ramped up in the last game. Sure, and, yeah. you know, we've, we have some new fun abilities, and we also think it's just much better balanced this time around. All right. So if that's the case, then, yeah, I'm on board. Okay, cool. Well, I think uh, that's going to do it for us here right now. Uh, thanks, y'all, for getting out there and mm -hmm. seeing games. Mm -hmm. Ben had to run away. Yes. Handle something. Uh, we are going to take a break and reload the couch with a new set of guests, and then we'll be back after that. Hello and welcome back. Giant Bombs coverage of E3 2019 continues. I'm Jeff Gersman. That's it's, I'm gonna every time. Look at that. <laughs> I see it out of the corner of my eye. Whoa, look at that. Very fancy. We're joined by a couch full of guests. Immediately to my left, Sir Rod Ferguson. <laughs> Excuse me, Sir Roderick Sorry, Richard. Sir Roderick Ferguson. Richard Ferguson. Thank you very much. Uh, Thanks for coming out. Thank you. Good, me. good to see you. Uh, Saxis representing Minecraft Earth, the whole planet. Yes, <laughs> nothing less but the planet. That's that's a lot. Uh, <laughs> Carl, we, we have the rest. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, you had everything else. Might as well just blow it out, right? <laughs> uh, Carl Ledbetter uh, making industrial design over at Microsoft yep. projects at Microsoft. Yeah, hardware design. Yeah, yeah uh, we have the team doing that. Awesome, uh, including the Elite controller. Very, very nice. Right? And in the back, right, Mike Brown. How you doing? Playground hey, games. Yeah. Great to be here. Yeah, loving the show so far. Fantastic and. Uh, Dan Reichert. I'm still here. He's still here. Still yeah. hanging out. <laughs> Happening. Hi. Yeah. Um, so I, you've probably gotten this question a, a bunch of times by this point, Rod. Mm. How was it a lot, a big fight to finally get it down to just Gears 5? Uh, yeah, it was a decent fight just because I wanted it earlier. Yeah. I remember and, hearing the story like that. It was like, oh, it should have just been Gears 4. So no one calls it Gears of War anymore. Yeah. 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 And if you go back to like the first E3, I think it was like 20. What, uh, 16 or 2017? It was basically, no, sorry, 2015. If you look at the teaser image we had at JD where we didn't show his face, mm -hmm. it said Gears 4, and I was like, I was pushing, right. okay, yeah. I want Gears 4, Gears 4. Then marketing was like, you know what, we're going to keep with Gears of War on the box. And I was like, come on. <laughs> and so this time around, I'm like, no, screw it, I want it on the box too. So I was able to fight and win that one. But yeah, it's just like we talk, it's Gears 3 and Gears 4, and Gears 5 is the way we talk about it. So it just felt like, and we're kind of, it's, we're really changing it up this time, and we're making it our own, and so we want to kind of give it a different feel. 
Yeah, and <clears throat> it seems like the, the focus here at the show is uh, largely on escape mode yep. uh, and, and some talk about, you know, said, hey, we're going to maybe, maybe support stuff later, that sort of stuff. Yep. Not a huge focus on campaign, but I feel mm-hmm. like last E3, or, you know, I think about the end of Gears 4, sure. when I think about, you know, the, the stuff shown last year, like that stuff was like, was like okay, I've, I actually really want to know more about the story of Gears 4. So right. I was, was kind of... Puzzle a little bit by the presentation at the the press conference because I came away from going like I this this is this stuff looks neat but it's like I care about this specific thing and I want to see like with in reason what you what right. feel comfortable talking about what is different about the campaign in Gears Five because when we look at the last year stuff it felt like it was potentially more open mm-hmm. than previous games right is that would you say that yeah that's... I think it's more open is a fair way of saying it like we're doing a bunch of different things you've never seen in Gears like Gears traditionally hallway shooter and the way that you play it um, is you know specifically we've changed like a lot of the gunplay and the way the reticle works the way the weapons work mm-hmm. and so it's a much tighter feel change the way the omen comes in but we also change modes and there's some definitely di- big differences in the campaign that you've never seen before that we're really excited about talking in September like the thing yeah. we did was we landed such a big moment of campaign last E3 mm-hmm. and we're like okay well like do we want to go back and reheat that and keep trying to talk about it sure. again or because there's five like things to do in Gears 5. Like, we've got the campaign, we've got Horde, we've got Versus, we've got Escape, and we've got a map builder to build hives for Escape. There's so much to talk about. Like, we're like, do we really want to reheat campaign right now? And we knew that Escape was going to be the on-floor playable, so we're like, you know, the big thing about Gears 5, what I said it to the team was, let's challenge expectations, and that included the marketing. And so we said, like, we've never had multiplayer on the stage before. Everybody expects me to t- walk out with a controller in my hand, play right. for six minutes, and, and that's it. And so we were like, you know what, let's make the, a, a PvP or a, a PvE mode, or a multiplayer mode, the, the hero of the, of the day. And so what we wanted to try to do, at least, was tell people, like, hey, there's so much to do, let's talk about it all, but we're going to do it in an order. And so that's what right. we talked about. Hey, July's versus August is horror, September's campaign. Yeah. Is to say, like, I hear you, you want to know it all, yeah, and it's coming, <laughs> right. just not on the stage. <laughs> Makes sense. It's, it happened under the stage, I think. <laughs> exactly. Right? Technically, yeah. yeah it did. Are the, we have to add, are, are those WWE guys still trapped under there? They are. Okay. They are. So All it's right. been rough for tonight's fight. So, yeah. you know, Xavier's well. in trouble. But well. uh, it was amazing. You know, like, we've never really had that much stagecraft before for mm-hmm. a year's presentation. So to have uh, the whole orchestra pit converted into a hive and yeah. uh, fire marshal going crazy and being told <laughs> that if there's an earthquake while we're in there, we're going to die. Like, all that kind of stuff was yeah. interesting. Uh, but yeah, it was exciting, and uh, it's been th- those guys were awesome. And they, we did a stream afterwards. They played for an right. hour, and, yeah. and uh, they had a lot of fun. And, and cool. we were trying to show because we weren't showing gameplay on the stage, we wanted mm-hmm. to show it right afterwards. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, and Austin hosted our panel today. Uh, Xavier hosted our panel today, and uh, he's just he's just an amazing guy in general. Like, just not forget his wrestling, forget his gamer sort of persona. Yeah. There's just him as a guy. As he's awesome. Yeah, we've, we've got him coming through. A couple days here. Oh, nice. So, yeah, we'll, we'll be, uh, be catching up with them. Uh, Sax says, you know, talk about gears opening up. I mean, Minecraft, you can't get more open. Getting cut into gears. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you, can't, you can't get more open than uh, Earth. Yeah. Right? Uh, that's how, Minecraft is so huge. I, I, let me tell you. Hey, I don't know if you know this is Minecraft thing. Very big. Um, <laughs> you know, it is, well, I guess, is it is it the biggest, like, most selling game in the world? Is that the number that's been going yeah, around lately? The, the Tetris or... Yeah, we just announced we've sold 176 million copies now, and and Wikipedia tells us because it never lies. Sure, of course. Yeah, yeah. that means uh, yeah, we're the biggest. Yeah. Yeah. You're on it every night. It's not like we were watching, but the minute we watched, <laughs> <laughs> the release went out. It was time. So, yeah. It happened. Uh, and it happened to be a 10-year anniversary also. Right. Yeah. Like, it was like a strange, fortuitous event. Like, but yeah, 
that we've had, like our last year was like the biggest year of Minecraft, like all over the world. Yeah. We've done incredibly well in China and incredibly well over here. We thought it was time to like to do something um, and start showing like what we've been working on uh, right. behind the scenes for a while. And, and two things, dungeons that we showed during mm-hmm. the briefing and Earth that um, that we, we we premiered a little bit of it like during the 10th anniversary. Right. I showed it last week at uh, WWDC with, with Apple mm-hmm. where we showed gameplay. Yeah. But this is a chance for like a lot more people to come try it out and when it comes to you know when it comes to okay you've got Minecraft this gigantic thing you ever think about like okay well what do we do next I imagine that that is on some level terrifying but also probably a lot of ideas coming in like how do you decide what to focus on when it comes to something like dungeons like this kind of action yeah. RPG ish looking experience and then something like Earth I mean obviously they're they're very yeah. different but like you know how how do you what tells you to pluck those ideas and say, these are the ones we want to go for right now? Did you hear me sigh? I, just said this. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I think like, the truth is always like not as sexy as you want it to mm. be, but like, Earth was something I wanted to do, yeah. and, and uh, we're working on other things that, that some of the key creatives inside Minecraft it's just had, like, had in the back of the head and going, this is what I, I, want, to, I want to give Minecraft like, this feel. Right. We want to try something very, very different. And Earth for me was... Um, it, was, it was spawned by two big ideas. One is that we worked with the United Nations for um, uh, United Nations Habitat, mm-hmm. uh, and we, uh, with Block by Block, where we go to like, areas of the world and we help give people a voice in restoring their urban life. Like, so, decrepit park or bike paths can't get to school or right. derelict buildings, and, and we, we help them rebuild that, like, their part of the city in, in Minecraft, take it to the city leaders and, and get it approved with the city leaders, then we fund it. And sort of restore agency of, uh, mm. of, of like people's real life, right? Yeah. We always thought that Minecraft had like this unique power, like to take creativity and bridge to the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, so I said, well, we should just do it everywhere. And yeah. so, <laughs> so, 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 like, like has been like nagging me, like Phil Spencer, like for years, like going, why, 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 like the thing you want to do, like why yeah. don't we do it? And go, well, we're missing some tech. Like AI is not what it needed to be. Right. Um, and. Location really sucks. Like mm-hmm. GPS is not great. Yeah. Like, it's not fun playing like something together if you are 50 feet over from me and, mm-hmm. and that like that. Or if the AR is like not that. there and the world is popping it's around. Popping, and, yeah, exactly. So is this is so, this stuff is Minecraft Earth kind of built out of the? Because I remember you know years ago now, but like that initial like Hololens demo of okay, put this thing on and oh, there's Minecraft and it's kind of sinking into a table and all that. You know that that demo is, is Minecraft Earth kind of the realization of that, or yeah. is that still kind of an ongoing separate? No, like like Minecraft Earth is a realization of that. And yeah. again, like it's not like there's a straight line between the two, but yeah. it showed us something that we weren't sure. Like again, that was like some one of those wacky ideas that that Kippen has showed me, like Hololens, and I go like I I need any excuse to put on the Hololens so we're going to make Minecraft with Hololens. Yeah, um, and and we put it on the table and go. It looks incredible, like this this, yeah. this diorama. But it's a real. It's not a Lego. Like it's alive. You can touch it. Yeah. You can move it. Like you can feel it, right? Mm-hmm. And doing that in multiplayer is something super unique. But again, we said we don't want to release that. Like for the people that have Hololens, that's that's just not a critical mass. Like we want right. this for everybody. Yeah. Um, and we've been working with AR, like with all the first parties, to that you you really need to further your tech. Mm-hmm. If you have it, we will we will bring something that uh, that we think is is like what people have been asking for, like to go in the real world, put on, like point your phone anywhere, and, and then have an adventure. Yeah. Speaking of things people have been asking for, it seems like the Elite Controller 
I think if, if not last year, then maybe also the year before that, there was that discussion of just like, well, they started putting Bluetooth in those controllers, and I just bought this Elite, and it doesn't do it. And you know, you know they're going to have to refresh it at some point. Yeah, come on, come on, come on. When's it yeah. coming? When's this thing <laughs> coming? Kyle showed up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and so here we are, the Series 2 uh, Elite. Um, yeah. Revisiting the, the Elite controller, um, what were the key things? I mean, obviously, like, you know, yeah, the, the Bluetooth stuff. But, like, you know, as the, you know, the industrial designer uh, of this stuff, like, what did you come away from the Elite controller going, like, this is cool, but man, we should do this, 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 and this. Yeah, I mean the Elite controller is pretty special, and um, so the the team back in Redmond have been working on it for a while. But I think the the thing that was the most interesting is after we released the first Elite, uh, we actually spent the first year just going out and talking to them. Like we we went and sat with them in their living rooms, watched them play, see how they were using it. Uh, we learned quite a bit. Some things like um, like the case. A lot of players, when they were done using it, it was like a, a precious tool. They'd finish yeah. their game, they loved their controller, and they'd, they'd put it back in the case. That's its home. They'd huh. put it back. It's like putting your tools away when you're done. <laughs> yeah. And it was really fascinating. Like, well, the, ca- the case, is, it matters. Uh, we saw how they were you know, changing around the thumbsticks and how they were setting it up and using profiles. And we learned a lot of things like, hey, I have two profiles uh, when my niece comes over, it'd be great to be able to just put it back in standard mode so that she can use it. Right. And yeah. so I was like, okay, well, well, can we put a default mode in it? And so we just, we just like, taking notes, you know, sharpening our pencils, watching, listening, talking. And um, then we started pounding the payment. Like, okay, we got some feedback on things we've got to improve. Mm-hmm. Like, so we re- really re-engineered it from the inside to, to address a lot of things that, that people were saying, like, you know, triggers and bumpers and the grips and things like that. And then we also brought a lot of new innovation. So, so putting in Bluetooth, awesome. You can play anywhere with it. Yeah. Um, adding more grip to the top. There's a subtle thing, like when we released the special edition PUBG controller, right. we, we actually did a whole nother initiative on, on adding texture to the triggers, this grip. And uh-huh. it's super, it's touchy, like, don't mess with the trigger. Just don't, yeah. don't go there. And um, so we did all these studies, all these designs. There must have been 25 different iterations, but we put them in the lab. Lab. We watched people play, and it turns out for people to get sweaty hands, getting a little bit of texture on that trigger actually breaks the surface tension. Mm-hmm. It, it, it just gives them a, a little better performance. And when we put it on PUBG, people love it. So we, we got okay. We got to put it on the Elite controller. We yeah. just have to. So. I mean, there's tons of stories. There's there's like 30 new things that we did on this controller, and we're super proud of it, and we did a lot. So Does it come with a tool to adjust it the does. the stick? This is the tool. And okay. the tool is really simple. It comes in the kit. You you, know, you take off your, your thumbstick. You know, they're all magnetic, just like the Elite One. And then it comes with three positions. So the tension is a big deal. Mm-hmm. I, I was around 360. When we watched the uh, Xbox One controller, like, hey, the tension changed. Yeah. Like, what are you guys going to do about that? And so uh, we we studied it. Like, what is the right tension? So on the new Elite Series 2, there's three positions. There's a, a higher tension, middle, and, and less. And so you can actually get to the 360 tension level um, on, the, on the strongest setting. Yeah. But we didn't stop there. So you can actually uh, add this, this, uh, this new topper. And this is actually the geometry from the 360. So you can mimic the same tension as a 360, add this topper, and we got rid of the four um, molded-in bumps on the 360 
Oh, right. Because yeah. they wore off. Yeah, they always wear off. They always wear off. And then, so we had just this little edge, so it actually feels better mm -hmm. than the 360, but it's inspired by that design. Yeah. So, so that's, that's what we did. Is that something like the, because what was it? It was the, um, the rotating D-pad controller, I feel like. It didn't have the bumps anymore. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we worked on that, too. Yeah. It's like yeah. all these things we're trying to make improvements. It's, it's um, like, what can we do to try to get people to play they want to play? So if you want you know, the cardinal directions X, Y, or if you want to do more sweet motions, like you need a little bit more surface area. So it's subtle stuff, but, but gamers know. I mean, this is your tool, and you spend a lot of time with it, so you really want to be able to set it up the way you want. Do you ever feel like, I mean, obviously, you know, people can spend their time with it and, and come to find what they like, but it, it, your time kind of watching people use it, was there yeah. ever any case where you're like, maybe we need to kind of say, hey, this topper is for this specific use case or we think it might be good for this type of thing and kind of like instructing people like here's some scenarios when you might want to change this out or yeah. here's some scenarios for like when you might want to use the paddles and, and yeah so I, I have a favorite because like I love Tomb Raider I love playing Ori but I'll admit Ori it gets to be so many combos I, I start to get a little like oh my god what was the right combo to do that move or whatever yeah. and um, so I started off with just using one paddle and I programmed it, and like, okay, that's my go-to. And then for some shooter games, gears and stuff, um, all of a sudden I said, hey, you know, I can use that for jump, leave my fingers on the thumbsticks. Um, maybe I'll use one for reload. That's pretty cool. So then I advanced from, like, jump to thumbs to uh, reload. And then if you change out this one to the tall, the tall thumbstick, you can actually get more um, uh, fidelity to your movement. So it's a little bit taller. So now, I, I added the third, the third paddle, and that's for sniper mode. Oh, so you, yeah. you put it in yeah. sniper mode, so now you're not pressing down. Right. You just go into sniper mode, and now you have super high fidelity with the tall thumbstick. Yeah. And it's just like, boom, headshot. Nice. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you kind of learn these things. People talk about it. They blog about it. Um, mm -hmm. And you know, some people broadcast on Mixer what they're doing with it. But the idea is to encourage experimentation. Like, just try stuff. Like, what works for you. Right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Forza Horizon. Uh, it, it feels like normally, you know, we, we you, you think about Forza as this series that's like, all right, you got a year, and then someone's coming behind you with, yeah. you know, the 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 other franchise is is coming along. Um, it seems like we're getting like more Forza than or more Forza Horizon Four rather uh, yeah. with this Lego expansion. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. As we announced on stage in the briefing. Yep. Uh, Lego Speed Champions is yeah. coming to Forza Horizon. We're absolutely pumped for it. I think everyone who's been to the booth so far and seen it has, has walked away with a massive grin on the face. So. When I think about some of the most fun I had in Horizon 4 was like just destroying that world. Like all those rock walls <laughs> that you would just blast through and just slide in the back end. It's like, I'm going to go off-road here because I can. Yeah. And so the idea of taking that and then Lego... It's, it's, a, it's an entire world that you can just smash the whole thing. Yeah. It's so satisfying, just the noise that they make uh, as the bricks fly across your car. Mm. It's that sound from, from your childhood, you know, when you've got a big box of Lego, and it's like... And you, yeah. you, you, yeah. I'm sure anyone who's used Lego hat knows the sound <laughs> I mean. Um, <clears throat> that's just as you're crashing through a load of little plastic flowers and fences and stuff, it's just, it just reminds you of your childhood. Yeah. yeah. And so this is a new, um, uh, new landmass, right? This yes, is, yeah, but, an entire but new world. Can you, can, can you bring the Lego cars back into... Yeah. The original and bring non-Lego cars. Absolutely. Into, so yeah. all of your garage from the main game can come with you to Lego, and all the Lego cars can go back if that's what you want to do as well. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, that seems <laughs> fun. <laughs> uh, so that's that's you know it's Forza Horizon kind of became the 
Well, it, it sticks to the roots, right, of Forza, but it has this kind of like fun first feel yes. that seems to just let you get away with all kinds of wild shit that, you know, that motorsport might feel weird if it had yeah. some of that stuff in there. Um, I imagine that that's been a whole lot of fun, being able to be like, okay, let's double down on some of this destruction now that we have things that are really built to be destroyed. This has definitely been the most fun expansion, I think, to make. Yeah. I think uh, there's been so many new things for us to try out and experiment with, especially with just the world design and the, the construction of everything. And mm. it's not, it's all still based vaguely in reality, assuming that the budget was infinite and they were able to buy it. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> so so it's still, real world physics still applies, but uh, it's still kind of fantastical that we can build like mm. this massive Lego stunt park where it has like Lego ramps and big like, right. like big walls out of Lego that you can drive your car up and come back down again. There's a, an entire speedway built of Lego, so it looks like a professional racetrack, mm-hmm. but then you can just smash straight through all yeah. the barriers and stuff. And, and I'm guessing like, these Lego cars are still going to have weight to them, right? It's not like they're going to be super light and flimsy or, or anything like that. It's yeah. still going to have that, that, you know, that pedigree, the, the Forza stuff behind yeah, the scenes yeah, yeah, kind of governing yeah. that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, so the, the cars more or less drive the same as their, um, the real car parts that are in the game. The Mini is kind of a different setup. This one's mm-hmm. like itself for like a kind of high-speed rally. Um, we, initially, uh, when we put them in, uh, our game actually uh, models a drag based on uh, the aerodynamics of the car. Right. Um, <laughs> 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 the yeah. blocks are a problem. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, the, uh, obviously the Lego cars are not quite as aerodynamic as uh, <laughs> <laughs> there are the other, the other car parts. We have to do some work there to. Uh, you just kind of fake it to be like, it looks like a block, but just treat it like it's <laughs> a straight slope and yeah. it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So we had to do quite a lot of work to actually make them drivable, and from intense purposes, they drive basically the same as the, the real counterpart. And there's actually races in the game where you, uh, you face off against the other ones. So you have the, you're, dri- you're driving a Lego center and you have to do a, a race against the real center. It's like cool. a, yeah. uh, kind of a showcase event. Yeah. I think the, the Lego McLaren on stage is actually heavier than the real McLaren. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Lego bricks are heavier than Cobb's Yeah, in some weird way that makes sense. Yeah, I know, but you know, you know McLaren, they'd be like, okay, well, you need to make this thing weigh as little as possible so it can go as fast as it can. And yeah, uh, I, I guess I guess that makes yeah, sense. But you wouldn't I think, think that, like 600 right? pounds yeah. heavier. Yeah. It's, like, it's quite a lot. Wow. Yeah. It, is, are people, I, I haven't, I saw it on the, the stage and all that sort of stuff, but, but are, are you letting people get in it? Is it yeah. actually something people can sit in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, every, everyone who comes and plays the game is allowed to climb in the car and get a photo taken, so that's been yeah. going on all, all week so far. Ah, that's fun. Yeah. 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 Uh, you have to be careful, though, because there's actually quite a lot of sharp edges in there. Um, I bet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you have to watch people. Are people just, like, real sneaky trying to be like, I'm going to steal a brick off yeah. <laughs> Just get one for me and then, and then run off with it. Nothing like that. Just start building a spoiler on the back just for... Just right, for yeah. <laughs> just like someone's like very carefully turning it into like a Ford F-150. <laughs> just one brick at a time. It's like, when we brought it. Yeah. Where is it now? Whoops. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, so back to Gears 5 here. Yes. Uh, it's, it's been interesting seeing... I mean, this... Gears 4 and Gears 5, I, I, I thought, at the end of 3, I felt like, well, that's probably it for Gears. Right. Uh, we all felt that way. I, I bet, yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I was not a fan of Gears Judgment. I thought that it uh, was just the just story a, it was telling. Oh, it was, it was, um, sorry, most people it's the controls, because they tried yeah, to go the, with shooter controls. But. Uh, was and the mode uh, overrun, was it? Or was it like the horde mode, but you could like yep. purchase like the big centipede? Yeah, and you flipped. And yeah. The, the I like that a lot. Yeah. It, it, had some, it had some ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, totally. And, and so I think at that point, it was like I, I, I came away from that game saying, like, man, you know, I, 
maybe I really am done with, even if, even if they're not done with Gears, maybe right. I'm done with Gears. Right. But it felt like there was enough time and obviously like studio differences and, right. you know, Microsoft getting the, the property and, and everything in there that right. like, I feel like by the time Gears 4 came along, I was like, actually, I'm super ready for more <laughs> Gears. It turns out, like, I'm very excited about this game and, and I ended up in, enjoying the, the campaign uh, a great deal. Okay. The multiplayer has always been an interesting thing for me in Gears right. and, uh, I wonder, just like as as you look at you know the your, your time with the franchise, it seems like the competitive multiplayer in Gears has kind of, from my view, as someone who has never been particularly great at it, sure. uh, past the first week, sure. so that that's lessened as the the welcome, series has gone. Welcome to my world. Yeah, um, that it it really is that kind of, or it feels like that. Well, I was playing the game, and then someone rolled up behind me and <laughs> with a shotgun, and then they jumped away before I was even. Right. Uh, and and you know. That has been that used to be the month two experience of a sure. Gears multiplayer game. It's become sure. the week one totally. because it's you know it 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 is part of that. It's part of the meta, right? Right. Right. So how do you do, is that something you ever think about? Like oh well you know hey we need to dramatically change Gears multiplayer, right. uh, but also hey we can't change Gears multiplayer because people love it totally. Uh, and and how do you how do you balance that out between like hey we need to try to find a way to get new players in and get them up to a point, yeah. but also these people that have been playing Gears for years and years and years yeah. still should feel like they are good at it. Yeah, it totally is. I mean, they honestly think about that a lot, mm-hmm. you know, a lot, a lot. And Because one of the things, too, that's really hard for us is that things like our tech test we're doing in July, like mm-hmm. a lot of times the first time people get their hands on the game is it's competitive multiplayer. Right. And so for a lot of people that want to play the campaign or play Horde, they go in and they go, oh, the new Gears, I can't wait to jump in and they get shotgun in the face. Like, wow, okay. Yeah. The like, okay, all right, there's the tech test. Uh, yeah. yeah, and so, you know, we put a lot of thought, especially now with Game Pass. Like, so that's mm-hmm. one of the things we had to look at when we were oh, right, going yeah. to Gears yeah. 5. We're like, okay, so normally there's a $60 barrier. Like, normally people pay 60 bucks. and you know that even if they're like, oh, I struggled initially on my first match, I've I got to get my 60 bucks out of this. Yeah. I'm going gonna, gonna to go through and, and get better and get better and get better. But now it's just going to, like, all these Game Pass subscribers, you know, millions of subscribers are going to have this, this thing tile light up in their, in, you know, in their library. And they're like, hmm, I've heard about this game, and it seems like it's a big deal. Maybe I should give it a try. And so that's been something we've really been, you know, designing for. It was like, okay, we're going to get a lot more new players than we've ever gotten before. And right. so how do we create this on-ramp to allow people to get into the franchise in a, in a much smoother way? Mm-hmm. And that's part of what we're doing with the tech test, actually, is, we're, is one of our new modes, which we call Arcade, uh, is really meant for, uh, it's kind of more for the masses. Yeah. Uh, and so we're, we're still doing, as we're doing with our E-League thing we're doing, we're premiering on Friday. Yeah. Uh, we're still, we're trying to manage both sides of the house. We have this, we're taking Escalation and we're pushing that, which is our eSports, you know, mm-hmm. uh, program uh, and our, our game type. But we're taking that, whole. Oh, uh, there's a lot of players out there who want to play and don't want to just get wall bounced shotgun in the face. Yeah. So how do we create a mode for that? And Arcade is really our answer for that. So we've been looking, like, holistically, like, how do we make Gears more approachable? Cool. Because uh, it always felt like maybe that the solution was like, well, play Horde mode. Right. You know, like, right. hey, p- play the co-op if you can't handle it. Totally. Uh, and, yeah. and that was sometimes my fallback, because like, as an older gamer, as a, per- a gamer who's getting older, uh, <laughs> try to find a polite way to say it. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, my, my reflexes are not with it. Like, when I play with my 17-year-old, he's like, to the left, I'm like, I didn't see anything. He's like, no, no, there's a guy there. And you're like, oh, and then you're dead, right? <laughs> so uh, I was the same way, I, I, and that's what I really like about, you know, Co-op is the big thing for Gears, and, and co-op is just shorthand for shared experience. Like whenever right. I meet, we did a poster signing last night, and 
all I ever get are stories. It's just like, oh, the, you know, I play Gears and I met my girlfriend is now my wife, and oh, I, this is the way I stay in contact with my family, or my brother's serving overseas, and it's just all about the stories. And so that idea of cooperation and, and shared experience is a big deal. And so playing multiplayer is part of that, but I, I, I was like you, as I would take that, oh, I'm going to switch over to PVE. Right. But playing arcade and, and playing some of the other stuff we're doing. And, you know, we've been working with Microsoft Research now for, oof, I would say four years, if not more, and working on our matchmaking. And so we actually have, yeah. you know, there's sometimes it's population issues or region issues or what have you, but we actually have world-class matchmaking when it comes down to, like, lone wolves versus lone wolves right. uh, based on their, their skill. And it goes beyond true skill to something completely different. And, and so we're really excited about that and, and applying that to, again, you know, millions of new players coming and playing. Yeah, I, I guess I hadn't really considered, but yeah, you're, you're, that's right. Like Game Pass really does change, absolutely. Like in terms of just like you know d- designing a game, like this idea that like, hey, all these people, I mean, are, may have never played any of the previous games or any of the other yeah. stuff. Like in terms of just oh, and your services at twelve oh one, like now huh. it's all of a sudden like before it was okay at twelve o'clock the stores are there, there's lines up, it's going to take people right. hours to get to the line, get their game, get home, and one else. per time zone, so you've got like yeah. four hours but before now, the U.S. is fully on. Right. Yeah. And so now with Game Pass and pre-downloads and everything else at twelve oh one, all of a sudden like two million people go like now, and your <laughs> servers go like yeah. and, you know yeah. so. Things like the te- test are so important for that moment, and that's why we do it. It's like, hey, it's exposing stuff before it's fully baked, but we need to find out so we don't have problems on the night of launch. Right. Yeah. Uh, with Minecraft Earth, it seems like, uh, what, what, what's it been like working with, you know, a- Apple and just like, you know, these, these first parties and, 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 you know, these device manufacturers and stuff like that? It seems like that's a lot of moving pieces. Apple, historically... Uh, you know, maybe the, the word gets out there that maybe they're not a game's first company. It seems like that some of that stuff's changing. Um, how how's it how's it been? We work with every first party: yeah. like Nintendo, Sony, Facebook, right. Google, Apple, Amazon. Hmm. I think that's all. Sony. And if you're going to try to rhyme off every platform yeah. you're on, yeah, we're going to be yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's 20. <laughs> <laughs> and, no, and I think they all have, we all have our quirks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what we've worked really hard is for everybody to like believe that that we don't treat anybody any different. Like we, yeah. like we work with every first party to give the best experience for the people mm-hmm. that play on that platform. And, and our Minecraft players, the community, like they, like they'll let us hear whenever we, it feels like we are um, like we're not serving them the, the right way, and we're not mm. doing the right things for them. So working with Apple is, is no different. Uh, we've had a great relationship with Apple through the last, I guess, long as I've been involved uh, yeah. uh, with this. We've changed a lot of policy with them, which is not like it's not something like, like sexy, but it's, I think it's really important for gamers. Yeah, like subscription services, for example. Like mm. Realms was we were the first game that did uh, subscriptions, right? Um, because we thought it was the right thing to do. Um, the uh, with AR, like there's a we. We partner very, very closely with them um, because, like, little known fact, but batteries are precious, and <laughs> and and every new feature, like, that just sucks battery, right? right? Yeah. They, they they want as much feedback as we do, like, in the sense, so co-developing um, Earth with um, uh, with like particular features with Apple has been um, has been it's been a pretty it's been a good road, and and we finished it off at WWDC and, mm-hmm. and doing something that we were really proud of and yeah. they were really proud of. Um, and, and, and high-fiving with, with their executive team is, like, it, it's, for me, like, it's a great, like, that's super fun. Like, yeah. It's super fun to be able to see and work with these great companies uh, and that all, they're all pulling the same weight. They all believe Minecraft is important for the platform and they believe right. that 
um, that they should do whatever they could do um, to to help us be successful on the platform. It really seems like I mean you know you could trace some of these things. You know, it feels like the last year the story has been about platforms, the the barriers between platforms yeah. becoming less and less as time goes yeah. on. I mean, it really feels like Minecraft is kind of one of the games that was the, the first through the door doing that. I mean, just yeah. you know, with the idea of just like, hey, this. Microsoft yeah. video game is on a PlayStation. I know. It's on this. It's yeah. on this. It's, you know. But I could yell until I'm blue in the face to say we should have crossplay. But what really <laughs> made crossplay happen was was players. Right. To say this is just not right. Like yeah. we have Minecraft on these 50 different devices, mm -hmm. and we have these these console sort of pockets that just can't speak to each other. That doesn't make any sense. Right? Yeah. Um, and we've slowly been working our way through that and yeah. and connecting more and more more people. Right. But. Then players go, well, I also want all my skins to travel. Right. Let's go home. And I also want all my coins to travel. Oh, all right. Yeah, got to figure that out. Let's go back to the table and figure <laughs> out how we're going to get these Halo skins yeah. into these other games. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, like, I, I think that's, um, like, the fortunate, like, position we're in being, um, like, we're, we're a well-established game, and we have well-established uh, values uh, that, that most of the first parties, like, really, like, believe in. Mm -hmm. um, also makes us a, a pretty good... Um, agent for change. Like, and yeah. I think we've we've been trying to make things that don't just work for us, but that work broadly for the game industry. And like, of course, we've had great support like inside and at Microsoft. Mm -hmm. But you would find the same. Like Phil is a is a big proponent of like play where you want to play and let like true innovation like dictate like where people go and play. Like let people decide. But those same agents exist in all the other first parties to have the exact same opinion. That, right. You yeah. know what? Like like it's like, crazy. Why yeah, can't, crazy. can't we just it do this? Yeah. yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, Carl, the Elite Controller, the Series 2 Elite Controller, yep. were, it, it's November-ish, the end, end of the year? Is that yeah, it, it'll be available November 4th. Okay, so that's about a year out from you know the launch of Project Scarlet, somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, is that going to work? Well, yeah, it's somewhere, they said ho holiday, I guess is what the, the yeah. word is. Will this controller work there? Will, it, will It'll absolutely work with Scarlet. Okay. That was the other thing. It's like, hey, these controllers are kind of pricey. You're making yeah. an investment. You want it to last. <laughs> yeah. Um, Make it cheaper, car. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can we not dollars off? Yeah. We'll blow these out right now. I've never heard that one before. Yeah. <laughs> um, will the first elite? The, the first elite uh, will work. Okay. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. as, as will um, any Just Xbox. Xbox One controllers. Xbox One controllers. And yeah. Great active controller yeah. and that sort of stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, I mean, I think with... Uh, you know, all this stuff and focus on, on allowing for backward compatibility. Right. This is something that we've embraced, you know, across the board, whether it's you know, game titles, uh, console platform, um, various platforms, as well as the hardware mm. uh, input. So I remember, you know, around the announcement of the Xbox One, there was this exhaustive look at the process of creating the Xbox One controller. Yes. And... It, it sounded incredibly expensive, and I, I took a tour through the labs and saw different prototypes yeah. and all this other stuff. Like, well, that looks broken. Uh, the, oh, they, they hit upon this, you know. Yeah, the I think we, we met the each other there. Yeah. Uh, yes. And and all that sort of stuff. It, it was super fascinating. But now, you know, okay, we're we're on the cusp mm -hmm. of another generational turn, and now these controllers will be forward compatible. Do you see yourself going through that process and making a whole new controller for a whole new console? Wow, that's a great question. Um, I think Phil said on stage that the exact same team that worked on Project Scorpio, mm -hmm. Xbox One X, yeah. and 
the, the Elite Controller, we've been working hard on Project uh, Scarlet, and it's true. We have been working for yeah. a while, and um, I think we have, you know, less than a year <laughs> now. So we've got more work to do, but um, we're really excited about it, and we, we spend, um, you know, 100% of our energy in finding ways to constantly improve. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whether it's an Elite Controller or all the things that we're doing for Project Scarlet, um, just know that our focus is 100% on how do we make games um, more fun, more accessible to more people, and, and really deliver the best quality experiences. So that, that's something that we just believe, that, that we just do, and so everybody on the team is doing that. So Scarlet, dual vapor chambers. I don't know how many vapor chambers. <laughs> I think we're going to be learning more about yeah. this you know, over the coming yeah, years. Plenty of time to talk vapor chambers. Yes, yes, yes. We all know. We it, all, it, is, yeah. it is amazing, though. I can say that. It's amazing. Cool. I'm yeah. looking forward to hearing more. Absolutely. Sure. Um, with the Forza franchise, it's got to be... When I think about next-generation technology, cars became that thing. And I think we're going to, you know, we're, it's, it's whenever I talk to Dan uh, Greenwald, you know, about that sort of stuff, cars have kind of become the, hey, we got tech to show, look at these, how good these cars look. Uh, but it's got to be fun to be like, hey, actually, we're using all of that power we use to make these realistic cars to just make cool-looking Lego cars. <laughs> uh, is that something that, uh, did, did the team at Playground design the cars, or does Lego have... Like, oh, actually, we have official designs of how to turn this real car into, a, like, do they have those designs yeah, yeah. already? The, the, the cars that are in our game, you can buy. They are official, okay. like, they are official yeah. like, sets that you can purchase. The, the Speed Champions range. Um, and our car guys are some of the most detail-obsessed guys you, you'll ever meet. And when, whenever any car they're taking out, getting in our game, they, they won't do it unless they've got a real-life version of that car. <laughs> and they go and find it, and they take, like, Thousands of, thousands of photos of every single little detail and they try and recreate that yeah. in as much detail as they can in game. And they've, they've done exactly that same thing with a car that was this big. <laughs> <laughs> Which was a uh, much easier task because obviously you can have it on a desk. Yeah, they can just mail them in. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to put a microphone under it and be like, okay, we need to hear what this sounds like. Um, but I think when you see those cars in game, the, the detail on them is incredible. Um, like you can see, uh, you can see obviously Lego is written on every stud. On some of the transparent bricks, you can actually see the serial number oh, on nice. the inside yeah. of the brick. Um, the when the sun plays across them, the, the, as appropriate, some bricks are semi-transparent. You can sort of they start to glow slightly. And actually, the uh, if you ha- if we had a Lego brick here to show you, um, <laughs> who does it? In, 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 in certain <laughs> actually, I could have brought some props. In certain <laughs> lights, um, Lego, uh, you can see on Lego bricks there's a slight warping to them um, from the manufacture process. Yeah, and that's all captured in game as well. Which Lego were blown away by that. No, not, no game had done that previously where they just gone like this isn't a completely smooth surface. We should yeah. we should make sure that details in the game. Um, and, and on some lights, you can just see a thumbprint and stuff as well, like little, little cute details like that, where even though it's human-sized, there's, yeah. there's an implication that maybe a, a really large hand has, has put, these, uh, put these cars together. Nice. Um, but yeah, those, those were cars, like I say, the, the Lego cell that you can buy. So, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. We're actually giving some of them away on the, nice. on the stand. Yeah. Uh, customization of the cars has always been mm-hmm. a big deal through the, the Forza franchise, like the visual customization. Can I still get in there and apply... Decals and uh, all you that can, stuff. You and can. So get all um, these anime ladies on these Lego cars. <laughs> so it, it works like four to a six. Yeah, it works slightly <laughs> different with the uh, Lego cars. So the the Ferrari F40 has some extra customization options because the set that you can buy, the official Lego set, actually has a few different configs. Okay. Maybe yeah. the street version, the track version. Yeah. So we've, we've accounted for all that. You can change the color of the car, but you can only change it to colors that are real Lego bricks. 
So uh, it's a limited set, but I think that keeps it looking really authentic. Right. So yeah. You can still change it to orange if you want, but it'll yeah. be the specific Lego orange that they use. Mm -hmm. And Lego were actually very particular about that. <laughs> like, oh, I bet. Yeah. They were like, we have these colors, and that is all you can yeah. use. <laughs> uh, in terms of um, details, like the anime girls or whatever it might be that you want to find there, they actually they fit on the bricks as stickers as if they were Lego stickers. Yeah. So okay. they actually yeah. look kind of different to the normal decals that cool. we have, and they like have little edges as though they were. Uh, been printed out as a sticker and put on, nice. um, which is a cute little touch. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's cool. Uh, we're, I'm just about wrapped up. Dan, do you have anything back there? You, uh... I'm just happy I can put that uh, Domino's Pizza logo in my Lego car, like I had in Forza Horizon. So yeah, as, as I can do that, I'll go back to my it. early Forza Pringles guy yeah. car that I have. And <laughs> you ever play that Fast and Furious Forza game? I did. I like that a lot. Yeah. Have we ever seen other Fast and Furious Forza? <laughs> we have. Can we get like a Lego um, Ludicrous? Yeah. Can I play as yeah. play as Ludicrous, but Lego Ludicrous. Wasn't he the answer in that? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. Was in the game, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he was, he was a big part of the game, yes, Dan. Of course, you played, you yeah. said you played the game, Dan. <laughs> Ludacris was one of the best actors I've ever worked with. He was like so professional. Really? Like, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. like, he just came in the booth and just every line just smashed out first time. Absolutely perfect. He was, wow. Yeah, he was great. <laughs> That's ludicrous. Yeah, we were like unsure because he's actually a rapper, and we were like, "Oh yeah, is yeah. he even, is he even going to be a good actor?" <laughs> right? No, yeah, yeah. He was like, excellent. I mean, have you seen the movies? He's, like, yeah. he's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, uh, of course. Well, thank you so much for coming by and spending some time with us uh, and and elucidating us on the the various uh, Sir Rod. Thank you, Saxis and Carl, and Mike. Thanks so much for coming through. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah great to be here. Yeah. We are going to take another break. Get some more guests on this couch. And do it all over again. Come on back, won't you? <laughs> Hi, welcome back. Giant Bombs E3 2019 coverage continues. That's, that's, give me another couple days and I'll point the right way the first time. <laughs> now it's gone. I missed, I missed the window. I'm Jeff Gersman. We're here with another couch full of wonderful guests and some folks backing them up behind the couch as well. <laughs> wait, wait. What? It's fine. It's accurate. You're, no, you're totally right. You're 100% right. Uh, Dan Greenwald from Turn 10 is here. Great to see you, sir. How you doing? Doing real good. Rebecca Ford from Digital Extremes. How are you? Excellent, thank you. Awesome. Mark Noseworthy with Bungie. Great. How are things? Good. Outstanding. Luke Smith, also a Bungie. Yep, just chilling in the back. Yeah. I'm back here causing trouble. See, that's the independent development lifestyle. You I'm, just do what you want, man. Extremely punk back here. Yeah. <laughs> Ron Wade back there. Also independent. Exactly. Also extremely punk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wearing shorts. Walking the, rocking the shorts, the solidarity. Studio name. Yeah, yeah. Studio name camouflage. Not wearing camouflage, though. No, no, no. You don't have to. Don't have to. Independent. <laughs> exactly. Punk rock. Yeah. Buddy here. Luke. <laughs> <laughs> We're uh, real close. This is going to be the best day ever. <laughs> so, uh, big year for us. <laughs> <laughs> we, we talked a little bit about, uh, you know, the, the, the Lego add-on coming for, for Forza Horizon 4 last segment. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, we saw you in the Project Scarlet segment talking about the future of technology. Uh, and I, as, I, as I've said off and on for years, cars seem like one of the ways to really showcase, hey, check out this new technology. Because people know what cars look like, right? I mean, I, that's very true. I will say, uh, you know, <laughs> they, traditionally, racing games have been used. You know, I was on the original Project Gotham for the original right. Xbox. Yeah. And uh, they have been used as launch titles. And we're really shifting 
Uh, shifting gears, an uh, overused analogy. Also, we're, we're changing our focus. Changing lanes a little bit. Also. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. even better. Yeah. We're, we're really looking at how we can grow the Forza community more broadly. Mm -hmm. And so things like Lego are great for that. But also the technologies like xCloud mm -hmm. and uh, Game Pass, which has really added a, a ton of new people into Forza Horizon 4. This allows us to reach a much broader group of people. And what I love about uh, Project Scarlet is it's really at the center of all of these technologies mm -hmm. and the, the future for Microsoft. And so, yeah, you know, we're obviously incubating in that space, and it's very interesting to turn 10. Yeah. But it's really the, the ability to create a much bigger community that's into cars and mm -hmm. that's into games. You know, that's, that's really what our tribe's all about. Sure. I, I imagine, like, at the, at the end of the day, like, you know, a graphical power is one thing, but all these other tools and toys you kind of get to play with really kind of gets you thinking, like, okay, well, what else can we do? Obviously, you throw more polygons at the cars, they're going to look more like real cars, mm -hmm. reflections this, that, ray tracing this, all that. But, I, yeah, I imagine the, the rest of that technology and, and what it does for, for bringing people in, probably, like, just as, if not more, exciting. It is exciting. The technology is always exciting. But I see us right now with uh, with motorsport in particular. We've really reformed the team. We supported mm -hmm. seven longer than we ever had any title. It's right. been thirty updates, and we've been doing esports through that. But more recently, we refactored the entire team to be feature teams based around players. We're bringing new players all the time and doing a lot more um, UR and, and testing with these people. But this incubation process for the next project means we don't actually have a date. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I think has been sort of surprising to people because they're expecting uh, well the technology well, angle that you're talking about and yeah. the cadence that we've been on, and we're basically uh, stopping all of that and getting into a place where we can create what we hope is the future of automotive entertainment. Yeah, and that's going to come from a player first approach, and it's the only way we'll be able to build communities. So it's kind of exciting. I mean, the team's really, you know doing new things and prototyping new ideas, and there's some pretty shocking stuff going on in the studio, but we will always have the Forza Tech engine, and yes, mm -hmm. it will always showcase great technology, but at this point, the technology is so extensible, you can be on a high-end gaming rig, you right. can be on a low-end laptop, and you need a engine that's going to be able to scale to all of those places. Same thing with accessibility. You just need more options for gamers now, mm -hmm. so whether it's uh, you know subtitles under games or an ultra-PC mode, we need our experiences to be able to reach everybody on the planet. Totally. Yeah, cool. Warframe, uh, you know, E3 gets so much about, like, hey, here's the brand new game yeah. just announced off the, you know, just like, here it is, bam, trailer, all this other stuff. Warframe has been this, like, growing powerhouse for it's, years. It's, it's, you know, seven years now, so it's, yeah. uh, yeah, it's, it's been around a while. So how do, how do you, you know... What's the attempt to do with Warframe at, at, at something like E3? Is it like, hey, we've got new content to announce, or is it just like, hey, just reminding the rest of the industry that likes to, you know, attach to whatever's new, Warframe is still out here, big. It's literally and that. And just throwing up middle fingers to everybody else, <laughs> like, how big it is, yeah. <laughs> Pretty, I've, I've gone to two E3s ever. This is my first in five years, so we don't come a lot, but mm. uh, we're actually here promoting a different convention, so that's fun. So we get to come to E3. <laughs> You're just like, like sneaking into E3 and being like, come to TennoCon. <laughs> literally that. That's what I've said on every show, including this one at, at present time. So, yeah, come to TennoCon. It's sold out, sorry. But uh, watch it. <laughs> you can watch it online. It's uh, going to be awesome. That's where we're going to show kind of like uh, the, the next uh, update for Warframe with what we've been working on the past year. So it's crazy because, yeah, like you said, we've been around a while and we continue to just release weird things. And uh, Yeah. It gets, <laughs> every time I read up on, what, hey, what's up with Warframe? Every time I start to be like, oh, okay. Yeah. What? Huh. Okay. <laughs> All right. Did that. All right, Warframe. Yeah, so it's just kind of going to our own tempo. Uh, we're taking the space 
and Space Ninja pretty literally this year, so we're going to be doing some ship combat that we've called Empyrean, so it's kind of like you get your own spaceship that you can actually fly around now, and it has uh, gunners on the side. You can bo- you know board enemy uh, craft. They can board you. We're kind of conceptualizing it uh, as sort of like FTL in space, but, mm. but still the Warframe flavor. So yeah. it's been pretty crazy to see that come together uh, and you know to be able to talk about it now a bit more openly Cool. to then talk about it. Yeah. At our own convention. Like, hey, here's this thing we're doing, but like, really come to town. Yeah, right. or watch it, you know. Or, oh, yeah, can, you can come to town and like Stand in try to sneak in. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. Yeah, in okay. London, Ontario, you can, uh, you know, hang out and right. learn some Canadian things. I don't know. Go to Tim Hortons. Go to Tim Hortons, exactly. You can that would be a Canadian thing you could learn. Exactly. Or Swiss Chalet, which I think is only Canadian. Uh, is Swiss Chalet a thing in the States? Swiss Chalet? It's a chicken restaurant, though. Yeah, the, 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 no, chicken's, not, the yeah. chicken's not very good. It's, I, that's my first job. But it is a chicken uh, restaurant. It is a chicken restaurant. Mm. Yeah, I'm actually here to talk about my first job as well at Swiss Chalet. So. <laughs> <laughs> Can we expect to see chicken restaurants making its way into Destiny? Mark, yeah, you know we've got a we've got a pretty <laughs> we got a we got a pretty extensive backlog of things we might put in the game. Uh, yeah. Chicken restaurants are uh, they're you know not in the top top Party's third, but eat. it's a you know, yeah. maybe maybe in the middle. Middle section. Do guardians have to eat? Do they actually? Is this a Luke question? Yeah. No, I want you to stand Mark for this one. Okay. Guardians have to eat. You know, I'm, I'm not sure. Like they're, you know, they're immortal beings, right? So like, what would happen Where if that ramen stand? Yeah, yeah, they they can eat. They can. You know, we know that's possible. Um, and we've seen Cade drink that blue shit or whatever. So mm-hmm. okay. they can ingest. Is that things, in the lore book? Blue yes. shit or yeah, whatever. That's, that's the official name, right, Luke? Um, uh, that is the Luke question. And so, uh, <laughs> you know, they're immortal beings, and so they can get shot. They can die. They come back to life. Like, what happens if they don't eat? Like, I don't think they die. Death, you come back yeah. thick, thick, so, normal size. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, so that's a part of the lore that maybe we need to spend a little bit more time on. But these are the sort of things you can explore now that you're out on your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the chicken barrier barriers were pretty tall, and now we can vault over those Great. with the independent yeah. spirit yeah. in our wings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. That's a saucy answer. Um, so I. <laughs> Don't be a dip. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll stay abreast of your upcoming development. Uh, but the Fuck recent announcement, <laughs> uh, that, that last uh, live stream you ran, kind of on the, it was after the Stadia stuff, but kind of saying, like, hey, here's the, the future of, of Destiny 2. Man, I, you know, it seems like a lot of game announcements. You always have people somewhere in the middle. You have people that are really positive, people that are really negative. It feels like... All the live chat I saw, like it just seemed like off the charts. People were like, "Yeah, this is they're doing, they're putting the mystery back in Destiny 2. They're doing the free yeah, play, this transition." It, it, it was it was pretty awesome for the team for us to see that. Like we um, we, we knew the message was going to be really complicated. We're, we're telling people a lot of stuff, right? Hey, you know, we're we're truly independent. Here's the updated vision for the game. We're, we've got a free play version of the game. We've got standalone expansion packs. There's no, all this stuff. And we're like, are people really going to grok this? Like, are they even going to just understand it? Um, and they did, which was, you know, I think a testament to a bunch of the work the team did and all the, the assets. The leaking on gadget was helpful. Yeah. And, <laughs> in, in a way, like, maybe it kind of was because we had, like, leaks for two or three days. And so people were primed. They're like, is this really, is this what's going on? And then when I look, you know, we always look at Reddit and it's social media and uh, Reset Era. And that's probably the last place I check because I normally go there and just walk away feeling really bad. And uh, normally, but normally like, the, like the third or fourth page, and we'll do something positive. And everyone's really happy by page four. Everyone who hates Destiny shows up and just like takes a big dump on it, and then I close the browser. And this time I got to page like 23, 24, so I read like 2,400 posts, and it was like still, 
almost universally positive. We're like, maybe we're onto something. You know, yeah. like maybe maybe we're making some of the right moves here. So it was pretty pretty encouraging. Mm -hmm. So some of the stuff around the announcement made it sound like, and, and maybe I'm like extrapolating like five years down the line or something like that, but it, it sounded like the sort of situation where maybe there's no Destiny 3, there's just Destiny. Is that something that you, is that how you're kind of viewing things going forward? Is like, hey, there's, there's the Destiny experience and then we're going to keep thinking about these standalone expansions and that form of content? It's, I took the chicken question. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> This, uh, See, careful when you shove the I chicken know, yes. off the mark. Yeah, yeah. I, I just feel like I'm getting fried. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. The, uh, okay, so your question basically is, you know, felt like we were talking about some long time horizon. Does that mean there's not going to be Destiny 3? Uh, the, you know, the vision that we talked about is meant to just kind of be game entirely game agnostic. Like, what we have, what we have not been able to say, uh, and, and in some ways because we, haven't, we hadn't totally figured it out, we got the luxury of spending a bunch of time over the last year trying to figure it out is, what is the game going to be? You know, all versions of Destiny. It's, we want it to be that awesome action MMO, single global community, and you can play it anywhere. And getting that, like getting that out into the ecosystem, is is one part of it. And now the next part is the, well, how are we going to do this? Like, the game. Uh, we've said this lightly, you know, at different points. The game can't just expand perpetually. There are things like download sizes, and so we've, you know, like oh, we like it already on on one platform. You already like re-download the game or verify the game every time it updates, and if you was like, oh, it's 170 gig executable, like cool. Have do you have six hours? <laughs> and so, so we have there are these there are these restrictions that that we're gonna we're gonna butt up against, and we have to we have to figure out how to solve that with the team. But right now, what we're doing is we are focusing on Destiny 2, its model, and then if we were to yeah, if, if in some like far future we're gonna do something else, we're gonna build on the learning and philosophy that we're developing right now. Like the right. we want much more consistency in our principles and philosophies and things like that if we were to ever make a, another Destiny game. But, you know, the team and Mark and I for sure are just focused on, you know, Destiny 2. Like we've been saying a bunch, like we're not done. Like our work with Destiny 2 is not finished. Right. So. Yeah. Cool. Ryan, you've been working on VR games lately. Yeah, yeah under the radar at E3 this year. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're working on Iron Man VR for PlayStation VR exclusive. Um, and yeah, it's kind of weird being at E3 this year because there's no official presence. It's like you're actually not, you're not at E3. Yeah, so anyone asks, like, no. Hence the shorts. Yeah. Uh, hence my, my vague answers about any questions you may have about the game. Um, I, I, but, I guess uh, that's why I'm asking, like, so, you know, uh, appreciate, yeah, camouflage, big, big for getting into getting into VR development. What's the, what's the ramp up on that? Like, what is it? It's been like, okay, we're going to kind of check out everything that's in the market and see what we can learn there and Absolutely. move forward after that? Yeah, you know, part of the, um, well, one of the first things we did is we just made a, a prototype in VR and, uh, we had at the time we were about a 35 uh, person team and now we're about 68 right now I think mm. so and we're all in on, on on Iron Man VR at the moment but early on we just decided to just kind of mess around in VR and uh, we made like a kind of a horror one room experience it's kind of very VR 1.0 yeah um, but it was it was super cool and we used that to pitch around and ended up getting this this great game that we have we also took our our first game as a studio Republic and we put, took that to VR so yeah. it was a launch title for Oculus Go mm -hmm. uh, it's not announced yet but sure like it's coming out to Oculus Quest very soon um, you can probably sideload it yeah. Yeah, right now, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's more or less done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we keep dabbling in there. Um, but the interesting thing about VR is that it's such, a, as you know, it's such a, such a new medium still. Even though it's been around since I was like a kid, um, and you know, the shopping malls playing it, right? You know? yeah. But it still just feels like pterodactyls everywhere. Yes, I, I, I still <laughs> remember that. Yeah. It was like horrifying. It felt like so real at the time. Have you looked back at what it looks like? By yeah, the way? I'm it's, surprised that there hasn't been like a just a really good port of that. Thing I would love to, to current headsets. Like someone tried to do it for the DK1. Why aren't we doing that? Yeah. Um, but uh, there's so 
much more to learn, right? And uh, one of the ways that we pitched our current game was that we said, this is not going to be an experimental VR game. We're going to play and ex like learn as much as we can from every single VR game before us. So when people do play our game, uh, it feels very comfortable. It feels like it's like a like the next evolution of where VR is, and we're really leaning into the strengths and like learning from all the mistakes that our peers have had to do because they came out before us. It's not going to be a perfect game, obviously, but uh, we're really just yeah trying to trying to be masters of the craft, even though it seems very very early in its evolution. Right? Yeah, yeah. It sometimes seems like uh, over the last year, it, it felt like uh, every third or fourth VR developer you talked to was just like, I have solved the problem of locomotion. <laughs> right. And it was like they, everyone had a different answer yeah, to the absolutely. question. And it was like exciting in a weird way mm -hmm. until, I, I don't know, at some point it feels like the software kind of boiled down a little bit into like as, as more and more of the learnings kind of codified. It was like these games are starting to feel very similar, but also everyone said like, well, we're going to make a shooting gallery. We've got, right. a, we've got a room and you can shoot some stuff or, or whatever. And, and so, but movement is the, the cool thing. I think so, we, yeah, we, you know, when, you, when you came by uh, with... Iron Man VR. <laughs> uh, not officially at E3. On, not here. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was, it was impressive. Like the, the way you moved in that world felt very natural for something where you've got like, okay, I've got a headset and you know, I don't have, I can't bolt my legs into a thing yet. But for, for that, it's like, okay, no, this I get this. I can do some cool tricks and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, we really yeah. looked out. Um, it's, it, we just really leaned into the IP and while well, I like it, it was like the perfect pairing of what the move controllers could do, what the character does, and that full fantasy of, of flying and, 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 and shooting and, and being a superhero. Like, was just, it was perfect from, it felt, it felt perfect from day one, right, mm -hmm. from that initial prototype. And that's what got us the game. That's what got us the deal. Um, so that's, that's, uh, we feel really lucky to do that. And I, I like to other say, like, uh, say one other thing about like, VR locomotion, too, because I know you play a lot of VR, is that for me as a player, the thing that I'm so happy about in the last year, year and a half, is that, Developers have figured out ways to do first-person movement in a way that is comfortable for most players, um, which I thought early on that was not going to be possible. I thought we'd be right. teleporting everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, you know, playing Resident Evil Seven in VR, just full first-person shooter style. Yeah, it was it was just like transcendent, you know, and it's so good. And it's so cool really that that works because yeah, that was I think that was the the worry. It was well, it was the thing that you kind of grow out of first. Depending on the game, you know, yeah. you can design around it, but like that teleporting of just like, okay, I'm gonna warp from from here to here to here to these points of interest, yeah. as opposed to just like, let me go through this world and and see this stuff. It, it's like the the Forza Vista stuff of like, okay, let me really walk around this car, and you know, even you know, it's not it's not a headset, but like the idea of just like, I'm gonna use the Kinect back in yeah. the day yeah. of just like getting around these cars and doing this stuff. With that feeling of just like I'm, I'm kind of traversing this world. Well, it was a big, it it was a big design challenge to go through, and I I, I don't envy a lot of the work that's been, as you're saying, standing mm -hmm. on the shoulders of others. Like, there's been a lot of mistakes that are, are made, and boy, did we walk that path out with Connect. I mean, <laughs> we were we were incubating uh, what would be a good car experience for that forever. Mm -hmm. The obvious things of driving and what have you, but right. Uh, Quickly, we learned that a lot of people actually, when they don't have a wheel in their hand, they become milkers. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they just do this, and I don't know how that oh presents in a car. But that's I'm how sure a lot of drive. people that's walking. How I, that's yeah. how I drive. And then we had people crossing over, but you know, we had to learn how people reacted to this stuff, you know. And right. I, I think with VR, it's the same thing. You know, people have reactions that are, um, you know, emotional. They're unexpected. Mm. We've got years of making games um, that that are unprecedented by this. Right. 
Yeah, or you, or you think about inputs in terms of just like, oh, well, here's how you would really do it. So, of course, they're going to do the right thing and oh, not yeah. just do this or this or all that sort of stuff. I'm right. sure that was... And we, you know, we prototype like, smashing up a car. So, like, Street Fighter, you know, the <laughs> yeah. little intervention yeah. where you, like, beat up the car. So I'm sure were... the manufacturers just would <laughs> love that. We didn't get to that stage. <laughs> we weren't asking that yeah, question no, yet. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you know, ultimately it, it felt like the movement lets you get very personal and that, mm-hmm. you know, we ended up having a, a guiding principle that was we, we wanted skinship. We wanted touch to the car. You right. wanted to be able to see the imperfections, get really in close. And, um, you know, and it ended up being an interesting experience. At the end of the day, though, it wasn't core. It right. really wasn't core to the, the gameplay loop. And mm-hmm. It showed up our te- showed off our technology really well. Yeah. But we ultimately never really solved the problem of how could we make part of our core gameplay loop include all of this motion going on. So, you know, we, we threw a lot of people at it, and we didn't crack the code. Mm-hmm. Is that something that's hard, you know, especially a series, you know, it's Force of Motorsport 7, you know, you, you've made a lot of these now. Is, is it hard to, to, the allure of that sort of thing, of just like, let's bring in this new stuff, or let's, you know, like technology for technology's sake, let's mm-hmm. bring this in because it's new and flashy, and, and we should be doing it. It's, as good, good corporate citizens, we should be using the new tech to, to put it in our game and promote it. Is, is it hard sometimes to... Make the decision about okay, like what's core to the game and 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 what you know should yeah. we be reaching for? That's ebbed and flowed. You know, our team's been around for a long time, mm. and we've been through different uh, you know different eras at Xbox, Xbox 360, and yeah. now with the uh, Xbox One and different leadership. Mm. And at this point, you know, we're really in a place. And sorry to go all Microsoft and everybody, <laughs> but you know, like with Satya, Phil Spencer, you know, there's just an in- incredible emphasis on customer empathy. Yeah, and I think that's critical to making good design, mm-hmm. and it shelters us as game creators to use the technology to create emotions and feelings in players, rather than how do you support this technology. Right. So we're in a, a completely different footing, and it gives us the air cover to just look at technologies and services. Mm-hmm. You know, so again, Game Pass, XCloud, right. things like that. As how do we create, you know a bigger community that really cares about cars and creates a future. I, I've got 11-year-old kids, uh, twin boys, and I want them to be into cars, but I'm not going to be into, they're not going to be into cars by me lecturing them mm, yeah. or forcing technology on them or saying, I need you to think this is cool. I need to develop with them. Mm. It has to be empathy. It's got to be bringing them in, making mistakes, throwing away the stuff that doesn't work, and coming up with new stuff. And that is why we, we're taking time off to really mm. go figure that. But also, um, as I said, it's, it's fully aligned with... Uh, how the, the structure of Microsoft is, is heading. Yeah. I think we talked about this last year, but it's been a year, and, you know, some things have happened. You know, auto driving is, is a little yeah. more out there. Yeah. You talk about, you know, you want your sons to be in cars. Mm-hmm. It feels like it might not be too many more generations here before, like, are people going to be driving cars and that sort of thing? And, and what does that mean for a video game based around driving cars if, that passion isn't being stoked. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, do you ever worry, or do you ever consider that like maybe the Forza games become museum-like in a way someday? I think like, hey, is this a, is the only place you can go to really see a car. I think that there's a tremendous risk there, and I, I actually voice that pressure upon the team and upon us to figure out what should be the future of cars. Mm-hmm. So when I say the shape the future of automotive entertainment. Right now, I would say we are a mirror, we are a reflection mm-hmm. of real-world automotive car culture. And looking at esports and streaming, we, we must develop new experiences that showcase some of this 
automotive technology in a new way to a new generation. Mm-hmm. I mean, a perfect example is you just think about esports. Um, you know, auto racing, you've got people on the track that hate each other, and right. they're on the same team, yeah. right? <laughs> so the idea of teamwork in auto racing, just it goes back to the 1960s, and these flyboys came back from World War II, the death wish, and so they would drive those cars fast. If you lived in that era, which I didn't even live in that era, it's pretty exciting and cool, but you think about teamwork today and in modern eSport, like, you don't play League of Legends, you don't play Dota 2 unless you are a squad. You know, right. Siege? I mean, you have to yeah. know your team. Well, that's not in auto racing. So I look at how we could develop a form of motorsport, virtual motorsport, digital mm-hmm. motorsport, that appeals to a new generation. It's going to involve teamwork. It's going to involve strategy. And it's going to do things you can't do in the real world. Right. How could still be based on authentic experiences, real physics, but it needs to take in these new sensibilities. And that's the sort of thing that we're incubating as a team. Mm-hmm. We just did some tests with uh, some of our esports athletes, actually, in a, a Burbank studio. We're trying different rule sets to invent a new form of motorsport. So a long-winded way of saying that I actually put it on us to come up with what that future is. And, you know, maybe my kids will be playing Forza in an autonomous car, right? Like the car will be driving, they'll be playing on the screen. I don't know. I I mean, mean, Cuphead runs on a car now, apparently. Exactly. So, So, you know, I can't really begrudge that. Uh, I can't, you know, sit on my porch and say, like, yeah, love things the way they used to be. You know, right. it's like no, I want I want car culture to go, and I want it to evolve and change. And I see us as uh, the ones that are, you know, if if we don't do it, who the hell is gonna? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. So seven years in on Warframe. Yes. Uh, the game has changed so much. It's been free the entire time. I imagine there's just so many players playing it, but also. So many players have played it, and they just disappeared into the ether. Yeah, not literally. Well, yeah. We didn't kill them. Well, okay. Well, that's that's nice of you. Thank you. So this is my specific situation with Warframe, but it's happened in other games. Star Wars Online, a handful of games where I played, let's say probably four or five years ago now. I probably played somewhere around a hundred hours of Warframe. Okay. Like, got pretty good with it. Five years ago. Yeah, yeah, got (laughs) fairly comfortable with it. And it was like, you know, like, other games came out. I had other stuff I had to do. It was like, that was a fun way to spend my vacation, but I have to get back to work and play, you know, whatever's coming out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And so it it creates this cycle now where every nine to 18 months, uh, probably, you know, let's say like six to 14 months, I go, man, Warframe. I reinstall, or I've heard something about it. I reinstall Warframe, load up my character, go back in, and I'm like, I have all this stuff. I have no idea what any of it does. I'm on this ship. They've updated it to the thing in the corner. I'm pretty sure that's what I'm supposed to do next, but I don't know what any of these mods are. I don't remember what any of these suits' powers are, let alone do I unlock the powers or do I have them or how much of a... Are there a lot of players like me? Is it is are there how much effort goes into like the idea of someone's going to return to this game and have no idea what's changed because you've added open worlds and all this other stuff? We kind of have like the opposite problem because like we didn't make a sequel, so we probably should have by now. But mm. um, so we're doing like the infinite growth theory in which our game can continue to sustain more content for as long as we'll make, you know, as long as people will play it. And yeah, I mean, like I play a lot of RPGs, and sometimes when I log back in, it's like you have your journal, so you saw what you did last, so right. you can kind of like pick off. But that's not that's not happening in Warframe, and uh, you know, and the best of times, you're getting greeted with a custom login screen that's like, this is update so and so, and we redid Melee. But yeah. if you haven't played for two years, you missed the first screen where we actually redid it again totally. in yeah. that time. So it's like, oh. in, in some MMOs, it's like <laughs> nine messages in a row that exactly. says, we refunded you all your skill points. And yes. I was like, 
<laughs> oh shit. Okay. <laughs> I don't have mm, are I'll just spec this shit here, this shit here? Uh, yeah, it's just. So I think uh, the the legacy player issue is real. Uh, we like what are we going to do about that is not going to be the easiest problem for us to solve in any the best of cases. We yeah, just I, hope I that people I, like. Yeah, like, I, I don't know that I've you. seen. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> know that I've seen a game that's done it. Like I said, it, it's it's uh, like a lot of live games, online games. Like the the longer they go. Uh, it's that situation of just like, wow, I, what, do I, what is happening in this game? Like, as long yeah. as, like, the core action never changes, which it right. really hasn't, except, yeah. like, when we redid the parkour system, mm-hmm. it just it made it significantly better. Um, and that is just, you know, that's the game. All the, Your ship and the mods and everything on it are, you know, the, the pseudo-RPG progression for your character. Right. But the core game's always kind of staying the same. The, the problem is the barrier of how to actually jump into a mission and do something, and why are you doing it? Yeah, because, I think that was the feeling. So yeah. I, I, would, I would install it, and I'd play, like, one or two Did missions. Did you quest lines? <sighs> you started adding cinematic quests that are sort of the torch to kind of guide a player where to go, like in the dark, murky... I mean, I've got a quest log now that seems to imply I should be doing stuff. Yeah. There's a radio broadcast. Yeah, we introduced uh, the radio play. Yeah, the there's... So yeah. Um, it, it's, so it, it seems like, okay, this seems like the next thing I'm supposed to be doing based on what the log says, and then I'll get out there and, and do like... One mission, two missions, <laughs> and maybe find players to play those missions, maybe not, yep. because, you know, it's like everyone is way past that stuff and, uh, and all that. And and so it's that situation. It's like, I'll play a couple of missions. And you're like, okay, I, I'm not sure what I need to do from here. <laughs> Everything or, or I'll go to the, the station where all the mods are and go like, well, there's an auto-assign button, so I'm just going to hit that. We and actually redid that uh, that logic. None of that's was, there. That was so bad. We redid it uh, three months ago, and it had been in the game for like four years. Oh, so. wow. Yeah. So now if you did it, it would be a much better system Fantastic. for you. So maybe yeah. that was the problem. Maybe auto-install set you to so just the, the worst the worst build, and you were yeah. like, ah, I can't do anything. Yeah. No, it's, but uh, I mean, you know, like, bigger than, than me or whatever, yeah. and my dumbass. But, you know, just like the, the idea of just like, hey, this game's been around seven years and, sure, and yeah. you have players kind of either starting out new and then you can you can always onboard them but how do you re-onboard a player the, like we could like when I look at this like we could track their last login date we could present them with like a screen at which point like oh if they've returned from such and such a time like actually our, our subreddit has a bot that does this so our subreddit <laughs> mods are better at this than us <laughs> it's like if uh, I think if they trigger a couple words it just auto replies like it looks like you're returning to Warframe and there's like a three paragraph like it, yeah it's, it's awesome so they've got it figured out yeah. um, we don't so we'll have to ask them what to do but real like all things considered we really should do like a, if you're back and you you know, you haven't played in a while, do quests because those really um, they make it less scary to navigate the solar system because it's done in a progression where you know, right. you're encouraged to go to every planet and you're mm-hmm. encouraged to not just you know do the node but do the quests that then as a result unlock. So yeah, it's a it's a problem, but yeah, I think the the one that was the. It was, Warframe was definitely, but also like Marvel Heroes. I would come back to that every so often. Oh, yeah. And then it just shut down. So the like, problem solved. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, you know, there you go. Yeah. I have an idea. I'll cancel uh, Warframe, yeah. no, and then no, you'll never not, have this problem again. Tenocon is coming. I know. I can't, I can't cancel it. Is that the announcement for Tenocon? Yeah, or are yeah. you going to sit that over? By the way, it shut down. It was a good run. <laughs> yeah, thanks, guys. It's, uh, it's been great. I'm going to go now. Well, all right. No. Uh, yeah, that's that's been something that I, I think about a lot because like and and I always wonder is that a specific problem to me it because I play a ton of games for a living and all that stuff. But it's, it's a problem we think about too. Yeah, like the, we, yeah. You, know, you hear a lot about the barriers for entry, but what about the barriers for re-entry? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, like it's different because you like you've already gone through like for a new player, there's this new user experience. Well, this is how you do all these things. But when you're on our 152, mm-hmm. and you stop playing for six months because you're in a coma or you play other games or whatever, and you come back, 
there's no new new user experience. And so, like, how do you get those people back in the mix, right? How do you yeah. make it easy for them to to play with their friends or to um, to, to get back on 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 the saddle? Um, it's something we think about a bunch too. It's really hard because like we are so like, we just do things all the time. We have like an update a week if it's a good month. Otherwise, yeah. you know, an update a month. And yeah, if you missed two months, you've missed two months worth of you know, mm-hmm. content, hot fixes, changes, or whatever. And yeah, there's really no friendly, you know, yeah. name. Yeah. I think that was something that, you know, with, with Destiny, uh, there was definitely a point where I was like, okay, I, the stuff that they're adding to Destiny now is stuff that I do not have the time to organize people and, and do all that stuff. It was, a, it was a bad feeling in a way. It was just like, I guess I'm, I guess I'm, I'm just not hardcore They're for kicking you out. anymore. Oh, sure. They booted yeah. me out. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I think we, we don't have a massive systems complexity problem, but we, we've had a problem of like stacking so much content in front of you that like, hey, you come back and want to play with your friends now, but you've got like 30 hours, and they're like, hey, Jeff, like, once you go do all that stuff, you can finally raid with us. You can, you can do the fun thing. Mm-hmm. I think and, the other and, thing I, I ran into would be like, oh, I, I skipped out on an expansion, and now I'm coming back, and the next one is out, and everyone's playing that one, and I'm like, well, I don't want to just, I kind of want to engage with this content because, you know, why am I here if not to play the game? Uh, but then it's like, okay, now I'm chewing through these missions almost like begrudgingly just to, to get to that point as to where I should just be like, eh, maybe I just skip these. Yeah. So That's why we did the complete restructure. Like the, the like new light, infrastructure, like the, the free version of the game is part of the restructuring that hopefully is going to help solve your problem and maybe help you guys think about your problem, which is a bunch of that stuff that has been required, all the campaign missions, all that stuff, the barrier between you coming back and playing with Brad or whatever. Like, the, we've made, we've, we've taken the new light and treated that like a base. And then everything else is going to be additive in an a la carte, nonlinear way on top of the base. So you could, come, you could come in this fall and be like, I heard that the, D1, the D2 campaign was not very good, so I'm gonna, I want to skip that. I just want to play Shadowkeep. You can just play Shadowkeep. You, you could just play for, you could come in and just play Forsaken. You don't have to play you kind of don't have to play anything now. What mm-hmm. we've done is really try to create like an array of content where you play an intro, which if you if you haven't come back or whatever, it's the it's the intro from Cosmodrome from Destiny One because all the Guardians have like a shared origin story in Destiny, and then mm-hmm. um, you can just kind of 15 minutes in, you'll be you'll be playing Shadowkeep or whatever with Brad if you haven't if you haven't played. I'm super curious how that's going to work because I'm a lapsed E2 player, and yep. uh, we, on my studio I've got employees uh, coworkers that. I've put thousands of hours into Destiny, and I hear things like every once in a while in the office, and sometimes I have to like tell them to stop talking about it because we need to actually work on the game that we're working on and not talk about <laughs> Destiny. But I hear I hear Warmind, and I hear Leviathan, and I hear Motes of Light, and I hear all these things, and it sounds like it feels to me as a as a relapse as, as a as a lapse player that there's more and more complexity being added on, and it adds to this. This like the grudging feeling, like if I'm going to get back in there, how much homework do I have to go through? Right. To get yeah. to, like, it just sounds like yeah, more and more of. It, it, at some point, it crosses from like this is really exciting new content. You're just like maybe this is a chore now. But that's to, to get back to where I need to be. This does sound like the thing that guys like me need. It's, new light, it's, right? It's, is it's it not just? Yeah. It's not just like people like you. It's you know, it's like any like my like idiot band of friends. I had to explain it to them. I talked to these guys in Discord every night. I had to explain to them, like, no, no, no. If you want to come back in Season of Opulence and play the six-person match-made activity, like, it's like Mario Party meets an escape room in Destiny, you literally just log in and, like, in 25 minutes, 
you'll be powerful enough to do it. You just do this like attunement quest line for your whole account, and then all of your characters will have 690 gear, and we're just there. And you're like, well, and it doesn't matter that like Noseworthy and I were grinding in the previous season to get to 690, because what we've done with the power game in a bunch of ways is like get people's power number up to the threshold where you can just fucking play with each other. The start of every season, like converge old players, new players. Single you know, community. Legacy yeah. players. Yeah. For me, though, so. they can all just, you know, believe that now is the best time to be playing Destiny. We want that experience where there, we have an event happening, at, uh, you know, around Halloween or something new is happening in the game and you hear about it. We want you to be able to just come back and, and participate mm-hmm. in that cool thing and not be like, I've got all these chores i got to do before I can have fun. Right? Do you ever worry that that will result in the diehard Destiny players feeling like their experience has been trivialized because you're like, Letting someone else walk in and get six ninety gear, and they're like, "Hey, I was gonna I'd that. raid to get that." You know, because like I was gonna say, how do you fix the problem of I feel I'm gonna f- I, I worry I'm gonna feel bad you're, but you're gonna because be, all yeah. of my team members spe- like went through hell and back. But you're to gonna play be, this raid, yeah, you're yeah. gonna be in like kind of goober. You're gonna look like a goober. You're gonna be in like goobery blue gear. I'm okay with like, that. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. Like I'm okay with that too because like I look sweet and you look like a goober, <laughs> and you're not gonna have the sweet guns. Like you're there's like there's gonna be these power differences that mm. manifest themselves in a way that's that's not, like, preventing us from playing together. We, we, we were worried about it. Like, the first time we did this was three months ago with the Drifter. We had these power surge bounties, and we're like, does this just, like, trivialize the power game for everyone? Or does this say what happened in the previous season didn't matter? Um, but it, that's not how people mm-hmm. felt. It's not how it felt as a player. Like, it helped me get back in, and you were already high, high light level. Because um, the community just, they want to play with their friends. You know, they want to have lots of people in the hoppers for fast matchmaking. Right. You yeah. want to run into public spaces and run into other players. And so I think people feel okay about that. And, and the, the person who's going to play 20, 30 hours a week, they're going to move up the power curve and really quickly get the new gear much faster, and they're going to stand out in the way that they want to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were worried about that, but it doesn't seem to be a problem. Brian, you've... You know, obviously, camouflage been around for a while. Eight years now. It's something. This might, this might be a yeah. weird question. Sure, please. What do you think of Death Stranding? Oh, oh can we? Can we do this? Can we do this? Did Luke put you up? He did not. But I just, you I'll know, do I, this. knowing that you have history uh, with the Metal Gear franchise. Uh, oh yay! Uh, did my chair come with a seatbelt? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so. I've been waiting all week for someone to ask about Death Stranding when I'm around. <laughs> well, and then we'll ask Luke what he thinks of Death Stranding. <laughs> so, I there's this weird thing that only a few people, actually, in this industry, I think they can empathize with me, which is when you have that really incredible pl- privilege to be associated with like a world class studio, and then you leave and you go away. Like, there's this weird feeling. It's kind of like I don't know. It's like a like maybe it's such a weird analogy, but like a, like you are dating somebody and you mm-hmm. want them to be happy. But you also don't want them to be like too too happy without you. <laughs> and so, yeah, it, it was when I played Metal Gear Solid Five, for example. At first, I thought yeah, this game's really good, and <laughs> like they don't need they don't need me. You know, like the it feels the controls. Like because I worked a lot on the controls of MGS Four, and I, I thought, you know what, they really don't need me. This is even better than MGS Four, and then. And then just seeing them go, so it's it's an interesting thing. I kind of watch from afar a little bit. I try not to get too much into the lore. Like Luke and myself and Mark McDonald and Brian Itzahar, we have like this shared chat, um, yeah. on, and it's it's beautiful. Um, but it, but I have to like I can't participate too much because 
I don't know. It's like it's part of it's like a part of my life when I was living in Japan ten years ago. Right. And so again, I really want them to be super happy, but I I don't I don't go frame by frame like Luke does to try to analyze like why is there a baby in a giving you the thumbs up, and giving you a thumbs Nicholson up, singing me a sweet song, and yeah. <laughs> firing flares from their fingers, making it rain, taking off a mask to reveal another mask, teleporting and licking someone. You don't frame by frame that. I, I don't frame by frame, even though I think it looks incredible. It looks unbelievable. I don't know even how it's going to play. I mean, you were trying to explain to me that it's a new gameplay I, type. I it's, a, it's, it's a strange it's, it's, game. It's a strange game. Everyone's making strange games now. I'm not going to stand for that. I don't know what that means. I'm not going to defend I don't know what that means, and I don't know anything about the gameplay. But this game seems like it's going to have cinematics. So I think that's pretty exciting uh, versus Phantom Pain. Can but I, I feel like Phantom I, Pain also pre-release looked like a game that had cinematics, and it had like four. I went back and uh, yeah, a buddy of mine as we were as I, you know we were talking about this, and I was like sending him whale emojis. You know you know which the whale, whale to use, yeah. right? The mm -hmm. one whale. Yeah. Uh, he was like, did you go back and watch this trailer? And he sends me a trailer for Phantom Pain. And I've been replaying Phantom Pain uh, over the last month or so, and I'm like, oh yeah, these aren't in the game at all. And he's like, that's your god now. <laughs> I just, I'm just trying to believe. I really want to believe. Can I, can I throw a weird question back at you? Absolutely. Jeff? Which is, like, how, I mean, you, you cover games for a living. You play a lot of games. You talk to a lot of game creators. Like, when I look at that, I'm not, I'm, it's hard for me to understand exactly what that game is. I think it's probably by design, right? There's, he's really good at the mystery box. Yeah, but, like, when yeah. you look at it, do you, do you imagine this game being one of those games that, you know, at the Game Awards this year... Hideo's going to be up there collecting a bunch of game awards, or are you going to see it as something that could be very perplexing where people are really divided on the game device? Is it, a, is it going to be a very divisive game, do you feel? Or? I think it could very easily. I, I think that Phantom Pain was a divisive game in, in a lot of ways, you know, just by virtue of it kind of getting away from the, you know, the like, linear, very cinematic yeah. and very linear approach right. of the previous games. Uh, and I think there were a lot of people that were, you know, like, hey, there's just not enough weird story in Phantom Pain mm. for for my taste. Right. And so when I think about Death Stranding and I think about, okay, this is a team that is, you know, was built to make this game, got that engine from, from Sony to do it, uh, and all that sort of stuff, I'm, in my head, I'm thinking it kind of has to be Phantom Pain-esque in that it's got to be not a ton of, well, not, not as much um, very expensive dramatic cutscenes mm. uh, as, as the earlier MGS games. I'm thinking it's going to be that type of, you know, okay, we, we've found a, we're going to create a world and put a bunch of gameplay in it um, because that seems like it would be less expensive, I guess, or not, not take less time or something like that. Or more fun, too. I mean, yeah, potentially, yeah. MGS5, I, mean, uh, I hope I don't upset a lot of Metal Gear fans, but I feel like the story was the weakest part of it, and I felt like the it, open world sandbox was just so good. I it, it was like they, hours they, was they flipped the whole yeah, thing on its yeah, head it in, a, really in a excellent. weird way of just like, hey, you know, this is not even, you know, if you, in some ways it's barely recognizable as a Metal Gear game at that yeah. point, and with the with the changes, and, and, uh, and going light on the story, you know, like, I, I like it weird. So I think you're in for a treat then. Yeah. 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 I guess like yeah. I think it's fair to say. Yeah. 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 Is it 20 hours of nonstop weird, or is it pockets of extreme weirdness in these cutscenes with an open world where I'm just like following in someone's footsteps because it's an online game and or, you know strands and you know like that sort of thing. That, that those are the questions I I think I'm left. Is there with. a more desirable option? Sorry. Oh, no, 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 please. Sorry. Yeah. Do you want the pockets or do you want the Ever permeating small doses. I think I want the just the the constant. I, 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 you just I've, want weird smacking you in the face. So I've, I've changed in this in this as well because like you know like you can go back and read the review I wrote in Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid 
And I literally wrote, like, this guy should just go make movies. What the hell is he doing making video games? There's barely any game here. Uh, and over time, I was like, actually, just give me that weird stuff. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I, I know, like, I, you know, like playing uh, Metal Gear Solid, I, I think 4 was actually the, the, where, where a lot of it came together, where it's like I enjoyed the gameplay as much as the, the story stuff. And then five is just off in this completely different direction. So uh, yeah, I just you know you, I just wonder if, you know if you would have any special insight as having worked closely uh, or worked on on that team. Are you are there are things you see when you watch that trailer? You're like, I, I know. Oh yeah, yeah, it's hard not yeah. to. And, okay. and and you know Dan and I, I used to work at Microsoft and mm-hmm. worked on, on Halo. And it's the same kind yeah. of thing. Seeing the Halo uh, Infinite trailer, um, it was. Uh, it's, you get this weird feeling, you know, because you're not associated with it as, uh, anymore. And, right. Uh, but you also want them to be successful, but uh, not as much without you kind of thing. <laughs> um, but, uh, Actually, I, of course. Yeah, but, no. That's... But, but back to your desire about wanting something weird from, from Death Stranding. Uh, here's, like, a something that shouldn't be too much of a surprise. Like, Hideo, when he works on games, is very autobiographical. Mm-hmm. And clearly... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I owe that because clearly, now. clearly the Konami <laughs> separation experience was not a pleasant one. Uh, so I think that he's going to... It's clear, I think he's, okay. there's a lot of metaphor oh. in what's going on. And, yeah, I, I, it'd be interesting to see what fan theories come out, really, about... Oh, man, already it's people just going like, well, this is for... It's clearly that this is just the sequel to P.T., and also this is still just Phantom Pain, and, like, people mapping characters from one to the other, oh, sure. to which I, I look at it and go like, well, I mean, you know, like, it's it's some of these same people. They have, like, a way they like to do things. They have actors they wanted to use that they're using again. It's not necessarily the same character, and, yeah. and, and those sorts of things. And I, I, take, I take credit for this, this theory when I first... Like, the first Death Stranding trailer... Mm-hmm. Um, which was when I saw it, I see I see a little differently because having worked there, yeah. Um, is that I don't know if you remember it, but it has um, uh, Norman uh, Norman Reedus in, and he's got handcuffs, and then they're broken, uh-huh. and there's a baby, and he's naked, yeah. And it's Hideo, there's like naked snake. It, this was his baby Metal Gear, and then it's taken away from him, it disappears, Ooh, and he's got like he's, uh, the the handcuffs are off, and he's looking off in the future, and there's this kind of creepy horizon. And it, it's, it, to me, it, to me it, was like, it was completely autobiographical. Yeah, no, that's exactly the game I would have made if I had made a game instead of starting Giant Bomb. It would have been like the handcuffs, <laughs> shackles, yeah. pushed out into the open world, yeah, all that same stuff. Can we just fire up the, uh, the trailer? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And let's work all right. We're going to send it on home. Uh, thank you so much all for coming through. Uh, it's been, been great talking with you. I hope you have a terrific rest of your show. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, and uh, we'll cut this off and we'll watch the Death Strength trailer yeah. about three or four times and, and really get to the bottom of this. Yeah. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more guests soon. Hi, welcome back to the show. I'm Jeff Kersman. Giant Bomb's E3 29. There, I got it. I pointed the right direction the first time. <laughs> there. Hi, it's me. E3 2019 continues. We've got more guests from Respawn Entertainment. Hello. Hello. <laughs> We've got Vince Zampella. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. Awesome. Drew McCoy is here. Hello, Jeff. And Ramey Vincent down there in the end. Hello. Good to see you. He's from Alaska. He's from Alaska. Yeah, it's but I'm cold. Told. Is it cold? What was it like when Pitbull came there and played? <laughs> it was... It was never the same. Yeah. There's a before Pitbull and an after Pitbull. Yeah, Global Warming. I mean, he named the album Global Warming. So and We didn't have polar bears until he, yeah. Yeah. Until he, did, he, did he show up with them and just like, I'm golly. And I'm, I'm actually not allowed. I've actually said too much. I'm, okay. Yeah. All right. If, we okay. Could, if you could edit, edit this part out. Okay, yeah. Well, can we chop this out of the archive? Great. Okay, cool. Terrific. So, Respawn, kind of a big year, huh? Kind of a big little chunk of time. Uh, That's what they tell us. 
uh, with, doing our thing. with yeah. these two games, uh, Apex Legends, obviously out there now. Only out there a little bit. We're going to be full out there. Are we? Yeah. Well, yeah. mostly. Is that like season we'll three, fully oh, out there? Yeah, or? It's always, almost yeah. always out yeah. there, and then it keeps going. And more it, out there. Is that, the, is that how live games work? Is it's like there's, you're always kind of thinking about the next thing? It's like this is out here, and people like it, but... Uh, season two, season three, ah, season four. Yeah, I'm thinking that's like where the nine. Titans drop, right? That's well, maybe not. <laughs> season five? What do we? <laughs> no, but like, is that how has that been? Obviously, you know, uh, kind of new to the the whole nonstop, ongoing, tough. always updating like, thing. Honestly, it's tough. Uh, you know, we were really good at finishing games. Like mm-hmm. I always like call us closers. Um, we faff about for about a year and figure out some cool stuff and we realize oh this is really neat we should make that and then we work really really hard and it's like you can like check the game every day and it gets measurably better until we ship mm-hmm. um, and then we're done and then we're done and then you get another two or three years to do that again no not anymore well, yeah. you get another couple weeks uh, it's been tough but I think we're getting our figuring out how to do it we're getting our, our yeah, we almost address. broke through yeah, but yeah. not quite. I, think I mean, every year I always get a little bit fatter, a little bit grayer, mm-hmm. just this year more so. Sure, but it's just accelerating yeah, a natural it's process. Like gravity well type, you know, physics mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. That makes sense. Uh, it really, I, I mean, it exploded onto the scene, the, the, the stunning kind of surprise announcement, the, the, the leaks ahead of time, all that stuff. By the way, I gotta say, someone sent around uh, screenshots from when yeah. uh, you were being disclosed. Mm, yeah. And the range of emotion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Do we have those? Can we show those? It was really good. I could probably pull my phone right here. Let's do it. But it's like a free-to-play game from Respawn in the Titanfall universe. Comes out Tuesday, and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brad deliberately kind of got back, and and I was like, yeah. so. What is it? And he's like, I'm not going to tell you until we're recording. Yeah. Like, okay, all right. Uh, and, and yeah. Uh, and it was funny because, like, you know, then, then he came back with some footage from the, the event, and I watched it, and I was like, this looks cool. People are going to be pissed. <laughs> uh, and, and it seems like there was a window there where people were like, this is so not Titanfall 3. This is, and, but that very quickly kind of got overwhelmed by, like, oh, actually, Apex Legends is super dope, like, what? let's just go play that. Uh, that must have been a real roller coaster. Well, that was a plan. Like, uh, you know, whenever you're about, whenever you're getting ready to announce a game and figure out how you're going to market it over the six, whatever months from when you announce it to its ships, you come up with, like, we're going to talk about at what point and everything. And so we'd sit down with marketing guys and PR and be like, okay, how are we going to talk about this game? It's like, oh, all the headlines are bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, this yeah. is a Titanfall universe game without Titans, and it's yeah, you don't, want to, you don't want to go out and be on the defensive yeah, media. Yeah. This is free-to-play just free-to-play game, free-to-play electronic game. arts. It's our yeah, first yeah, game after yeah. being bought by EA. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's got MTX. It was just like, that's all going to go over poorly. Mm. How about we just let the game do the talking? Like you said, there's a window of people going, where's my Titanfall 3? Yeah. Oh, actually, it's pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but also... Um, <laughs> there was... Talk, I guess, like, a, so, the, you know, the, there was some talk about, like, oh, well, the game's not getting updated fast enough compared to Fortnite, which... Fortnite sounds like maybe it has some of its own issues with personnel, labor, all that other stuff. Um, so at the time, you came out and said, like, hey, we're not going to break our people to, to keep this game updated. And was that around the time? Because originally, around the time of Apex launching, 
there was this notion of, of you, you said like, hey, uh, there's more Titanfall stuff to come, and we'll be talking about that for later this year. It sounds like the, at this point, that's maybe like, hey, let's let's. It's kind of on hold. We put all resources on Apex. To, you know, we yeah. it kind of came out so furiously that mm-hmm. you know we had to put everyone on, making sure that the game played well for the people that were engaged with it. Yeah. So, and uh, you know, we're we're talking, starting to talk now about season two and mm-hmm. and those sorts of things. Is season two the first season that is? kind of built with, like, real player data in mind, or yep. was a lot of the stuff locked down prior to that? So we try and keep things as loose as possible, as long as possible, mm-hmm. um, even to the point where we're talking about um, in development, you have to kind of, like, lock what you're working on weeks or mon- a month in advance before you ship it, so you can fix bugs mm-hmm. and strip out all the stuff that's not supposed to be in there. And um, we have to, like, kind of, instead of pipelining patches and be like, okay, this patch will go into cert now, and then before it comes out, we'll have another patch going in. Like, that's bad. Yeah. Because patch one will come out, and then people will complain, or they'll say this is really good, or this is you should fix this, and then patch two comes out and didn't address any of it because you already put it into the into production yeah. before patch one was out. Right. So now we got to figure out like okay, at least let's get a few days of time in there where we can hear from players before we start locking things down. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to things like the character that's coming out season two, Watson, we've been playing her since last spring. Um, right. So there's some things that are very certain to us, and other things that are very kind of touchy feely and very painful for those of us who are used to knowing very certainly what's going to happen a year in advance. <laughs> right, yeah. No, I, I, I bet. That's, that's got to be... And characters take a long time. Well, I would imagine, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a delicate balance of, like, hey, you know how many players are in a squad and all this stuff. Like, I imagine that getting those abilities right, uh, or, or, or even just saying, like, hey, what type of character mm-hmm. do you want to... What, what type of... What archetype do you think this game needs next... Uh, how far is how far is that roadmap now? You say you've been playing Watson since last spring. How many more characters are there that you've been playing in some form that hey, maybe doesn't necessarily lie today, but like how many prototypes or, or things that you're, you're probably at the two dozen mark? I would I would imagine wow. about twenty. Yeah. Um, some of them have been shelved indefinitely, and mm-hmm. others are going along their path. It's about a six month, to eight month period of prototyping and iteration, and then deciding okay, these couple are worth taking to what we'd call alpha. That's all mechanical alpha. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it goes into production, and then we've got to get writers and concept artists and animators and modelers involved, and that is its own task because you've got to figure out uh, what actually both works uh, functionally, like what's the silhouette of the character, and does that portray their abilities? Like Watson, again, season two, she's really good. She's all about electricity. She's mm-hmm. got this big pylon thing coming off her side, and yeah. you can see it from a distance. Um, cool. But also, is there an emotional hook? character? Like, is there a reason for someone to want to create a cosplay costume? And is there a backstory that makes people fall in love with them? And that actually takes a lot longer. Like, I'm a very simple person. I just like shooting guns <laughs> in video games. Um, yeah. But there's a huge amount of people who really care about this stuff. Totally, and yeah. I mean, that's, it's amazing watching the team make it all. Right. And, and that feels... Well, I, I guess like it feels like fairly recent for shooters, but like you know, if you if you start looking at fighting games and stuff like that, like mm-hmm. people have been getting attached to characters and in in right. sometimes unhealthy ways uh, <laughs> for decades, uh, yeah. and and it's been interesting seeing that kind of work its way into into other games, and you know, people identifying with like the whether it's like the Rainbow Six Siege operators or you know the Overwatch characters, and and, and now the the Apex Legends, uh, <laughs> if you will. Uh, it's great to be in such good company. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's been it's been interesting to see just kind of like 
games, I guess, go in that direction. Yeah, and for us, production-wise, it's like we used to think about single-player levels in that way. Mm-hmm. It's a multidisciplinary, like you've got people from every department working on it for the course of a year plus. Um, but there's usually someone driving it on when it comes to a single-player level. Like It's usually a designer who understands what they're trying to accomplish, um, and they kind of are a mini-director of that level. Mm-hmm. Now we have characters that take the same amount of time as a single-player level, and they get just as much love and effort and scrutiny. Yeah. And it's been a it's been a mind shift. Maybe more. Yeah, probably yeah. actually. Yeah. Like the story stuff. Because a single player level is like fifteen to maybe forty minutes. Right. Whereas yeah. a mm-hmm. character in Apex Legends, you're gonna maybe play a hundred hours if yeah. you're really into the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they gotta stand up to watch scrutiny. So you had leaks ahead of the initial game's announcement, but then those even pointed to was it some year old thing that was that leaked that was like, hey, by the way, this is the map of Respawn's next game. Oh. People were like, bullshit, no way. <laughs> um, they were very contained, though, surprisingly. Yeah. Like, there were some things that, a, that leaked out that people just didn't buy into. Right. Yeah, yeah. There was like a random like 3 a.m. 4chan leak, like <laughs> summer last year or something. <laughs> yeah. What and was, I found it, and I thought it was like, when you're working on a game, I don't know if this happens to anyone else, but I have like vivid nightmares <laughs> where I accidentally like send an internal email to you. Oh yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> and then whenever we like announce a game or an Apex's uh, position, we ship it. I'm scrolling through Twitter and I start seeing like art and screenshots, and I'm like, oh crap, oh crap, what did I do? What did I do? What did I do? And it's like a nightmare come alive. It's like maybe you're at a sushi restaurant. I left, uh, I left a USB stick in a restaurant. <laughs> I hear that happens these days. Oh God. Uh, what else is on there? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no. Yeah, uh, yeah that's... Uh, so when we were selling... When we were selling Giant Bomb to CBS, I got a, a message from someone on the site that just said, out of the blue, I know you're selling the company to CBS. That's terrifying. And it was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Because that, that was like, oh, this is going to blow up the deal. This is going to be... It turned out that like the head of our company, who was like the former CEO of CNET or whatever, had gone back to give a talk or something like that. So he was in the building and around, and someone saw him and went, mm. <laughs> and then turned out to be 100% right. But I was just like oh, reading yeah. that, just like shitting bricks, just going. Ah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the closest I think I've come to like leaking our own stuff. Usually we're fucking up a publishing system somewhere <laughs> and leaking someone else's stuff. We uh, do the same thing. Yeah. Thanks, uh, thanks for that. Yeah. yeah. No, no problem. Uh, it, it happens. You check the wrong box, and then suddenly the story's live. Like, oh mother. <laughs> I gotta make phone calls. God damn it! Um, but yeah, that's. Uh, it didn't get much traction though, so it was pretty. Yes, it was surprisingly small. It's almost like a fun breadcrumb trail. So you look mm-hmm. back and you're like, oh wow, yeah. hey, yeah. they've been work. Oh, they were. Wor- they at didn't skull town. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't just decide last week to make this. Right. Crazy. Yeah. It took so a couple of years. Clearly, EA didn't dictate this because this leaked here and didn't. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But it wasn't all like arted up at all. It was. It was just a quickie internal. Yeah. Dev yeah. thing. So I think a lot of people saw it and were like, "That's not from a real video game." <laughs> oh, <laughs> video game like. really is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's video kinda... games are ugly at the start. Yeah, very, 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 very ugly. ugly. They're, they're ugly up until near the end. And I imagine, like, taking, you know, like... Beautifully ugly. <laughs> well, in, yeah. in our eyes. Yeah. I mean, I like the way Tron looks, so <laughs> if they look like tr- more like Tron early on. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. You really wish. Glow. Do you know about Second Life? Oh, I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> are you trying to sell me pornography? Like, what... Okay. Are you, are you a cop? All right. Yeah, are you, the, who's asking? The, the fidelity of Second Life yeah. is about what games and development look like. <laughs> Yeah, That's okay. Fair. Yeah. That's fair. And and so what was it like taking I mean, you know, obviously uh previously you've been making games with a player cap of like 
12, 12, 16 in some cases, to go to a significantly higher number with uh, a lot of the same technologies that, uh, how long did that take? Uh, that like rebuilding full, just like, oh, you rip it all out and start over, or? It was a tough process. I don't know, Ramey, as a, as a programmer, you could probably speak more yeah. uh, intelligently. It, it, it's really, so like a lot of stuff you have a head start on, mm. um, and then just randomly you won't. Like you'll have to fundamentally rethink a thing or, or look at something and be like, well, we can spend three years to do this kind of feature, or we can spend six months to do this kind of feature, and that'll get us 80% of the way there. It's a lot of those kind of decisions. So is that sort of thing? We that, never like, do that. Everything's perfect yeah. always. Yeah. <laughs> Super always. planned out. We know exactly what we're doing from day one. Mm-hmm. You just follow the book, and then at the end, you've got a beautiful baby. So That's how much right. tech <laughs> debt are you building up that you have to rip out of the game at some point later and replace with a system that gets you the 100% of the way We back. basically mm-hmm. spent Titanfall 2 paying off the tech debt of Titanfall 1. Yeah. Okay. Is how it kind of works. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like simple things that you were like, oh, that worked great, and it was awesome in Titanfall 1, like the Vortex Shield. Mm-hmm. You know, suck up bullets, you know, District 9, be all super cool. Oh, yeah. So that was all done in script, which is really slow, and it had to be super special cased for every type of bullet and things that were coming in, oh, and wow. it was spending, like, yeah. tons of time on the CPU doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, well, there's four months of a coder's time to make that actually performant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh and now, you know, a, a two-game, well, at least a two-game studio, I guess, now. With, Three. With, Three. We had the VR game. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so yeah. that's, no one would answer me. I, I wrote, we got a hold of Devin uh, right after, Devin. I think, uh, right after. Let's call him out right now. Yeah. Right, Come on, DB. Yeah. What's Devin. going on? What up? <laughs> right after, um, I think right after Apex came out, it was like, so is the VR game still happening? Because all yeah. the talk was about, it. yeah, so, mm-hmm. so that was a deal you signed with Oculus. A Correct. while back, right? Yep. It's an Oculus published game. We so haven't talked about what it is yet. Okay. Probably at like Oculus Connect this year. That makes sense. We'll start okay. to talk about it. And then I've seen it. Is it? I played it. All right, or is it? It's good. Yeah. yeah. Okay, it's a game. Okay, all right. Well, you've heard it here first. It's a game. <laughs> and then we have Star Wars. Star Wars. Jedi Fallen Order. Jedi Fallen. Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's now uh, out there being shown, yeah. being played. Gameplay. I think I'm actually playing it tomorrow. Are you? Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm interested in, in seeing that. That's it's a very different game from a lot of the. You're going early, right? Games play the combat. Gauntlet. Yeah, I think I, yeah. Get trained. Okay. Yeah, I'll get you know. Like, <laughs> You're no Jedi. You need to be trained. I know Terrace Kasi. Damn. I'm Whoa. A, yeah. That's a deep cut. That's, well, you know. Whoa. I have a PlayStation One. <laughs> uh, you have to open it and help spin the disc still? Yeah, no. Okay. Well, you set it up on its side and, you know, you put <laughs> oh, Okay, just oh, making sure. Oh, stuff. And, uh, a very different game than yep. the stuff that, uh, that y'all have been making for some time now. Intentionally. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Was that just like, hey, we need to kind of spread our wings a little bit, get some yeah. people of different disciplines in here? And Well, there's a couple of things, right? Like we, So we have this team. A lot of us have been together for... Too long. A very long time. <laughs> Too long? <laughs> Screw you. It's like I don't years. remember a life before. <laughs> you shouldn't. Right. There is no life before response. <laughs> um, the Vince rule. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually tattoos on the yeah, back of our neck. <laughs> wow. Your barcode will be erased. The Rockstar guys, I thought, always got it under the watch. <laughs> yeah. So it was like doing something. We've been a little typecast, right, of the mm-hmm. multiplayer guys, the, yeah. the first-person shooter multiplayer guys. So this was... We all enjoy so many different types of games, right? Yeah. So this was doing something different. And Stig, amazing. Mm. I've been a fan of his forever, been a friend of his forever. Like, to get him to come over and do something, you know, different was, like, for me, like a super 
Yeah. Great get. It's been crazy um, having only worked on first-person shooters to watch that team from like a distance a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. see how they make games and like what kind of uh, problems and trials and tribulations they have to go through for a third-person action adventure single-player game. Right. It's like. Uh, six months ago when we knew we were on a good path for Apex, I was thinking, like, oh, I wonder what the next game I'll work on is, if it'll be a shooter or not. And it's partially because I was exposed to that. Right. And it's like a totally different world. And you'd think, oh, I'm making games is making games. But no, it's like they're experts in their craft, and we're experts in our craft. And there's some overlap, but it's, like, very different. Especially just, like, you know, I mean, melee combat in a first-person shooter is usually a very specific, like, I'm going to do this, yeah. and then I'm going to do this again. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, like, when you, when you go to third-person, obviously you, yeah. you bring in a, you know, a lightsaber and kind of bladed weapon or something like that, and you're suddenly... So good. The animations are just, like, <laughs> almost exponentially yeah. bigger at that point. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. But it, it would be, I guess, yeah, I guess that makes sense. It would be it would be a totally different thing. Wow, yeah. it's given an opportunity for people to like expand their roles and you know go over mm. and do something different, right? Just in the game space, but also like take on a, a lead position or something where they couldn't necessarily do that on the Titanfall team because we've been together for so long. And it's, it's been not know, a lot so of many benefits. Right. Yeah, there's not a lot of movement within the Apex slash Titanfall team. Mm-hmm. Like, we're so solidified that yeah. every now and then there's an opportunity for someone to step up, but you know, we've had some of the, the team that years ago moved over to Stig's team as a chance to really, like, like a, we had a lead programmer who is now the head of all programming mm-hmm. on the Star Wars game, and yeah. it really killed me to lose him, because he is <laughs> an amazing programmer. Shout out G-Song, you're my guy. Uh, but, uh, I mean, it's awesome that he now is that opportunity, and there's been a couple of those instances. It's really cool. Yeah, and I guess like, and hired on some new people that you know right. wouldn't necessarily come for a first-person shooter. So to have that ability to hire in new talent and like mm. really mix it up and like expand the knowledge base of kind of the team. Definitely, like bringing people with like different experiences yeah. and, and you know. Well, so so I went to Infinity Ward uh, a few weeks ago. And it was interesting. I've heard of that. Yeah. Sounds uh, familiar. It's a place I'm slightly aware of. Yeah. yeah. In the car racer? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it, oh. It was, we took a bus. We went over the mountain. <laughs> it was weird. Um, they went the wrong way. Like traffic. I don't know. Um, and it was interesting because, you know, they were, they were walking through their presentation of their game. And, and it was uh, interesting, you know, hearing them pitch like, hey, we're, you know, rebooting Modern warfare. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, a little weird. Yeah, how does that it's feel? Like, well, for, I mean, there's a part of it where it's like humbling, where it's like something that I was involved in is worthy of being rebooted, and it's got you know so much history mm-hmm. that people want to see it like grow and evolve. So you know, there's a little bit of that where it's like, wow, that legacy is huge. Yeah. So that's humbling, but at the same time, it's a little. Yeah, a little bet, emotional, yeah, right? Yeah, like seeing like, you know price and how does that like. Translate yeah. into the future, like you like could someone kind of, else telling you could change the legacy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's a little like, oh, that's cool. Oh wait, oh. Uh, so with the remaster a couple years, three yeah. years ago, it was one super classy move that kept all of our names in the intro credits. Right. Yeah. Um, but I, it was still like playing our game again. This yeah. one I've really enjoyed being a part of the fan side of it. Right. Like I'm, I'm texting people I know. They're like, dude, you gotta get me in to see this because I'm, <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. What have you guys done? Like I, I'm getting that like sense of excitement that other, that everyone else in the world, like tens of millions of people have, that I didn't get. Mm-hmm. Like it's a very different experience on the developer side, even when you're super stoked for it. Yeah. And really excited That's for it point. to come out. Yeah. Like I'm now on the other side of that, and it's like looking in. Yeah, it's really cool. It was interesting having a couple of of the people giving presentations be like, yeah. So uh, I was Infinity Ward, and 
I did some stuff with the robots for a while, and now I'm back and leading this. And it, was, it was fascinating. I just, you know, that's that's the the video game business is really small. Like it's, it's, it's smaller tiny. than you think. It is tiny. Yeah. On my way walking over here, I was next to some guys with some Modern Warfare T-shirts, and yeah. I was like, "Hey, how you guys doing?" Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, no, it's it's they're in it for the right reason. Like just talking to those guys, you know, they really loved what they were doing. Yeah, they wanted to. Do something great in the modern warfare space. So yeah, I think that's, I think that's fun. Mm. You yeah. know, and they're making their own game. Like it's it's cool seeing it. Like yeah. it's yeah, it's their game. Like, totally. Yeah. At first, I was really miffed they didn't get uh, like the original voice actor for Price and everything. Oh but sure. I, and then I was I was thinking about like that would probably feel off to me. Like I'm glad that they're going a new route. It's yeah. You know, it's like the new when they rebooted Spider-Man recently with Homecoming. It'd be like. It's, right. it's yeah. good that it's a new actor and a new take and everything, mm-hmm. and so I'm, 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 I'm excited. I can't wait for that. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, and just, gosh, the Battle Royale space. Uh, <laughs> it feels like with every new game, and, and, you know, like, you know, being some dipshit pundit like me, it's like everyone's like, yes, the industry can't support another one of these. Uh, and, you know, Apex now feels like the last one through the door somehow. Uh, until until it's not right, yeah, and, and yeah, I guess yeah. that, that's that's always. Well, we've always believed it's a new, it's a genre of games, right? Like right, yeah, totally. It's you know, not a mode. It's yeah. a new. How many type. team deathmatch games can you support? As many as are good. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. A, I'm like kind of looking backwards. You can make up some BS about how the world works, but I I kind of believe that at least in the shooter space, things work in like an eight to ten year span. Mm-hmm. So from like Doom onward, we had the like true arena games. Yeah. Up until not to toot our own horn, but you then with COD Four, mm-hmm. it turned into progression-based yep. arena games. Yeah. Um, there was a there was a slight detour when Counter Strike made things more realistic mm-hmm. and round-based and stuff, and that was kind of like a turning point to more team games. But then we lived in this arena progression space for about a decade until PUBG really blew open what was like under current with all the Arma mods and stuff right. and H one Z one, and it finally like, put enough of the pieces together and was like, look. This is a new thing that can be done really well, and um, so now we're in like the year three or something of the of the yeah. battle royale space, mm-hmm. and people obviously love it. Mm-hmm. It's going to last yeah. for another five plus years, and we're in like the I think kind of the middle space where it's getting pretty solidified, and then yeah. we'll ride that wave, and then what comes next? Right. Yeah. And, and new Doom though. New Doom's awesome. It's so good. So I I saw oh two God, games. So eighty three today. Yeah. I saw Cyberpunk, mm-hmm. and I played Doom. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Doom. I'm so excited. It's Doom. so. It's just so tight. Just everything. Yeah. Oh. Mm, yeah. mm, I was like, I was like verbally angry with the guy telling me to get off the station. <laughs> and it was like the the show floor was ending. It was at 7 p.m. Right. It was like on the loudspeakers, yeah. like get out. And I was like, no, let me do this thing. I've got, I actually, grapple, I've got a grappling hook. This guy and on my super shotgun. shotgun. Yeah. Like how? That's genius. Yeah. I mean, I even wore headphones. Like. E3 headphones. I put those oh, on my gross. head. Yeah. Oh. yeah. That's how much that game means to me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I'll... Yeah. It, cool. it, it, it's interesting to hear you... a shower. It's like, yeah, right. it, it, you, you bring up, like, the progression-based multiplayer that, that Modern Warfare 1 kind of rolled mm-hmm. out. Like, that was, you know, at the time, that got me so just into that game, and I just could not stop playing it. And just like, oh, i got to unlock this stuff, and I'm going to press D and do it again. Let's go. And then it just, you know, obviously Modern Warfare 2. How many two. times did you do it? I prestige twice in COD 4, once in Modern Warfare 2. Once in, like, Black Ops. Yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah that's, that's probably 
where I kind of tapered off a little yeah. bit, and I was like, okay, I'm going to play this for about 40 or 50 hours, and then uh, I'm going to move on. still impressed. Twice, though. That's <laughs> yeah. good. Um, I, did, uh, I did Prestige in Black Ops 4. That was the first time I had Prestige oh, in a wow. good long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, that progression system became so ubiquitous, it was mm-hmm. like... Uh-huh. Obviously, like other shooters started doing it, but then it was like Blur, that driving game that Which, Activision. By the way, by the way, that game is unappreciated. Totally, yeah. I have like three copies, just so I never am without Blur. In case one catches on fire, yeah, you are always like ready. Blur was specifically based on Call of Duty. Totally, yeah. I mean, Correct, you like, see it. Was that, that, okay, yeah, you're it was the Transformers yeah. Fall of Cybertron, right, and yeah. it was like, yeah. I'm playing COD 4 Giant Robot. This is cool. <laughs> it was awesome. Well, it's just, it seems like, you know, like, it seems like such a no-brainer now, but at the yeah. time it was like, oh, well, what if you put like a carrot and a stick out there to be like, hey, you want the better guns? Play, you know, yeah. like get some yeah. stuff and yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're, you're right. I guess like we've you know kind of diversified again. Obviously, like those, I don't think we'll ever get to a point where no one is making a progression-based multiplayer no. game, right? At this it's point, still gonna like, exist. That's, like again, let's hope not. Fifteen years yeah. ago was super arena games. Mm-hmm. And just last week, I was playing, playing Splitgate Arena, which is like a portal right. Halo, oh, yeah. Quake, Unreal combo thing. Like, they still yeah. exist. There's still an audience for it. It's mm-hmm. tiny-ish, but yeah. still you, there. You can, find, you can find a game. Find that guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I still, guy. yeah, I always go still back and, guy. you know, like once yeah. every six months, I go and install um, Zonotic, like the open source. It's like a Quake Whoa. source port open source first person shooter and I just reinstall it and I compile thought I played all of them but you're yeah, telling me I haven't yeah and it's you know it's all this user made it's like a whole open source That's game awesome. uh, and, and you know like I install that and go like okay is there anyone Nah, there's still like 12 yeah. people playing in Poland. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, no. That's, that's why I play Soldat when I want to play obscure games with people from Poland. <laughs> you and me? Yeah. We're going to go right. hard on Soldat right. some Saturday right. afternoon. All right. It's going to be great. We'll do a full, uh, next hour, we're just going to talk about Soldat for Perfect. an hour. Uh, Matt actually uh, made a Soldat-type game back during Fast 4. Really? Yeah. Oh. I thought I was the only one who remembered Soldat <laughs> circa 2008. But no, yeah. it was Mackie as well. well nice. Well, that doesn't surprise me. Nice. So... Uh, Star Wars is getting to the point where it's like kind of getting done, right? Kind of, kind of wrapping up ish. We're close to alpha. Yeah. And so, uh, how the game that? is basically playable start to finish now, but mm-hmm. in different states of finish. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, and uh, so that's yeah, obviously like each level kind of has to be gone over and, and oh yeah, polished up mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Are there still segments of the game that you're like, okay, well, we have to clean this up to show here? I don't, I don't, I don't. Is there a Star Wars celebration between now and ship, or is it, you know, are you? I don't luckily, think there is. Like, okay. I mean, Gamescom, right? We'll oh, be sure, out at yeah. some point, so yeah. maybe we'll I have a have another little thing. We'll do something there. There, yeah. yeah. I thought, you know, I thought the uh, E3 meme of the show was going to be Forrest Whitaker like holding this thing up, going later, <laughs> and then flying away, <laughs> and then Keanu Reeves showed up and yeah. blew that whole thing yeah. up. I was like, man, yeah. you just cut That's that guy brilliant. out and have him just ejecting out of any bad situations. <laughs> like, all right, peace. Uh, I thought that was going to be the thing. Uh, yeah, I think Keanu Reeves wins E3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he can win anything. He yeah. Has, really. yeah, I was in. Yeah. yeah. So are are you just mostly just kind of hanging out at the show, just seeing stuff, or are you like kind of stuck to a booth, like walking people through Star Wars, or kind of giving the glad hand and be like, "Hey, this game's good." A lot it, of press. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, today I think this is the last thing actually for me. Mm-hmm. Cool. I think I'm, I'm officially on off you. the hook. Nice. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the last in line. And they're like, "Do you want to do a thing at 9 p.m. <laughs> on Tuesday?" And I was like, mm. "Yes." They're like, "It's a giant bomb." 
Okay, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> I will end it on a high note. Well, man. thank you for coming. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, we it's it's. I mean, we EA does their thing on the weekend. So right. we had most yeah. of our so guess, stuff. Yeah, you're yeah. just kind of wrapped yeah. up. Yeah. So today was last day of cool of real meetings for me. And uh, how how does that feel? Like, you know, I get into a little bit like how does E3 feel to you? Like obviously being at EA Play, having it wrap up and being done. It seems like kind of a strange year from my perspective. I have like not been. I haven't been to the show floor yet. So I don't know. You you were over there. What do you it's think? It's an interesting Maybe year. Yeah. I've been before. So there you go, Drew. It's like, all you. I mean, you've got all like, like Sony and Activision and EA aren't there. Um, it feels different. Yeah. Uh, and I spent a little bit of time before they opened the doors at 2 p.m. for the gamer people, mm-hmm. which we, uh, someone I heard called them neon. Why is that in quotes? Oh, I don't know what they're actually called. Yeah. The public. Gamers? Yeah. I think their tag says gamer. Yeah. But they're they're all they're, they're all in an orange plastic. Ne- and like so orange. someone someone was calling them the neons. So when the neons showed up. I was like, I'm out. Like, I was like walking around the Bethesda booth. I was like, oh, the air conditioning actually works a little bit. And then there's just wave of people. All were, running into Nintendo. And they, I'm sure they had been sitting outside for a long time. And it's L.A. and it just got hot. It's been hot. Like, yeah. really hot? Really hot. Yeah. Um, yeah. That wasn't a pleasant experience, so I left. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's, sometimes you just got to... Get out of Dodge. Nintendo had crazy lines, I hear. Oh, right? yeah. No, they, they were, were every like year. Wild. People yeah, loved yeah, Nintendo. Every year, like, like, yeah, just people stretched out. I mean, they're showing new Pokemon. You know, what are you going to do? You know? Pretty much every E3, I'm like, I'll just walk around and stand in some lines. It'll be cool. I'll see what I want to see. And then I get there, and I'm like, no, 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 no. i got to start finding someone who right. can get me through <laughs> these lines. Can you get me in to see and this? And then I realize yeah. I'm not as... Like, cool as I thought I was, because no one responds to my text. And I'm like, okay, I'll sit alone. You used to be able to have the excuse of, like, well, there's no signal on the show floor. But, like, last couple it's years, it has been pretty good. I don't know if it's just, like, fewer people or what the deal yeah, is. Yeah, my text but, logs are pretty pathetic right now. Yeah. Hey, you there? Uh, can you get me in? Uh, see the Avengers? You give me? No? Oh. Oh. Hear that, Nintendo? Yeah. Get us in. We yeah. need to get in. You gonna put Apex on the Switch? Yeah, that's that's what it costs, man. You put Apex on the Switch, you get in to see the stuff. Okay. Is that what it costs? Yeah. I didn't know this. I didn't know that was the exchange. There's a, there's a whole. We'll have to go back and have a conversation. All right. All right. Okay. No. We didn't know. Okay. Well, we didn't cool. know. All right. Well, then uh, we'll expect Apex Legends on Switch. Six Again, it takes about two or three weeks. Okay, great. Okay, yeah, <laughs> a couple weeks. <laughs> Someone is like about to run up every engineer in the world right now. (laughs) You're supposed to be slapping one of us. (laughs) Wait, what? Well, thank you so much for coming through. Always a pleasure. Is it over already? Uh, Yeah, uh, we're gonna we're gonna let you back out into the world of Los Angeles. That was too fast. Not a magical place. place. That's too fast. Let's go another. What the? What to do it again? Come up to San Francisco. Who's coming up next? Let's bump them. All right, I don't. I don't actually know what's coming up next. We got, they're, they're bigger. We got a little, real beef. Yeah. They're, they're, they're gonna. Right, forget they're, it. It's just elbows, not stuff. Yeah. yeah so all right. We'll let you go before there's trouble. Bunch of neons out in the hallway. Oh yeah. No. They, they heard you talking mess, and now they're like, "Oh, we're, we're gonna rise up all over this motherfucker." It was all Drew. Hey man, I'm just reporting guys. what I hear. Love you guys. All right, uh, Titanfall three in 2020. Can't wait to see it. Launch game for Project Scorpio, right? You're a bad man. You're a bad person. Well, you know. Ramy said it. I, he would know. He would know. Yeah, he would laugh. know. All right. Well, uh, we'll let you back out of the night. Thanks so much for coming by. Always yeah. a pleasure to Our talk pleasure. to you. Yeah. We'll see you next year. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll be back with another set of guests after this break. Stay tuned, everybody. They won't be as good, though. <laughs> yeah. No, wait, wait. Oh. And welcome back. Hi. 
It's me, it's Jeff. We're here. Nat, Nat. Ha-ha. We're back. We've got more guests, and it's time to talk to them. But first, let's meet the, the, all of them. <laughs> yes. 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 Felix Kramer, shoe aficionado. Mm. Oh, no, I wish. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, no. I like shoes. I'm an enthusiast. Okay. Shoe, not, yeah. shoe in, not shoe influencer. No, no. No, shoe, shoe enthusiast. Shoe sensor. Yeah. No, no. Mm. <laughs> All right. Mm-mm. Yeah, I do like them, though. You like, you like shoes? Yeah. Okay. They, they keep I like shoes. Feet. It's like bare, being barefoot is bad. Right, especially when you walk a lot, I yeah. feel like. Oh, maybe not. I mean, I'm sure there's people out there that would argue that that's the natural state that we're supposed to be in is... That's, I feel like that's all the shoes. Becca Saltzman, do you have any opinion on, <laughs> like, the idea of being barefoot as a natural running state, as a lot of shoe manufacturers have, are trying to say? I have a few opinions on this. Okay. Since I've done several marathons in minimalist running shoes. It's all, yeah, minimalist running <laughs> shoes uh, that try yeah, to no. mimic the idea of not wearing shoes at all. Do I've, they destroy the yeah. body? I've no, been we've got in 40 to... since 2009. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. A decade. So they work great then? Yeah, they do work great. But, um, well, it depends on, well, the shape of your legs and how many injuries you have before you start. But, okay. yeah. yeah. I like, can do it, and so can Adam. But yeah, let's say if you have, like, 40, 40 to 50 minutes, we could go through most of the biomechanics of it. Great. We have exactly 40 uh-huh. to 50 minutes. Okay. So okay. That'll, that'll probably work out uh, yeah. pretty well. Speaking Good workouts. Kelly Wallach is here. Yes. Yeah. In the Mega Booth. How are you doing? Uh, doing very well. Fantastic. Yeah, great to great. see you. Got my shoes on. Great. Okay. All right. Everyone yeah. wearing shoes. Yeah. Every, wait. Shoes. Well, we don't know about the people back there. Yeah. That's, we don't. We don't talk get about to see, that. We don't get to see. <laughs> They're barefoot. Them. Uh, Harry Forrest, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. I'm pro flip flop. I like yeah. a good flip flop. Yeah. Throw it on. Go to the store. Take it off when you get home. Mm-hmm. Easy. No socks. Wait. What do you wear to get the flip flop? Wait, are you, is this like a chicken egg thing? Like you want, like you go to the store to buy a flip flop, and you you're can, wearing shoes. You can like also. I don't want to. I mean, I don't want to tell you to do your job, but you can take shoes off when you get home too. But that's inclined. You can that's do like socks both. and like the socks. Like I, so I live in Texas. It's very hot. The yeah. socks like are stuck to you. You gotta peel them off. Okay. And I mean, just like flip flops. Yeah. Yeah. Can we right. ban Harry? I can go. Foster, we probably, whatever. We probably we should. Ban him. Like, no. We can just hide him in the Let's not talk about socks. Yeah. I'm fine this talking about shoes. Talk. No, no. No, that's tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're doing five hours on socks. Yeah. And Adam Saltzman's here. Hello. Mm. Hi. Great to see you. Yeah, you too. Hi. So, minimalist running shoes. Let's get into this. Like, yeah. uh, my my wife for a while was running like nine miles and trying to find different shoes and do, do all this different stuff and uh, all this. I think, you know, she eventually was just like destroying her knees somehow. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. easy. And just like running her way out of shoes because they were just yeah. being destroyed left mm-hmm. and right. Because she was just, she, she was hard on a pair of shoes. She yeah. ran nine miles a day. It was just like, mm-hmm. this wild stuff. I was like, I can't run nine miles ever. So, <laughs> yeah. 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 No, yeah. I have not, I, I, I have not, I will not, throughout history. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I mean, the, the thought experiment, biomechanically, is imagine uh, you're in a, like a bounce house, like an inflatable jumping Okay, house. yeah, all right. Yeah. You're bouncing around in there, you're yeah. having a good time. Okay, it's a good crazy. time in there, everybody's having a good bounce, but every time you bounce, you feel wobbly. Like, you're landing, and your feet are kind of like, you're like pushing down on this bounce house, because you're, you're looking for something solid. Mm-hmm. You're not finding it, you're, so your body's kind of wobbly. And then, um, but now, like, think about your, your average running shoe. 
big stick fat of foam down there to arguably protect your foot. Yeah. But really what you're doing is the same thing. You're actually striking the ground with a lot more force because you're trying to find stability down there. Mm -hmm. So if you take that away, you have to learn to run a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. But It also uh, hurts like hell yeah. at first. It hurts so bad. Like So when we made our change to minimalist running, I ran a half marathon on Sunday. In those and good, spongy, in those good, moon boots. great mm -hmm. moon boots. Okay. And then on Monday, I could barely do like a half mile because my calves seized up and I thought I was going to die. Yeah. So that, sounds, that sounds bad. It was awful. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, it took like, to get up to a half marathon again, it was like six or seven months. Um, but your feet will actually like shrink because like wearing normal shoes, like you're not using any of the muscles in your feet. The way they're designed, but at the yeah. same time, like if you have like super flat feet or you have like actual biomechanical problems with like your legs or whatever, like the, the like moon boots help. Like you're making me think I've been buying my shoes incorrectly. Probably. I actually did that one time where I went to like a place because I was having like tons of uh, calf pain, and mm -hmm. it was because I had an injury in my ankle, like mm -hmm. in my Achilles tendon, I tore it when I was in college, which was like super fucking painful. Wow. I thought I had broken my heel actually, because like I was just walking, and one day like it just gave out, and yeah. I like, skinned my Not knees hard, and like yeah. everything, and I went to the doctor. I'm like, I think I broke my heel. She's like, Did you like fall out of like a five story building? And I was like, No. And she's like, Okay, you probably didn't break your heel. It's probably something else. Well, okay. Um, but yeah, I went and they like watch you run, and they take your old sneakers and they look at how they. Mm -hmm. Like worn, oh. yeah, and so I got something that's like have slightly never lifted in the back, yeah, uh, and no. it like totally solved the whole problem. No, I, I, not. I think we have like Jack Couch over here. I know. This is like <laughs> I just buy shoes I like the look of. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I feel like that's a what? tactic that we have yeah. when it comes to shoes. What if I sat in a chair while wearing mm. Air Jordan? Yeah, so here's the thing. I don't really <laughs> run. Or, yeah, well, I don't anymore. I'm not yeah. really an active human, really, when it comes down to it. That's not sure I lift, but. Mm. Uh, like you, like you earlier. Do oh, yeah, reps. no, early, yeah, no, reps. Yeah, yeah, reps. yeah. reps. But what I'm saying is, no, no, I don't look at the sole so much as I look at the, the shoe, the look. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Different tactics for different people. Yeah. I got two flip-flops by my door. I wake up in the morning, <laughs> boom, boom, out the door. Are we talking bedroom door or are we talking front door? Let's go both, man. <laughs> I, so you have a pair that you wear from the bedroom <laughs> door to the front door, and then you got your outdoor yeah, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Those are house slippers. Yeah. Okay. They're, they're flip-flops they're yeah. flip of the future. Okay. They're <laughs> flip-flops. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or of the, of the very far past. Mm. Like, Is it like necessary to yeah. specify the quantity of flip-flops? I got two feet. Yeah, but... Ugh. You have a pair. I'm having a moment. Yep. It's the assumed number, right? Like, if you have any number of flip-flops, probably the number is two. Even if you're not using both of them for, you know, whatever yeah. reason, they usually sell yeah. them in groups of yeah, usually. a pair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two yeah. They can yeah. tie together on a string. Yeah. 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 On Why would I need two of these? Yeah. Think about it like, you know, if one, one flip-flop is a fly swatter. All right, now take this sentence I'm going to say, suppose. and does it work if we replace the one word with flip-flops? Where are my pants? Pants? Think about it. It's a pair of pants. Is it? Really one no, let him finish. Let him finish. And, and then, then the two where are my flip-flops? Yeah. You're, the implication is it's a pair of flip-flops. Yeah. Mm. One and two. One and two. Just like one Look leg, pants. two legs. Okay. Okay. So why is it a pair okay. of pants, then? Because there's just one. Is, it, is, one, is one leg a pant? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Right. One, so each one leg is a pantaloon. So, yeah, one, yeah. Uh, one side is flip, one side is flop. <laughs> okay, now you're just making shit up. This is upsetting. 
I got a leg cramp two days ago while I was in bed, and uh, I found myself punching my leg at 6 a.m. That's normal, right? <laughs> no, yeah, totally yeah. normal. Yeah, okay, yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. Am I the only one thinks that's Are you, sh- not like, shrieking whilst... I mean, or like quietly need, pounding it. some salt. <laughs> Did your wife wake up? Yeah. No, it was, it was here. It was here. She absolutely has. No, you know, actually, it's been more that I quietly wake up in like blinding pain, and to not wake her up, I go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, try to punch the cramp. Why out do we feel like punching cramps helps? Because it does. Does yeah. it? You think so? I'm not a scientist, but <laughs> you're, you're, okay, you're beating also, it like a... Also, I'll say this. My leg still hurts two days later. Yeah. Right now, does it hurt? You, you punched the shit out of your leg all morning. Like, <laughs> it hurt? I had to punch it. Yeah. it hurt. Yeah. I'm just saying there's, 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 there's consequences. Yeah. Like, that was a, correlation they're there. not free. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, not man. free hits. Momentary pain. That's a very strong response. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? Mm. I think you're doing more damage than you that. I'm not saying it's an unjustified response. I'm saying, like, you... You know, I got I in the habit of, of trying to stretch out my heel I to try to prevent the cramp as it's coming oh, on. Potassium and calcium for breakfast. I had eaten a banana that mm. very day. It was the first time I'd had a banana. In yeah, I don't know if one so I think you, yeah, I think you overdosed on potassium. <laughs> your body <laughs> compensated. Around mm. your, your, yeah, your lack of. Add some sodium in there too, and you hit all everything that's responsible for muscles moving. More salt. I love it. They are the salt mints. You know, yeah. Well, well, take me back like 20 years of pre-med. Um, yeah. Do you know that <laughs> bananas are radioactive? Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. 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 But All right, I, next. They have so much potassium that they actually emit radiation. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why I was surprised when I got that leg cramp. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I was there punching my leg, going, "I even ate a banana. I ate a fucking radioactive banana, and all and, I got and I'm was still this leg cramp." doing this. It was the first cramp I'd had in a long time, so I think maybe your your theory about the too much potassium might actually be true. I am so happy to not talk about video games. <laughs> this is the longest conversation I've had at E3 that is not mentioned, and I just ruined it, but... You're like Lenny with his mouth. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> what's this... What's, What's going on at the show? Uh, uh, okay, what you been playing? Mm. Let's go through all the just the the quick. Uh, yeah, what you been playing? What, what's uh, you know uh, the, the typical E three meetings? Like so, so hey, how's it going? What do you what, what you been playing lately? What you been? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you playing? Um, oh, hmm. Yeah, what am I playing? Have like you that. played anything? I played that. I played that Gato Roboto. Yeah, that was yeah. Dope. I downloaded it right. before we left and haven't had time to get to it, but it looks it's, great. It's real nice. Yeah. Oh, I've been playing Phoenix Wright. So mm. they launched them on Switch, right? So, yeah. so I've been working through those, mm. and that's a that's a joy. Um, and uh, throwback, obviously, and you're just like replaying them. You have to, you have to put enough time between you and them so you don't remember what happened, so it's a surprise again. When you figure it out, you're like, oh, I'm clever, and mm. you're not actually clever. You just have memory. Uh, and uh, yes, I'm, 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 I'm always surprised in Phoenix Wright when the uh, when the older sister inhabits the body uh, yeah, of when the she, middle school age sister. It's it always awkward. a huge surprise to me. Yeah, it's not great. That's just how law works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty standard. Oh, ghost law are very ghost law. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm yeah. ghost law. That's Import, a, important shit. That's a whole. The that's ghost legal thing. system is ethically complicated. Mm. Um, so Tunic's at the show, but like, uh, is that? 
do you, are you spending time with that here, or is it just kind of like, hey, it, it's, it's there, and, and you're yeah. focusing on other meetings and other... Yeah, we have two releases that are coming out, like, for Finji before we get to Tunic. Mm. So, like, Tunic's just in development. Um, Andrew's, right. like, at home, kind of, hi, Andrew. Uh, if you're awake, oh, it's like two in the morning. Get right? back to work. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's like, no, 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 no. We, don't do no. we don't do that. No, do that. no, yeah. no that's, no. that's how you do it. There's 18-hour days minimum, right? And then yeah. just like Eight, every medium we can talk to Andrew. We are unionized. That's just specified within the union. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Andrew's at home working. Um, Hi, Andrew. Better use of his time, to be perfectly honest. Uh, and he's hanging out with us, dork. Yeah. <laughs> been flying, because he's like, he's in Halifax, so he's like okay, farther is, yeah. east than eastern. Like, coming to the west coast is like, it turns out Canada keeps going. Like, yeah. America, America, America stops at a certain point, and Canada just keeps going. Even still, a, we have a whole other time zone. Halifax is a European province, so right. it's minus nine hours from <laughs> California. <laughs> Uh, wow. So it's <laughs> Thursday in Halifax, yeah. right? So now. E3's over there. Uh, it probably. And it was good. It was good. Cool. All right. Good show. I'm, I'm glad. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, glad good about it. Great. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's in development, but we have two other launches coming out this year. So we've got Wilmot's Warehouse. Which will have some like cool announcements and stuff coming out for that puzzle sorting uh, yeah. warehouse oh, game. It's, it's the best game. Our, it's our best game. It's, it's the best game we made. It's yep. so good. It's yep. so good. We'll yeah. And then I've got Overland coming out in the fall. Oh yeah. Um, so those are like coming before Tunic. So yeah, like we've got stuff going on kind of everywhere. Cool. Right now. And are you kind of at the show, kind of handling? Stuff for those is, projects, or is it really? Yeah, just, it's just business. It's like handshakes and like just seeing who you meet and mm, breakfast yeah. and lunch. Like we're only here, Adam and I, anyways. We're only here for like thirty-six hours. Uh, Fee and Harris yeah. are here, sort of handling kind of like beginning of E3 and end of E3. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're just here, sort of like cramming in our business as fast as possible, mm -hmm. and going back home because we just hit um, beta on Overland. Oh, so we're gonna yeah, be like yeah. going into certification and lot check and everything cool. like. Yeah. It's a really um, fancy way of saying, like, I should not be here. <laughs> but 36 not hours. Yeah. Yeah, you know. 36 hours. We took, yeah. Two whole work. We designed her only for, from... for Andrew. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's three and a half days right now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, super exciting. Um, Overland's been in development for, like, five, over five years. Right. So, like, the fact that it's coming out and we're, like, Done. Yeah. I know. Like, getting there. We see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. We're like, and usually I would say. in artwork now yeah. and like bug fixing and like we're prepping yeah. for lot check. Our porting studio has it. Like, mm -hmm. And I would usually say that like, you know, when you say a game is done, the the never ending process of porting to all the, you know, everything happens afterwards. Right. But we're just getting it all done at Launch? The same time, yeah. We're launching on everything. Do it all at once. And yeah. 15 languages. We'll just, like... Yeah. Why I, not? I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, We're totally doing that. Yeah. Seven platforms, 15 languages. Wow. Uh, we have... At launch. And a numerous staff. We have several... Do not try this at home, by the way. Half of yeah. us are on this couch. <laughs> yeah. 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 I just realized, I'm like, oh, I'm the person not working for Finji. <laughs> yeah. I, I also do not. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. You should uh, <laughs> check your mailbox. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> they always said it would happen this way. <laughs> Kelly, how's the show going for you? I mean, uh, is yeah. it like just kind of like the Indie Mega booth is still this like rampaging, 
monster taking over different conventions around yeah. the world. Yeah. Uh, but this is not one of them, uh, yeah, so you get to, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 well, the way it was, well, I mean, I, I remember the weird parking lot year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. right. I'm sure you did. Yeah, yeah. Um, that very same rule, though. I know. They're yeah. great. Yeah, I was actually saying the very first time that I came out to E3, I, like, had no idea if it was worth coming out. I didn't even understand how you would get a pass or, like, what happened. And I emailed Nigel because he was one of my first kind of, like, contacts in the games industry. Mm. Um, and I was like, is it worth going to E3? And he's like... Uh, you know, like, whatever. I was like, do I need a pass? And he's like, well, we have these Airstream trailers that are air-conditioned and have Wi-Fi, so you could just show up and hang out there, and you could do your work there. And I was like, that sounds great. So, like, my experience of E3 was, like, hanging out. Wow, that drinking sounds beers, amazing. Yeah, like, sitting in the AC How many of us started work? that, though? Like, on the dev side. Like, yeah. hey, Devolver. Can yeah. I just come and just hang out in your space? Yeah. Can I just and use your yeah. stuff yeah. for a while? Yeah, that's right. free. Yeah. Well, we did that. We did that for years then. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. then, yeah. like after then, then they were just like, oh, we'll just keep a couple trailers for you guys, and you can put games in there. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's like what we were doing with the Mega Booth for a while. It's just like we would just email out to all the teams and be like, hey, if you're gonna be at E3, and like. You don't have a meeting place. Like we scheduled it out, like basically by the hour. So it's like if you want to like come somewhere, you can officially meet. Oh yeah, I had Overland in there, probably Night in the Woods. Yeah, like years ago. Yeah, yeah, I had a bunch of stuff in there. For for folks watching at home, if they haven't been to E3, yeah, uh, they might not know that like air conditioning at E3 (laughs) is kind of like water in Fury Road. Precious commodity. Yeah, especially this week, like holy moly. Oh god. Yeah, yeah. So like E3 for me for a couple years was just was that was like doing the lot and then yeah let the the last or let not last year but the year before i just won't go into the whole thing but it was like there's like the multiple parking lots yeah. and it was a whole mm-hmm. thing and then it was just kind of like and now when i was driving past it the other day it's like there's just a giant dilapidated building yeah. and like a bunch of cars and i'm like oh yeah. we're right next to the hooters the nice part of town yeah yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Um, yeah so this busy three actually I, I was like oh i'm not going to be like all that busy it's going to be great and i've had like basically back-to-back meetings since like monday <laughs> Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, like, today I started off at 9, and I realized I'm, like, this is kind of my last thing for the day, and I'm, like, just going to get right into an Uber and just go back and sleep and, like, get up and do it again tomorrow. That's pretty much, this yeah. This is part that, of that, E3 that, yeah. like, sort of consumers and fans don't see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, like, everyone sees, like, the glitz and, like, the Doritos. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the same that's thing. for the entire show or I've eaten every like 20 to yeah. 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one or the other. It's like feast or famine. And well, I, I always yeah. end up like making poor choices uh, as soon as I leave home uh, when, it comes to, when it comes to food. You're like just in general? Yeah, just in general. But, yeah. but like especially when it comes to food when I leave home. Yeah. But also there's that feeling of just like, well, I'm be out there Long time. Yeah. Might not be food where I'm going. Yeah. You don't know. I'm standing in front of this food right now. Yeah. 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 So I should probably eat as many of these scrambled eggs as I can fit in my yeah. stupid body. Yeah. Uh, and chipmunk it. And yeah. So that was this like morning. You know, we got breakfast brought in. You know, yeah. after the Nintendo thing, it's like, okay, well, we're going to the show. It's like, okay, well, 
Somebody's got to finish this bacon off. And, and <laughs> just add like six more pieces of bacon. Because I'm yeah. like, no, you never know. And even, then next even place if I'm they going. wheel me out of this lobby on a stretcher, at yeah. least I won't have starved That's to death right. on the streets of L.A. I might die of a cramp in my leg. But. There's restaurants <laughs> like every 10 feet for like a 17-mile radius but from then, where we so are. I, so I was going to the show floor. Where they're like, oh, that is, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, you there's no there. food, you unless, yeah, yeah, unless you have like a thousand dollars. No, no, no. Oh. You don't actually get to have actual Doritos. Oh, no, it's just like the, the concept. It's like a Doritos. Doritos. It's, 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 it's thirty Wait, is this real? Is there actually a thirty foot Doritos? Oh, okay. I was like, did I know Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but now, so uh, there, there were people selling energy drinks. So there was like an energy drink booth, and you'd think like, oh, well, they probably have free samples or something because they're, they're at a trade show, and they had a big sign up that said that we take cash and credit cards on the show floor. On the show floor, like okay. next to anybody else. Yeah. Wow. It's it was like, like uh, you want to buy this energy drink, energy drink powder. And I'm like, what? is this a scam? I uh, I got threatened by an energy drink. Period. No, you just saw it. By an energy drink influencer, I got I got threatened. Was it me? Uh, <laughs> no, uh, there was yeah. about to be there was <laughs> someone. We can clarify. This was online. This was yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, I mean, it, it, it was it resulted in a real threat. It was a person who I I tweeted out something. Someone tweeted about an energy drink. And I said, oh, man, why would you drink it? I, I'm not into energy drinks. I was like, you don't need to do that. And some guy was like, you should try G Fuel, bro. It's, it's the business. And well, they're selling it on the fucking show floor. Yes. <laughs> and so I said, yeah, you know what? If I'm going to fill my body with something that's going to make me feel bad, might as well be the gamer juice. And he replied with, you better hope I don't see you at E3, my dude. <laughs> Did you? He's, uh, Maybe. I, I, I mean, how would you know? Yeah. Don't find him. It's Alex. He's going to fucking stand <laughs> up and like go up here and fuck your shit up. Vote for you. Uh, I had, real quick, so I won't tell the whole story, but it just G Fuel reminded me of it. So there was a Fortnite mom on a bus. Oh my God. Oh, this is taxi. I don't have time for the whole story, but it's a good yeah. story. And you'd be slightly tipsy in order to perform this story. Mm. But. Her kid, who should be in school, plays Fortnite competitively. Barely older than my son, who's eight. Obviously not very good competitively, but he'd just gotten sponsored. And one of the topics of conversation on this miserable ride from our hotel <laughs> to Pax East, with me staring at the bus driver going, is this woman fucking real? Uh, was this woman talking about... Do you feel, G -Fuel? G -Fuel? Yeah, G -Fuel sponsors babies to play Fortnite? It has something to do with Facebook. There was I, G Fuel. Yeah, well, that is far and from the like, worst thing that I would assume that G Fuel does on a regular basis. Astounding. I'd also like to apologize because I didn't mean to drop G Fuel, but I got so heated that I said that the Now they're making money off of this, probably. Sorry. Yeah. yeah that's but also, yeah, Fortnite moms. I never even You're like a really advanced G-Fuel Yeah, like a Yeah, kind of a post-ironic Well, that guy seems like he sucks, so maybe I should try G-Fuel? Yeah, prove me wrong. Where's the law? I feel like, yeah, the, like, kids that are, like, getting out of school or dropping out of school to, like, play games competitively. I make my baby go to school. He is that. making money that's right. playing Fortnite. And that's going to last forever. Yeah, <laughs> he was not allowed to go to that 21 and up party. Does he know who we are? Man, be a parent. Is when you, you, you <laughs> talked about that woman where her 8-year-old son was around genuine adult Fortnite people, and she was like, 
He was trolling them so good. Like, they were just, they but were just having was, she death was trash together. and trolling. It, 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 oh my gosh. This is yeah, so, so close, right? I feel this like is, this is like a whole part it of It sounds like sketch comedy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, hate, yeah. I hate everything about this, first of all. <laughs> yeah. Second of all, quick question. You said adult Fortnite people. <laughs> Elaborate. Um, you know, Fortnite's a game for all ages. Um, this was a, a young eight-year-old boy. He was hanging out with Oh, uh, he was like 10-ish. Okay. He was hanging out with adult Fortnite people who are, you know, 18 to 36, who are the same position, but adults. 18 to 36. Nobody Part over 30. Yeah, yeah, the rest of y'all are old. I, I don't get the Fortnite. <laughs> if I'm going to build a house, I'm going to build it with my bare hands. <laughs> How old did you say these adults were? Oh, they were in the 18 to 36 demo. demo. Uh, God, yeah. 18 to 36-year-old male. If you're, if you're 18 plus, yeah. just get in you the fucking what, grave, of, old man. Find me a 40-year-old Fortnite pro. I'll give you $100. <laughs> okay. Find me a 36-year-old Fortnite pro. I will give you $100. <laughs> Second of all... The amount of the amount of evidence that you secretly work for G Fuel continues to <laughs> We have my Modelo's full G Fuel, and it's delicious. They, they have the worst flavors. Like it's like it's like Gamer Grape and like. Did they, did they say that? It, no, like look it up. Like no, they're they're like named no. after. Yeah, go to the gamers. Motherfuckers! I knew they would get to us sooner or later. They sent me a bunch of that shit. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember you saying. Cause yeah, you know, it's like we just get we get stuff in the mail all the time, or you know, like, I, I'm getting like tons of emails and just like garbage all the time. It's just like you should write about this, and I'm like, no, it's a YouTube. Rap parody about a video game, and we're not gonna write been about this. Talking about that stuff on the podcast, but I t I'm talking about it on Spotify. It's totally different. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, there it is. There's You never know how it's gonna go. I'm sorry, I don't think I have a good idea how this might go. <laughs> um, <laughs> what are we talking about? Are we terrorists? talking about running or something? Yeah, yeah getting probably, confronted yeah. by an insane G fuel fueled maniac <laughs> on the floor great. of East. Do you have proper shoes for this? Can no, you run? No, it's okay. Just got like, your company mm -hmm. health insurance, and I have yeah, yeah, yeah. life insurance now. Covered. Oh. Good, you good. You got I'm playing really a long game. Yeah. we have real health insurance. Uh, Outstanding. I know. Legit company now. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> I don't. I'm not here. I'm Canadian. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, is everyone out there eligible? employees out there, you're welcome. Uh, Tunic is Canadian, so we're good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sure, yeah. yeah. Life hack. I mean, everybody's welcome to move to Canada. I can only marry one of you. <laughs> I think I have to pay extra shipping Should for GP in Canada. <laughs> Canada rules sound right. boring. Like that. Uh, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> is Canada nice? There are parts of Canada that are really nice. Like uh, I just recently moved from Vancouver, BC, to Montreal, Quebec, and I really miss BC. I think it's the prettiest place I've ever lived. I started listening, so I get satellite radio, and I started listening to. Congratulations! Uh, yeah, I got satellite radio. Yeah. They got the Grateful Dead station, all this stuff. But I, I got a car. It came with it. And I kept it. Um, and, and, uh, there's a station on there that is like, it's called Rural Radio. 
<laughs> and it's like mm -hmm. farm reports and yeah. all this other Are stuff you about live stock. Auto radio. It, 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 <laughs> it might as it might as well be. Yeah. And then so it, it, I made it a preset because I'm just like I'm my commute is too long. Weird, I yeah. just, it's yeah. too weird. I want to listen to this sometimes. And so and then sometimes they have on. Chuck wagon races. Oh yeah, no, that's from so, that's the yeah. Calgary, Calgary Stampede. So I've been there for that. Okay, so I'm in for it. It's a uh, horse is pulling a chuck wagon. Yeah. Okay, I think. Okay. Yeah, what, what, what is a chuck wagon? That's like a like it's it's bowed, it's covered. It's like, like a covered wagon. Yeah, an Oregon Trail wagon, right? Sure. Like yeah. that's yeah. Oh, so that's called a covered wagon. Yeah. Yeah. So, but these are competitive wagons. I don't know that they have. Yeah. I don't think. It's like that. It's all carbon fiber. Okay. Yeah. Cool. The whole setup. And the horses like are robots. And so, yeah. okay, here's here's the rules of chuck wagon races as I understand them. Yeah. Through the radio. Uh, through the radio. Okay. As through the radio. Yeah. Uh, there's a, a guy on a horse, and he's pulling a chuck wagon, or horses, I don't know. Um, oxen. An ox, yeah. And then they're going... Uh, but before they go, there's another guy. Another guy has to pick up something heavy and throw it in the back of the wagon. Hell yeah. And then they go, and then there are two horses that ride alongside, and then there's a series of barrels they have to weave around. And if they sure. touch them, yeah, if they all touch right. them or, or anything, there's a time penalty. First of all, I would like to point out that you've not mentioned there's a driver at all. It's like the person just know how to do this by themselves. <laughs> no, there's a guy on the horse. Okay, all right. Guy all right. On the horse story. He's in the wagon. He's in the wagon. He's in the wagon. Okay. Yeah, okay. okay so I've You're been, Canadian. Uh, right, so I've been to Calgary Stampede. My, mind you, it was uh, 2005, so... Oh. That's a little while ago. Not a great year. Not a great year. And I went to the Chuck Wagon Race because you've got to when you get to the, so the Stampede. First of all, is like a giant event that happens in Calgary. Uh, it's a rodeo, Alberta. fundamentally, it's a right? Giant rodeo, yeah. yeah. And it happens for like a week or whatever, and it's pretty exciting for everybody there. And you can buy cowboys. They're cowboys. I never would have thought there were cowboys so in Canada. Cowboys that, that was the, that was the first yeah. thing. It was just like band. What? It's so strange. Cowboys I um, I took a, bu a bus from Montreal to Calgary to to go to it, and mm -hmm. it took 52 hours one way. And I got there, and I was there for like three days. And my friend from BC is like looking at me like I'm crazy. I am crazy. It was crazy. And then I, when I was there, I went to one thing. And it was the Chuck Wagon races. And I don't remember anything in your audience. <laughs> I remember being in the audience and seeing wagons being pulled by horses quickly. <laughs> they were sure. real fast. When, they, when you look at the announcers, though, the they are like... Go like, oh, well, you hit the barrel that, that, the outrider. Oh, that's why they turn around and come yeah, back. Yeah, there's a yeah, turn, and there's... Thing. But and that's actually quite skilled, because yeah. it's, like, in, in, not mud, but it's in, like, you know, it's in dirt. Mm -hmm. And so watching the horse, like, t bank that well, corner. And, yeah, and the, and the wagon is, like, yeah. come around. That, okay. was, that was pretty right. cool. Yeah. I think, also, if, you're, if your side horses... Not NASCAR. If, you're, like, if your side okay. horses finish before you do, there's a penalty? See, I don't remember side... I don't even know what that is. I don't know. I am 100% certain I was there. Yeah. The sport is advancing pretty rapidly. I think, I think my takeaway. Is it a heavy thing for a human? Like, a human? heavy thing has to pick up this thing and yeah. throw it in the wagon, what, what and then they go. Does that make it harder for the horses, or just harder for the human? It's not Maybe both. The coordination, stop is, and go. It's not the same guy that pilots the, the wagon. Oh, it's, okay. it's, I think it's some other dude who goes like, all right, now go. So he's, he's the lift man. I guess so, yeah. So if you don't chuck anything into the chuck wagon, it's yeah, just a wagon, <laughs> and it's not a fucking yeah, chuck wagon fair, race. Yeah. Do, you, do you remember what they call the heavy thing? Because I'm sure they... I don't. No, you you got the heavy thing in. Like, it was like a... No, I, I don't. <laughs> but I, I like, you know. I like hey, that we've been, on, we've been on computers so much that a radio station that acknowledges the existence of horses takes on this, like, magical realist yeah. kind of, like, narrative power. Like, what is this fantasy universe? Right. Full of, 
rambunctious, hat-wearing <laughs> criminal, like men with microphones, yellowmancing around the crowd the and, and playing the crowd like a you yeah, know like an MC is a, like that, like yeah. the the rodeo guys at the yeah. the rodeo clowns. What is what's a rodeo clown? I once had an anaphylactic attack at. A rodeo well, it's auction. the ones who, like, they, yeah. they keep the other people keep from the, getting mauled yeah, by like, the crazy yeah. animals and stuff. Yeah. yeah, no, these are, these are, now you're getting into, like, our territory. Yeah, yeah. I think we need more sports where you do just, like, a lot of shit. Like, Olympics. Hello? Where you, like, no, 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 <laughs> have you seen a sport? <laughs> no, no, but, like, every sport. Most sports, you barely do any shit. All right, let Harry Forrest talk. You, you know, you got basketball, you're putting a ball in a hoop. That's the main point of the game. No. no dribbling. No go on. Go on. Go on. I'm talking about that one. Listen, everyone here is trying to help, and you're not letting them. So I say, go for it. I want you to go for it. All right. I'm talking about that one Olympic sport where you, (laughs) where you're like skiing, and then you like pull out a gun. Yeah, you have the gun. I have one. Yeah. And then you like also like do a cartwheel. Like, where's that? I I want more Dota-like sports where you do like eight things at once. Why? They have so that there are a variety of sporting events that are named after the number of different things that you do in them. Yeah, like, like yeah, they have the number yeah. of the number of events. If you thought the, the triathlon was event. crazy, <laughs> might I recommend the triathlon? How many guns in the triathlon? Zero. So actually, it's way worse. Maybe yeah. I'm just really interested the in a sport where you shoot a gun in the air. Have you ever played that? You should become a professional yeah. big buck hunter player then. I'm a sick fuck. I like the big buck. All right. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna go jump into a river. Can't unhear that either. That's the second unhearable thing that you have said tonight. The other one was in the lobby. Want me to repeat it? No. No. All right. Nope. Nope. (sighs) They also uh, just have some regular rodeos and cattle roping and stuff on that sounds like when you can't see it, you're just like, all right, so it's like dude on a horse chasing down cattle and then they're roping them to the ground. And I'm like, it is super hard. Uh, no, I hit the Canadian satellite. Yeah, no, they cover the stampede because uh, it's part of a tour. So like all summer long, you can like I can drive as I'm driving home from work. I can go like, well, I can listen to classic hip hop, non-classic hip hop, or the Chuck Wagon races. I would totally be into like something where you just like are making up your own like versions of these like sports based on what you've heard through the radio. <laughs> it's like, like an imaginary yeah. version of yeah, it. Yeah, it's you like, know? like sometimes there's ancient paintings of like tigers, and you can yeah. tell the person yeah. was described what tiger tiger yeah. looks like. But we wanted outsider one. sports. It's yeah. Yeah. Some, yeah, somebody's heard a description of a sport. They've yeah. recreated it. And they're right. going to have people play the recreated rule set. Yeah. That's how basketball was invented. Yeah. I saw that in film. Yeah, that was awkward. Yeah, I don't. That's, You're like, where do we go from here? All right, no, I'm just, I'm, I get really hung up on on a lot of the the horse sports. So not a thing that not everybody knows about rodeo clowns. Yeah, is <laughs> go on. So let's, uh, if you're a bull rider. They're all on the lamb. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All criminals, uh, <laughs> like for sure. Uh, but. Uh, so bull riding is a sport that they do at the rodeo mm-hmm. where you get on a bull and it tries to murder you and you try to stay not murdered for as long as you can. And that's it, how you win the trophy. as long as you can or is it eight seconds? Uh, something like that. It's like okay. eight to ten seconds yeah. you try yeah. to be yeah. not murdered. All you yeah. have to yeah. do is yeah. n- literally not get murdered by the bull in eight to ten seconds while being on top of it. Uh, and most people can do about four seconds, something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, and then it throws you off and tries to murder you. And there's exactly one person who determines whether you live or die, and it's the rodeo clown. Yeah. 
Like, they have to get up there and, and do, like, fun That's a wild like, job to have, because this is a yeah. very umpire-like role. Like, normally, like, there's always somebody who's not actually playing the sport, right? right. And they're right. in charge of some of the rules. And so if you... Sorry, how what? How do you train? Were you born or you... I think so. I think it's already in your blood. Yeah. I think it's in your There's an entire blood. King of the Hill episode about yeah. that. You come out before you're like, yeah. it's yeah. a rodeo club. Yeah. Like, like, first you commit some crimes, I mean, yeah. and yeah. you're like, well, i got to do something. all the people you know in your life. You know at least one rodeo you know at least for one. sure. I, I know at least one. For sure. Like, well, also, and the only reason they're not one yeah, is because, because they like, just grew up like, in a city. Right, Jerry Bellick. Uh, yes. Jerry. Yeah, probably. Um, rodeo clown. Sorry. The thing I always think about is like a baseball umpire. You're like, you threw the ball too fast. I'm tooting on my whistle. That, that right, was, I'm going to yeah. do a hand sign now. Mm-hmm. It's like that. Hands but, on my hips, and then I'm going to do one of these, yeah. and then this. And then, yeah. It's like in that, but yeah. the person that threw the ball too fast is like a 2,000-pound animal covered with spikes that's trying to murder you yeah. uh, all the time. Yeah. All the yeah. time. Until several men riding other large murder animals come out and try to stop it from killing you. Who is this sport? It's... Hello, I'm from Texas. <laughs> let, me, yeah. let me tell you a thing or two. It's hot. We're drunk. These animals are already here. Yeah. Why not? Uh, I'll tell you one thing I'm tired of is being not murdered. So I was really good at the bull riding in World Games for the Commodore 64. Oh, yeah. Where it would have, uh, the skill was basically, it was also like a pattern matching thing. Like the bull would have four motions. It would try to run to the right, run to the left. Mm. It would spin in a circle or it would just stand still and just buck. Yeah. And so if you... It pretty much covers it. Yeah, so like you, you would push to the right if it was going right. So basically like you would anticipate the motions and, you know, you had a certain amount of time to adjust. Yeah, it was a Commodore. Yeah, you know, right. you know. Isn't there an active yearly bull riding game, like a la Madden, that's like being made still today? There was... Vinny and I looked at, like there was a PBR, not Passable Ribbon, but the Professional Bull Riding Rider, Riders. Riding. Riding. Uh, <laughs> I like that Vinny and you both were looking at this now. Yeah. We brought Vinny into it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and what's the Connect game? Oh man, I don't remember. That was like a long time ago. I think I think there's a Connect. <laughs> How long do you think people last in the Amateur Bull Riding Association? <laughs> a lot of oh, the ABA. It's like pretty uh, high turnover. Yeah. 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 Other juniors? Yeah. Like, uh, brought up in the, yeah. It's yeah. probably just kind like, of an elimination event. It's probably all pro, but it's like you're a kid doing it, and then you grow up, and you're like, I guess now you get to be in the adult one. We have a lot of videos in Texas, and like the way they get what? kids. Yeah, I know. The way they get kids into it is they'll just like. They have like pig holding on to yeah. like things. Well, they'll just like oh, yeah. get a kid to hug a pig from the top, and they just slap the pig, and then the pig just goes. These yeah. kids are just flopping around on top of it. That's I think that's how you get started. That sounds like a crime. Kids are into <laughs> yeah. it. I, yeah. For, yeah. Of all the things that are I, like this is ve- this for a state where many things that are legal in other states are not legal. Yeah. This does sound very close the to the line. The back is Like Texas rodeos are designed to kill you. Like all the food is like I. I had a, a Texas radio mm-hmm. fried stick of butter. Yeah. Just a full stick of butter deep fried. Wait, for breaded. one person? Yeah. Like a serving. Yeah, like a tree. full yeah, stick no, of butter just like deep fried. Put it, food uh, on a stick and put it in the deep well, fryer. Butter is, is, it's, it's like, like, butter, like, like a corn yeah. dog yeah. that got yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Food. Yeah. it's on food. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. It's you part of food. food. Yeah. It's yeah. It is an ingredient of food. Put it on a food. It would be like salt. It's not its own food. Most food is the tortilla upon which the fillings of butter rests, would be my argument. Yeah. Yeah. There was also something called the Ultimate Whopper, which was a Whopper. 
buns removed, two Krispy Kremes put on either end, and you'd eat that at the county fair. I've oh. been uh, thinking a lot lately, and by lately I mean the last 12 hours when it came up on a Discord channel I'm on, about the Texican Whopper, which I got in London, uh, which had, a, it, was a, it was a hamburger, and then it had a little taco pocket in the middle of it. <laughs> a little tortilla thing that was like steamed, sh- like a little, I'm just going to wait to pass judgment on this. <laughs> you ever have Jack in the Box tacos? Yeah. It was yeah. one of those, but inside a double hamburger. All right. Um, we don't well, taco pockets. What? Yeah. Okay. Through, I've not been to Texas in a long time. Walk me through the strata of this yeah. sandwich situation. Okay. I'm in London it? seeing Bethesda get game. Let's let take me from top to bottom of what they did. <laughs> this crime. Presumably at the top is a bu- one of the buns. Bun. Yeah. Bun. Okay, so I'm getting mine without, you know, lettuce and, you know, the garbage stuff. on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So for me, it is bun, cheese, probably some ketchup. Sure. A burger patty. Okay. A taco pocket. What's the taco pocket? It's what like you a, it's like, no, it's like a tocino, but taco inside. It's, um, yeah, it's, like, a, it's like, like a very that, greasy, normally doesn't exist. It's a greasy tortilla. So have you ever seen Jack in the Box tacos? No. 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 Okay. <laughs> All right. So All right. It's, walk it's, me through top to bottom. What is a Jack in the Box? <laughs> okay. It's like okay. If you took a tortilla, you took some ground beef esque yes. sort of thing with sure. a sauce and a cheese, and then you folded that in half and then threw it in a deep fryer. So it was just a greasy, drippy mess, Uh-oh. and the deep fryer kind so of sealed like it a shut. It's, it's, it's like a nasty uh, flauta. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, empanada. It's kind of a. Yeah, like kind a nasty of a, empanada. It is between two burger patties okay. and then you have your bottom bun. And so it's a little fun little seasoned beef taco <sighs> pocket. Bite? Yeah, it was a little crunch. There's a little crunch. crunch. There's a light crunch on the edge, but where the meat is, it becomes soggy. Was it like full of hot mm. oil? Like, the, Definitely. The taco, yeah, Jack in the Box tacos. It was deadly. cool down. Like, yeah. We have it on burgers. Yeah. Wait, why were they selling this in London? I don't know. Oh, because that's what we do in Texas, and they're spot on. Yeah, yeah. They were like, yeah. yeehaw, here's the kind of flavor of, the flavors of America. Like, by the yeah, way, I brought exactly. you some America. I don't know. I, I was there to see Rogue Warrior and Wet from Bethesda, oh, and then wow. I had some time to myself, and the yeah. bars closed early in that area, and it was like, this is a pub, sorry. Uh, and I was like, this seems like a bad time. Well, the Burger King's open. Did anything the, good happen to you that week? <laughs> So lucky. <laughs> this, is a, this is a classic Ooh. London move, though. It's 3 a.m. I'm a little drunk. I'm super hungry. I went back and, and got it, a second Texan Whopper. That Was it good? As a fan of Jack in the Box tacos and a hatred of my own personal health. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, like Stockholm Syndrome sabotage yeah. hamburger situation. Well, I wanted this to experience the local flavor. I think it's a toxic relationship, is what I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's what I You're think. starting to sound like my wife <laughs> when it comes to food. 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 That, yeah, Thanks. okay. Yeah. Uh, Kelly, you travel a lot. <laughs> I do. <laughs> what are the Burger Kings like where you've been lately? <laughs> I actually was doing a thing for a while where I would eat McDonald's in foreign countries just because oh. it's like it actually is like really <laughs> different. And it started when uh, I'd gone to Israel and Somebody was like, oh, you should try the McDonald's here because all the food has to be kosher. So it actually has, like, the highest quality food that you can get at a McDonald's anywhere in the world is in Israel. And I was like, oh, that's kind of fascinating. I wonder what a good McDonald's burger is like. Yeah. <laughs> like, my first job was at a McDonald's. So, mm-hmm. like, I worked at a McDonald's, and then I didn't eat McDonald's again for, like, 10 mm-hmm. years because I was like, I see how they make that. So stuff. you hit that, like, yeah, yeah. 0% canine hamburger. Yeah. 
what was it like? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was good. And like, mm. and then I started doing it like in Japan. One time I went and they had for Halloween, it was all black. Everything, like right. the bun yeah. was black, the burger was black, the cheese is black, like the whole cute. burger is black. So it was like a horror burger or whatever. As a former, <laughs> Super cute because it's Japanese. Yeah. As a former yeah. McDonald's employee, is there anything that you just would like love to grab people and by the shoulders and be like, never have this. So they used to have this really gross thing that was like a steak bagel or something. Oh, no, I liked those. Oh, my God, I'm sorry. <laughs> they were really bad. So, like, this is the first time that I learned that there's, like, other meats that are not grade A meats. Is like <laughs> <when> they- <laughs> I've never seen it before. And like, so we'd get shipments, it was like D or something. Like, it was like not even like grade Mm -hmm. B, it was like some other random letter. And I was like, can you even eat these? And the thing is, like, they are okay for human consumption. They're just, people won't buy them in grocery stores Mm because they're like, I want the best meat. Nobody wants to buy like grade F meat Mm -hmm. from a grocery store. There's definitely a, yeah. So this was like a weird steak product, and they were really hard to make because it kind of looked like they just took like pieces of steak and then like formed them into like a thing that was supposed to look like a steak. And then when you would like flip them, they yeah. would just fall apart. Um, yeah, so I've that. definitely eaten a few of those. I, I don't know that I was like deep into those ever, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Those those are, I, but most yeah. of the other breakfast stuff is like all actual real food because like you can't really, I don't know, an egg is just an egg, right? Like, yeah. you, I don't know. I guess there could be weird things about eggs or whatever. So but, there's yeah. the artificial egg that is wrapped around on itself on the. I eat too much fucking McDonald's. Yeah, it wrapped around on itself the artificial egg, and there's a fresh cracked egg on the muffin. Yeah. Was that, were they doing that when you were there? Or yeah. Was it all, okay. Yeah, it was like regular eggs, but wow. then they didn't have the all-day breakfast thing. There's two different thing. eggs at McDonald's. What? Yeah. There's like the scramble, like the fake scrambly egg. Oh, that yeah. stuff's I like the fake yeah. scrambly egg. Yeah. Does it come on a carton? Uh, I don't even actually come, have no idea. Where I was talking to someone about this recently. They come pre as themselves to the store, and they just microwave. Yeah. And then the other thing that was like a little a weird. Yeah. Why do you eat this? Yeah. Like a, I mean, I don't. I don't think. Oh, Yellow. I was going to say, not too. Yeah, I forgot. Well, that. And the, yeah, yeah, and the other thing that was Why weird was like the I mean, onions that go on like the burgers and stuff. Those are like dehydrated, and we would rehydrate them just basically in like a bucket. Just have, like a giant bucket of water. That's just, like, yeah, that's like a weird. Well, it just look like a gross bucket of stuff that we put on a burger. Water for a lot of stuff. I don't. I didn't. So this is also the kind of shitty thing when I was there is that they wouldn't let any girls work in the back. We all had to work in the front uh, because yeah. they would only let boys work in the kitchen because people are nicer like when they're ordering food if it's a girl. Uh-huh. And so wait, a bunch of boys in the kitchen better. is a really oh, bad yeah, no, yeah. it was really bad. And so my, Who, my how many friend, people had to drink the reconstituted onion water? Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I have no, yeah. But so then what was kind of interesting is that uh, so my best friend at the time, her name was also Kelly. She was like the first, like first out lesbian in like our school, and like it was a pretty small school, and people were super welcoming, and yeah, she was she was amazing. But she argued with the manager to let her work in the back because she's like technically I'm not like a regular girl, so like you should let me work in the back in the kitchen. And she got to, and we were all like, how did you do that? Like what happened? And then she also, this is even better, is when she started dating one of the other managers who wasn't out yet. And they used to go on smoke breaks and, like, make out. And I was the only one who knew. And so I would be like, I'm going to come out on a break, too. So I got all these bonus breaks. And my friend got to work in the kitchen and tell me what the kitchen was like. Yeah, it was a cool, mm. it was a cool, a, weird rad right. time. It's yeah. like this, this small town McDonald's, like, yeah, it was a cool. very, very exciting time. I want to do a separate podcast. I know. It was just your small town McDonald's Oh, my stories. God. I have insane stories yeah. from when I lived there. Like, the whole thing is just bonkers yeah. weird. Yeah, there was 2,000 people in the town where I went oh, to high school. Okay. And, like, I had lived, my dad was in the military, and we had moved, like, and lived all over the place. And then we just ended up in this, like, middle-of-nowhere town. And I was, like, I thought I had landed on the moon. I right. was, like, 
yeah, I was like one of those people who were driving there. I was like, oh my god, cows! Like cows are great. Like I've never seen a cow before out in the wild. And then like a year or two later, I'm like, fucking cows! Like yeah. somebody, somebody, give me some weed because like I cannot stay on this place. I love this because yeah. we grew up in those towns our whole life. Yeah, yeah same. So like yeah. there was no like yeah comparison. It was just yeah. like yeah, no, no, no. I just grew up uh, 15 miles away from yeah. high school. And it was a total reverse culture yeah. and had to drive yeah. into schools. It was a total reverse culture shock. Like it took me a little while when I first moved there because I was a little young. I was like late elementary school, like early middle school, and like I realized at some point, literally everybody was white, and I had never been in a place before where everybody mm. was white. And it took it took me like a little while to be like, what is what is weird about this? And I eventually asked somebody, and they're like, oh well, there's Chris. And I was like, what's Chris? And oh they're like, gosh. oh, he's yeah. black, and, yeah. but he's from Germany. And I was like, what in the world does that mean? There was yeah. like one person who was black in the entire school, and they're like, oh, yeah, Chris. I was yeah. like, oh, okay, I'm going to buckle my seatbelt for this trip. <laughs> well, hello, at Chris. School, he was yeah. to send out the there. principal at my school asked my older brothers, who went to college uh, in Ypsilanti, Michigan, to come back and, quote, talk to the school about how to talk to those people. Oh no! Whoa! <laughs> We're all Michigan. Uh, the thing was, though, in a lot of ways, like the town was still like it was small enough that it was like I said, it was really welcoming. Like when my friend came out, like everybody was super supportive. It wasn't weird. Basically, by that point, everyone she's like came out, and everyone's like, "Yeah, we know." Like, yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you for saying it out loud. Yeah, but like, cool. yeah, and everyone was like really supportive around it because in some ways, like they had known her for her entire life, so it wasn't weird. You know, for her to like to say, "Hey, this is who I am." Everyone's like, yeah. oh, that's great." Okay, let's like. That's awesome. It's like the flip side of small town stuff. Yeah. Like I think, yeah. like yeah. especially like small towns have this rep for being like, "Oh, everybody there is either backwards or vindictive, yeah. or they're bored and looking for trouble." Yeah. And like that stuff can happen sometimes, yeah. but there's also kind of a sense of just like, "Fucking whatever." Yeah. 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 Listen, we all know where we live. There's yeah. nothing interesting going. On. If you figured out something that yeah. you are enjoying, fucking go for yeah. it. Cause Teach me some of it. That's yeah. 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 Well, the difference between mine and Adam's high school, so, I mean, you're older than Adam. We grew up about, like, 50 minutes apart. It took us mm. about an hour to drive to each other. We've been together for a long time. <laughs> Let's just preface this. Aww. We've been together since he was 16, I was 17. But, like, the difference between, like, his school and, like, the kids inside of his school and, like, the town that I grew up in, like, at the same time, mm-hmm. wildly opposite sides. Yeah. And, like, in the same, like, southern Michigan kind of area. Um we're like, yeah, hanging out with his friends. Not that the stuff we did was necessarily legal or good. But was that, I thought it was all playing Smash. That was all you did. No, that was college. I was in college. <laughs> Smash was also it. totally illegal. High school was slightly fine. more crime. Yeah, yeah slightly, more, uh, slightly more crime. I mean, that's kind of like the town that was next to ours is basically just like, like now it was like full on opioid crisis. Like it was just yeah. a mess. It was like a coal mining town that basically just went under. Yeah. And like all of the things that, you know, I'm kind of reading about now, like the kind of rural Appalachia America yeah. stuff, like that's basically like what yeah. my life cool. was like in high school. Mm-hmm. And like, but that was kind of like the town where I hung out in. And then the other town was the kind of more like small town like kind of farming community but by that point I was like in high school just bored to tears mm-hmm. and so I'm like I'm gonna go yeah. hang out over here with all the like cool kids smoking cigarettes right yeah and then there's cool kids <laughs> in the coal mining town Some things happen oh yeah and actually yeah. the town that was uh, nearby was uh, uh, Centralia which is the one that oh, had the mine yeah. fire wow, that wow, Silent Hill yeah, is based yeah, off yeah. of yeah yeah, like, yeah so wow. I went and got drunk out there before <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right. Nice. it's called uh, yeah Lost Highway we went mm-hmm. out there and just like the highway's kind of on fire and it's like mm-hmm well, we're going to go set the highway yeah, fire no, no, no. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Thanks so much for coming through. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for having us. Yeah. yeah. Always yeah. a pleasure you. to see y'all. Yeah. And uh, we're going to take another break here and come back with 
I believe, our final segment of the evening. Oh. So stay tuned. We'll be back shortly. Hello, and welcome back to Giant Bomb's coverage of E3 2019. We're here with tonight's final segment of the night. With guests. <laughs> Is this a best for last situation? Absolutely. <laughs> Thank We're, you. Of course. Only if you think it's allowing me to believe yeah. that tonight. We're the best. No, I, I can't. It's, my throat is not a good singing time. If you were on the 6 o'clock segment, you would have gotten oh, singing. But we're on the 11 o'clock. But uh, you get the real shit. <laughs> real gamer shit. Yeah, that's we're the right. real shit hours. The rise of our shit. Exclusive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Neon. World yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Wait>. Okay. Keita <laughs> Jackson, hello. Hi. Hi, what's plant. up? Hello. Hey. Dante Douglas, how you doing? Uh, back Hill, back here. Uh, hello. Chelsea Stark, Tina and Beanie. Hello. <laughs> introduce everyone. This neon thing seems kind of fucked up to me. But also... <laughs> Is that because you're not a neon? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Being neon sounds awesome. <laughs> What, what? what is a neon? What right? Okay, so people. Okay, there, we was this last segment of the segment. It was before? like two before. Yeah. That. Uh, yeah. Apparently, uh, audio in the, green. the people. Yeah. Uh, so the 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 public, the the people that are buying passes to get in, all have these big plastic badge holders oh, yeah. that are like this mm. neony orange oh, thing. Oh yeah. And and that's how uh, we tell that they are. Gamers. Uh, Gamers. Yeah. I guess so, yeah. And and so someone referred to them as neons, which I think is... John Mayer's song. <laughs> no, that is mean to do. It, yeah. I just want to see the video games. It's There's fine. nothing wrong with Can seeing you, the video games. Can you imagine anything more disappointing? Like, you have been to, like, PAX. <laughs> You've been to, like, any, any literally anything else. You walk into a like, GameStop once? <laughs> I, 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 I've been reading about E3 since, I don't know, like, four years ago. <laughs> four years ago. And, and I'm finally here, and then you walk in, and it's like... Just like your dad's like paperweight convention. Collection <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, of the most tired and overworked people that you could find. The, the only cool thing is a Sonic and Mario at the Olympic Games rock climbing wall. That'd be sick. I Let's want that. I want to try that rock climbing wall. I'll Something sign the it. release. Safe, <laughs> right? Thirty pages long. Well, that's what, that's what E4 is. It's E for all. It's E for all. <laughs> yeah. It's right there in the name. Everyone. Uh, Everyone's here, and they can all. I'll climb the rock climbing wall with Mario and or Sonic. Wait, you have to do it with Mario or Sonic? Absolutely. There's a cosplayer there. But Sonic before, after all. Oh, Sonic shit. has to wear his shoes. Yeah. He is legally required <laughs> to wear his shoes. Damn it. Feels like a disadvantage. I know. What, what convention do I have to go to to see the shoeless Sonic? Oh, buddy. <laughs> That's every year in... E40. Okay. <laughs> that might just be the movie at this point. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. They're making it more realistic. It'll work out. Do you think that there will be a scene where, I mean, he has to, like, lace them up, right? Oh. He's be like, time to go fast, yeah, motherfucker. No, it really fucks me up is that Ben Schwartz is just doing his normal voice. He's yeah. not doing a voice. He's just doing, just he's just ben talking. Schwartz. It's just ben, ben Schwartz. Do you think old he's, Sonic had a, a voice, like a notable I mean, he's a cartoon, wang? so he should have a cartoon voice. That's just how mm. I feel. He's not a man. He's a hedgehog. Okay? Not being unreasonable here. He's not Sonic the Hedgehog. After all, well, that's—I mean—you make a good point. And a great alignment. I can't argue with that. Does he have the clippers, or is he—is he break all the clippers because he loves hedges so much? 
it's boop, boop. like that, you went in a direction that <laughs> I didn't it's like, expect. It's like <laughs> freaking out. It's I'm like sorry. Flipping everything. He's just like going around waiting, trying to find gardeners and just fucking their shit up. He's like, you mowed a lawn. <laughs> I'm a hog for this head. I'm fucking shit. Like, slashes the tires on their truck and just like pissing on lawnmowers. This is a very dark reimagining of Sonic. Oh, they want to get it right this time. They want to yeah. get it right this time. What they do you do? Get it right. What do the gamers want? Uh, they want Sonic to kill someone. They, they wanted want. Sonic's bare feet and they're never going to get them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that I want to know what his feet look like. I'm, I'm imagining that scene in Kill Bill with Uma Thurman's feet, but it's blue and hairy. <laughs> Yeah, now you're talking. When they're just <laughs> tensely looking over them, oh. I gotta go fast. Driving, driving a truck that says like the tails wagon on the side oh, or something. Yeah. Um, so, so, can we appreciate that you really nailed every press conference? What do the gamers want? <laughs> what do they want? What do they want? Give them what they want. Please tell us, because we don't. Apparently, we we thought you wanted the loot boxes, well, but yeah. apparently not. Have uh, you? I think they still think that the gamers want the loot boxes, oh, and yeah. that's kind of a problem. The science, the science says oh, God. you, you guys, want. You know, the science says you need the loot. Science you guys excited? You won't know what you want. Yeah. You guys Every excited person? for Tom Clancy's loot box game? Oh my making? God. Why Tom not? Clancy's Gadgeton? Yeah. yeah. Every person is basically <laughs> just like, please like me. It, yeah. Was, yeah. it was me, like, right before prom in junior year of high school. Please like me. I would like to hang out with you, please. Also, what a brag about senior year prom. <laughs> <laughs> now, I just brought my friend who I wasn't dating, and it was also, like, a freshman. That's so the way to just, go. just, like, had a blast, and I was like, I'm glad I can facilitate this. Now I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> You've done a good thing for a smaller person. Lindley Elmore had a great time. <laughs> How do you feel about, sorry for interrupting, no, right. the, the Bethesda thing is, you know, them sort of laying down and sort of showing their belly and like <laughs> saying like, trying to be very polite and nice and equivocating to these people who have been fucking mean to them right. online. <laughs> like, we heard your criticism. We I, listen. Like, I, I, I feel like. I press conference like, no, fuck you. Yeah. yeah. I, well, that's the ball. Uh, I think yeah. the, the, oh, like, the unsaid message there was like, please stop doxing us. Yes. Like, please don't, um. Threaten us with violence, you know, like like that was the yeah. unsaid method. Like Bethesda, most of all, because they kept going back to it, and then also going to like players whose mm-hmm. lives have been touched by Bethesda games, which you know that's a real thing. Like mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not knocking that, but it felt like they were using it to be like, see, don't hit us. It felt like they were kind of leaning on like whatever goodwill they could find out there to be like, people like this yeah. game. Well, because it felt like they were traumatized by yeah. how terrible, which you know they have the right to be. Sure, but like, yeah, it was a weird feeling. Supplicating is supplicating. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, look, the bag was bad. The what do you want me bad. to do? Right. We have to write another article about that bag. I don't know. I think Luke Plunkett is just gonna fly to America and like, just go ham. Yeah. Like, did, did he get a bag? Did he get a bad bag? No, he's just been covering the story because all this oh, stuff okay. happens during like night shift hours, and then he's like the le- the <laughs> final paragraph in the first three articles are like, I can't believe I had to write an article about a bag. I can't believe I had to write a second article about a bag. I can't believe I had to write a third article of a bag. When I like got the latest one, I was like, I hope whatever happens here does not necessitate a fifth article about this bag. Like, I thought we've since moved on to the inside blow up doll again. <laughs> didn't that didn't that have like a release date oh or something? Oh my god! Like, oh like, yeah. Wasn't that, that wasn't like a blow-up doll, right? It was like a molded. Yeah, it's, a, it's just made from by a company who yeah, yeah. specializes. Okay. Yes. Yes. 
Well, you, I mean, you want you want it to be good. Yeah. Um, exactly. You want the real. Yeah. If anyone knows latex, it's <laughs> yeah, cyber skin. Um, I thought it was interesting <laughs> that Sorry, they. <laughs> And, and, and they almost had to, right? Like right before E3, they like there was like, hey, the bags are going out. Oh yeah. So that they could have like this. Please don't ask us about the bags at E3. We know it's all you're going to talk about. So here's the story on the bags right before E3. We're mailing them out. There was a lot of that this year. Ubisoft had really nailed that with. Um, we know that you're going to ask us about politics, <laughs> so we're going to release the entire right. blog post so everybody can just say. Great question about politics. Let me direct you to the Ubisoft blog. Right. Yeah. The bit in the reverse of state. The exact opposite. Happens. Weird. <laughs> it's wonderful. Well, it's almost like the games they're making are Inher- inherently political. <laughs> Did they not know yeah. what Welcome to the Resistance like new? It's like those series of words in that order. Right. You yeah. know? Yeah. I just have to imagine, like, in, and maybe this is me giving them too much credit, but I, I want to imagine that, like, the people on the ground, the people making the games know full well what they're making, and this is just, like, a marketing tactic to be like, well, we don't want to piss off assholes, I, so I we better say this. I think it's almost certainly that's what it is, right? Like, yeah. these people are not stupid making these games. They no. probably know that they are invoking real-world things inside it, but probably someone in PR, someone's, like, boss of a boss of a boss is, like, saying, like, well, we can't say that because that will inherently limit the amount of people who can hypothetically play our game, which I would like to say at 11 p.m. is fucking bullshit. I mean, so, like, wait, this <laughs> is, like, a conversation that is frustrating to me because I feel like it doesn't even matter what it is that they're putting in the game. Yeah. Mm. Everyone who plays the game is going to come with to it with their own politics and learn something about themselves from mm-hmm. playing it. Whatever questions it poses to you, even if they don't seem political in nature, will reveal something to you about how you feel about the world. It's a and fucking that Rorschach act test. in itself yeah. is politics. Yeah. So. You know what I love, though? What? I love to imagine the Ubisoft lunchroom, and it's like the Ghost Recon team, and they're like, uh, like, Gilly Sue. <laughs> <laughs> like, eating, like, coleslaw, just coleslaw. And then, like, what? and then just, like, Clint Hawking walking in and being like, I would like to talk to you about post Brexit politics. <laughs> and then being like, just, like, shooting him with paintball guns. Shut up, nerds. Shut up, nerds. <laughs> we got John Bernthal in our game. <laughs> He's the Punisher. <laughs> I got this fucking sticker on my truck. <laughs> Big black truck, big old Punisher sticker on the hood. That guy loves a dog. The like, dog was good. Yeah. Dog yeah, was good. Dog was, dog was good. Uh, don't besmirch that dog. I will not besmirch Never. His dog is blameless. Was Bam Bam. Come on. No. It was a very well-behaved dog, I was impressed. I was, yeah. yeah. I thought it was a show dog at first until we got the word. Like, no, that's just that dude's dog. <laughs> I thought it was a bit, but then he just had it. Just right. I was like, oh, is there a dog in this game? Can you pet the dog in the game? What are we, you know, is, is that where we're going? He didn't uh, want to dog drop his dog off at the center, like just to do this yeah. five minute thing, that's, right? That's just what he does. Like John Bernthal brings his dogs places. I've yeah, heard, yeah, yeah. This is a thing. Like, yeah, I, I think that was the word. Is like he wants yeah. to, to like kind of change the perception of pit bulls and stuff. And he's like, hey, this right. dog is not no such thing as locking nice. jaws. That yeah, lock, yeah. like, it's, don't be a dumbass. It's a dog. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Good for John. Just yeah. Everyone needs yeah. Keanu, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh. My mom texted me saying, I heard Keanu was at E3. Did you see him? <laughs> yes, we're hanging out right now. <laughs> I'll get back to you. Did you get, could you get him on a job on stream? 
true? I, I mean, it's have you not, reached out? We've not reached out. Oh, okay. uh, well, that's the problem right there. We have some problem. <laughs> we have beef. Well, more importantly, can you get Bam Bam on the screen? Yeah. Yeah. Bam Bam on the screen. So, Bam Bam on the you know, I reviewed Enter the Matrix, so uh, me and Keanu Don't need that. I thought it was good. <laughs> Wait, well, it was just his likeness, but not his voice for Enter the Matrix, so <laughs> maybe we're okay. What did you think about uh, Path of Neo, the objectively superior game? Uh, I uh, think I pawned that one off to Alex or somebody all else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. I, I, I remember standing behind his desk watching the ending of it going, <laughs> okay, that game has it, all right. You did it. You did some stuff, all right. Oh, wait, yeah, they retconned a bunch of shit. Uh, right? they, yeah. they retconned it. it specific, they, like, fourth wall broke and said, the ending of the movies is not great for a video game, so instead... Can I spoil this fucking game? Yeah. yeah. Is, is, yeah. is anyone worried about this? Spoilers for Spoilers Neo. The ending of the game, they're like, the, uh, the Wachowskis, Wachowskis come out and they say, like, Hey, um, the ending of the movies is not very good for a video game. So instead, we made um, Agent what, Agent Smith into a giant monster, and you have to throw cars at him. And he dies. Oh, that is a bad They know what the, the people movie. want. Mm-hmm. Listen, the Wachowskis. I'm an, a Wachowski defender. Yes. I love them. Of I love them. Great. Great. So I'm not gonna have to fight with anyone. Peter <laughs> is one of the best movies like, ever even, made. Yeah, absolutely. Even like something like Cloud Atlas, which I despise in many ways, is like so one hundred percent the thing that it was going to be. Mm. Like to the point where they went to the racist place and then didn't clearly never thought about it at all. <laughs> uh, like this seems fine. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a metaphor. People will be fine with it because it's a metaphor, right? Yeah, like, like, Tom like, Hanks is okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> So, maybe lay off, you know? It maybe lay off. I was like, read Cloud Atlas and, like, loved the book. And, like, was cr- I was crying reading it in my, like, school library. Wow. So, like, I deeply can I just can't deal with that movie. But, like, the Wachowski, Speed Racer is a work of art. Yes! yes. Speed yeah. Racer! I worked with Forever 21 in a mall, and, like, I used to come home every day and just watch Speed Racer <laughs> to, like, wipe the mall out of my life. I have never identified with another person <laughs> so much in my life as I do right now. Um, can, I, can I share an anecdote? This is, is, is somewhat related. Okay. I promised Alex I would share this. Okay. Somewhat related. This is a, it's related because it's tied to a, a similar movie. It's called Alita... Battle Angel. Yes! Yes! yes. yes. So, Finally! <laughs> there, was, there was an Alita Battle Angel immersive experience. Really? Like an escape room mixed with sleep no more. <laughs> the people who invested in this thought it was going to make them a lot of money. <laughs> so they built three. One in L.A., one in New York, and one in Austin, Texas, where the film was shot. Oh, cool. Interesting. Sure. Right? <laughs> so I oh, go to this. This is like in like January or whatever, before mm. the movie's out. Very useful to do this experience sure. before I've seen the movie. And I'm in a group, and there is a, a man in a baseball cap who is very, very into this experience. <laughs> and he is wonderful. He gives me life throughout the whole experience. There is him, um, and there is a young woman who uh, is wearing rainbow wig um, and is fully an anime character turned into life. And they together are polar opposites and just magical. Everything we do, there's a puzzle involving magnets. Magnets! Okay, great. <laughs> Got it. There is, um, you have to like uh, figure out like how electric eyes work. He has answers every time. <laughs> it's, it's 60 minutes of just a death sprint through this. And at the very end of him, I, ter- I, I, I look at him and I say, Sir, I think I know you, Vince Sambella. <laughs> 
What? He, and he says, how do you know my name? <laughs> and then we part ways. <laughs> and a day later, he announced a game called Apex Legends. <laughs> Wow. That's incredible. Wait, did you get so beautiful? And I already knew about the game, and I was like, oh, man, that kid's going to have a terrible day tomorrow. That, I was so wrong. Uh, no, yeah. that's when he got the idea, and he stayed up all night. Yeah. <laughs> God. Did you see Alina? There's, there's probably a magnet character in that game before too long. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, why wouldn't you do that? Escape rooms, I don't... I went to a, a, a bar in San Antonio once that had a weird entrance, and that was too much for me. <laughs> <laughs> I used an escape room with Heather Alexandra for a Resident Evil escape room. Mm. That was pretty fun because Heather Alexandra is a delight and she loves the shit out of Resident Evil. Good. So a lot of it she was like, oh yeah, I remember doing this puzzle. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Okay, next one. And <laughs> <laughs> She just had the answers oh, no. memorized from the game? She like, remembered some of some of the puzzle ones from the game. And, like, the last one was the hardest one, and they were just like, okay, because you did very well, we're not going to help you. <laughs> so just do it. But, like, the first one was one of those, I remember doing this puzzle, too. I forgot which game it was in. Because I usually, when I play scary games, I am behind the person who's playing it, and then I leave when it's too scary. So I've done a lot of small parts of scary games. Um, like inserting a gem into a thing and yeah. crank into this. And then yeah. there's a noise, and very I gotta scary. go. It's very scary. It doesn't, it's not chill. Anyway, so you remember the one where you have to put a piece of wood down and then turn it so it makes, like, an animal shape, and then it opens a door. Oh, classic. Yeah, one of those classic ones. Except, like, because it's, like, an escape room, like, nothing opens automatically. There's just, like, a guy there who's like, all right, you got it. And then they open the door for you. Okay, so, so I've kind not, I've not done a modern escape. Like, like, is it literally, like, I would think that that would be, like, the showmanship and the smoke and mirrors would be the whole thing. But if it's literally do going. like... Hey, nice one. All right. Uh, yeah. next, go. Okay. Some bingo hall shit now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They want to get as many people through as they can. Oh, so they sure. Just put yeah. like thirty-something people in one big room together. I feel like we're besmirching Jason, the name of, of escape rooms. They're wait, good wait, ones. They're definitely good Jason, ones. Jason Shire did one a Zelda one that yeah, was we like saw Jason at the Zelda one. <laughs> what was? Wait, wait, wait. Question, question. What was he like? Uh, in the chamber room. <laughs> he just killed yeah, himself. Somehow he had all the answers already. <laughs> <laughs> he was going around asking everyone for the answers. Jason, <laughs> we love you. <laughs> we love you, Jason. You're great. I actually do love Jason. He was just smiling so serenely during the tale announcement. <laughs> 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 he was just really just cherubically yeah. smiling and it was so endearing. <laughs> I was sitting across from him writing my breakouts and he was clearly just so happy. <laughs> he loves video games more than anyone I know. <laughs> Can we talk about... They're doing a Breath of the Wild sequel? I'm sorry. I have not yeah. yelled about how crazy that is this entire week. Yeah. That's cool as hell. I can't Holy even shit. process the fact that it exists. It's going to take like seven years to come out, but like, who cares? It's a Breath of the Wild cares? sequel. It's going to be amazing. If they're reusing the world, it might not, right? right? Yeah. I mean, if they could Majora's Us. Yeah. I, I think I it is like going to be a Majora's Us. Yeah. I, I think that's good. I think that's the, the right thing to do. Twilight Princess. Yeah, I've had the joy yeah. of discovery. Now give me the existential dread. Like, I'm ready for that. Mm. Yeah. The thing I was kind of secretly hoping they would do is just go like super shrine heavy and do like a four swords thing so it was like multiplayer puzzle solving like an escape room. My my theory is that it's going to be like way more linear and they're going to yeah. like lean into kind of the older style of Zelda stuff but they're going to keep the like cool Breath of the Wild like systemic bullshit mm. and like just go th it'll be more linear less open world 
That's me just shooting off the cuff. I have no fucking I idea. See it. I can see it. Yeah. The only thing that's interesting to me is that Zelda has the upgraded protagonist haircut in the yeah. game. Like, oh, yeah. what's going to happen? Nintendo, like, let us play as Zelda. What I the saw fuck? a really good meme today that was like Lucy with the football. Mm. And there's like all labels. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's like Nintendo was Lucy and the football was you can play as Zelda. <laughs> and like, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Charlie Brown is just me sad in the future. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I can easily see it going that way. But like, what if it's a co op game? I mean, that would co op. That's what that I want, cool. really. But what if they're like, we heard you, you're going to play as Link and Ganondorf? <laughs> Yay! Because there are two sides in politics. Yeah. <laughs> Who can save Zelda first? Find out in a race to the finish. I think I think there are better companions that we can think of for Link. Perhaps Beetle, the Bard. Perhaps Tingle. Tingle. Perhaps Tingle. There's a lot of characters who I think. Who's the bird that we all want to kiss? Ooh, ooh, oh, ooh. I like that bird. What, what's his name? <laughs> I wanted to kiss uh, him. I don't remember. We just have Sidon. Uh, Bring Sidon back. Then. It doesn't matter. Yeah, Sidon. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that bird better, though. There's a lot of voices. The bird's nice. In that game. There's a whole bunch. <laughs> that was their, you know, Breath of the Wild. They're like, hey, we got to take it in a new direction. Fresh breath. Yeah. And the... You got to get it. You got to get it. <laughs> wild. Uh, you got to get it. Breath of the Wild, if you will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, That's a bad joke. Don't laugh at that. You gotta leave now. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, they announced a bunch of stuff. I don't know. Like it, it was kind of cool to see Nintendo just go like, "Ah, fuck it, man. Here's games. Yeah. Like not all of them are ours." I played a bunch uh, of them today. Yeah, yeah. It was nice to like go to the booth and like actually be like, "We got a ton of stuff for you to play." Yeah. You know, like our stuff, and not like mostly not our stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I almost cried. Playing uh, uh, with Zelda. I'm sorry. I oh, was calling out Pat no. over here. Yeah, it was very sweet. Moment. But like, it, I know. He had a moment in front of us, and also he attacked the you go back in the shop and... Oh, right. Yeah. Well, the greatest part is when, when you steal it, it's kind of tricky because you have to, like, run around the shopkeeper and mm-hmm. run right back out. And then um, when you come back out, the dialogue box is something like, are you proud of yourself? <laughs> like, hell yeah. Yeah, like, actually, yeah. yeah. It's tricky to pull off. <laughs> oh, it's, it's gorgeous, though. Like, it's it's kind of framey, honestly. Yeah, I heard the, 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 the yeah, performance and just, like, yeah, especially outside, that maybe it wasn't running yeah. right. But yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I hope they tune it up because it's like absolutely. The aesthetic is so beautiful. Yeah, so it really is. Just so I was today. I played that and then Pokemon and then Fire Emblem and like just so many of those games. They're about being nice to your friends mm-hmm. <laughs> and like it just really was what I needed on this day. <laughs> and like I count Link as this one because he just is so cute. Whenever you he, you get him something, I just feel like. Oh, I think it was the first Zelda game that had the whole like trade forward mechanic where you like get a thing for mm-hmm. somebody and they give you a thing for another thing. Weird game, it's good. Um, yeah. I also tried to suck up Gooigi and I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but he does react. Okay. When, when he tries to suck Gooigi, he moves towards your vacuum. Uh, okay. They're like teasing you with the idea that you could suck up Gooigi. Do you think maybe you could upgrade the vacuum and suck up a Gooigi? I feel like the AO3 entry for Gooigi right oh, now no. is just lighting up. No, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you really need to explore the Gooigi possibilities. 
That's all. Do you? Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes I do. Where? I want to know where he comes from on the... Does he come from you? The vacuum? No, no, no. You have a backpack with no. Luigi in it. No, no, no. But like, where is he? Oh, just like Death Stranding. What yeah. is he? Where is he? What is no. Luigi? Yeah, where is he? It's a, it's a bridge, from. Luigi. He's a, yeah, you need it to come back from the dead. Yeah. As we know. Of <laughs> course. <laughs> Did I even ask you, do you say what breeds Luigi? No, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a bridge, a bridge Luigi. Luigi. Oh, I'm sorry. I, like a bridge Oh, my God. I love Kadeo Kojima's, like, brain genius moment with naming that character Sam <laughs> Do you get it? Oh, like, do you, do you, get, you get it? Do you get it? <laughs> got a bridge America. Bridge America and he works for Bridge. Make America Bridge again. <laughs> We're just gonna rename it it's Sam's Across America. <laughs> uh, we're pretty excited about it's it. It's a strand game. It's about building bridges and you got a bridge. He keeps tweeting baby. about it like it's the most normal concept ever. He's like, no, the death stranding system is different from Metal Gear Solid. It's super different. How it's about strands it's and about a ladder strands. that you yeah. make. How great would it be to know if for the last like fifteen years he's been saying strands and the localizers and translators have been like yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's now the way he says stealth action. Nobody's there to catch him when he falls. Yeah. So what do you like more? Do you like strand games or do you like free games, full reactive eyes entertainment, oh my God, of course, right. mm. uh, like Shenmue? What was the name of his his the thing that they called oh transferring yeah the, transferring the, that was great loved that technology wish they used it for anything um, but yeah <laughs> that's well, the PSP in a nutshell I guess <laughs> I wish I wish they used the PSP for anything too seriously yeah. you know? if you go like on the south side of Chicago mm. even just like cross Roosevelt and get on any bus you will see an entire bus full of young black men listening to music on their PSPs and Fuck PSPs yeah. it is Fantastic. incredible. How like the black community has just kept that console alive? The dream is alive. I feel like, like, like that's the future we need. Like I, I bought one of those. Was it like a one gig memory card yeah. sticks for the PSP? Oh, yeah. Memory sticks. Well, they, co- they cost you a hundred. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's efficiency. I was like, why am I going to rip pornography to this thing? <laughs> <laughs> because it's a console. Why would it have the porno on it? Because that's funny, right? Yeah, I can watch it on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep it on here because the joke is still funny. The joke is still good. I was walking through uh, the train one time in New York. Mm. This is a gross story, but we'll tell it anyway. Yeah. Um, and I was having my typical New Yorker rage moment where someone was walking too slowly in front of me. And they had like a, a suitcase, so they're taking up the entire stairwell of the L train. Yeah. And I was getting mad. And so I like go to see what they're looking at on their phone. And I was trying to not tap their shoulder and say, excuse me. I look over the shoulder, and they're just, like, straight up watching porn on their phone going into the subway. <laughs> Gotta get ready. <laughs> like, and then when I said, excuse me, and kept walking past, they had, like, stopped to speak to me. As if I wanted to speak to the man watching porn. Yes. <laughs> what do you think of the video? Do you, you want to watch a video? Get on the train. Come on, ride the train. <laughs> I don't want to know what was in his suitcase, Chris. That's kind of the problem. I've been avoiding asking that for months. We all want to Well, nothing. Because he was looking to fill the suitcase. <laughs> oh, no. He still walks free. Yeah, he's out there somewhere. <laughs> right now. He's unbreakable, too. Yeah. His name was Gooey. <laughs>
Maybe he's just a producer and he's like observing an edit of his work. I mean, like, yeah. how's this look on a phone? Because that's where most people see it. He's just like, yeah. you know, really hard worker. We're not giving this guy enough of a benefit. I don't know. I wasn't going to sound with real perverts or what. What's tested in an urban environment? It makes sense to the weeps of the cash, but the first time I watched the first episode of Darling on the Franks, I like had to make sure that no one was in my apartment because it sounded so much like I was watching porn. <laughs> that is like, what that show is, Gina. <laughs> I like had to pause it and like knocked on my roommate's doors and then was like, oh, okay, great. I can watch this for the next 20 minutes and I have to hide from everyone. <laughs> I was going to say, I bought, I got, I didn't buy, I received in a PS Vita recently. That sounds really bad. Jesus. Um, I got a PS Vita recently. That thing rules. Why did we all stop using the PS Vita? I'm sorry it turned into a Vita diehard in 2019. You and Ethan Gap. It's just good. I got it for the personas, and then I'm like, ah, it feels good in my hand. You're right, good. Dante. Thank you. Yeah. I don't know who said that, but so, you're right. Uh, <laughs> oh, Dante, thanks. I offend you because I have a Vita with me on my, this trip. Ooh, so, yeah. ooh. Did you see that? Okay, Borderlands 2 is on the Vita, which means there was a, uh expansion announced for a Vita game today. <laughs> did, they, did they put it out on that? Yes, it is apparent. I... As far as I know, it is on all platforms of wow. Borderlands 2. That's crazy. <laughs> Which means you can play it on the Vita. There was a Vita game announced, though, too. One of the press conferences. Yeah, one there of those. Uh, I forgot probably what it was. Square. One of those remasters. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, it's on the Vita. Game, too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Keeping it alive. But it's also on Stadia, which... I cannot imagine is a good experience to play that game. Well, there's no game. What? Yeah. Just what? Dance. Just the reason they can port it is it's pretty much like a video. Yeah. I mean, there's like very limited. Well, no, no, no. no. What it's I mean like is a DVD it, menu. But it's about yeah. thinking. <laughs> but it syncs your movements, right? So like, how the fuck? Well, not you precisely. Okay. Are you moving? Yeah. Okay. They, they've got shit to use your smartphone now instead of any other controller. So yeah, I love Just Dance. Really but I, just Four years ago, I had to just interview fun. Jason Derulo, and he showed me how to use a phone, and then he showed me how to two-step. So yeah. I'm okay. The second one sounds great. No, yeah. The first one. Jason Derulo going to go. Well, first you dial the number. You know the number. I was really sad that they didn't bring out like a C-tier musical guest. For the yeah, dance I miss those. Because I was I like there, I was physically present. I was like, "Ready to see Baby Rexha again?" Rita Ora is here. Yeah, yeah. yay! Rita Ora is finally somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that I think that the the biggest sin of video games right now Thank is you. we haven't brought back Usher in to do more of those happy uh, Merry Christmas Xbox, Happy Easter Xbox. Things. We need that. We need Easter Xbox. Is that he looks like he doesn't know if he's going to say it at first. <laughs> <laughs> Those videos are so fucking good, and I'm so sad that there aren't one for yeah. every single holiday. That is apparently uh, a John Drake joint. He was <laughs> harmonics yeah. back then. He apparently Thank John Drake John made Drake. that happen. Thank so, you, John Drake. That's yeah. amazing. Um, That's incredible. Can I make a request just sure. publicly? Absolutely. I, uh, just me just Dance the, reminded me. Oh, okay. no, it's just uh-huh. to, to the world, but specifically Great. actually to the Ubisoft. Okay. Um, so I know that Watch Dogs 3 lets you play as anybody in this city. There was a character... And Watch Dogs 1. Mm-hmm. He ran a newsstand. His name was Chris Plant. His <laughs> interests were exclusively hemorrhoid cream. <laughs> because he was butthurt. <laughs> 
Ubisoft if you're watching right now. Specifically the Toronto office. Specifically Clint. If, if you can. Put Chris Plant in Watch Dogs 3. Legion. Legion. Yeah. And please ensure that he has one quest. <laughs> and it is to find the cream. Please, please, please do this. Thank you. That's, it was just a message okay. I really wanted to get yeah, no, I didn't know how to have a forum. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, now you're speaking to the world. Yeah, I can't wait to get slow tweeted in a video game. <laughs> I, I feel like that, uh, that quest has to be like, well, I join your fun hacker gang, but my ass. I got me with my butt troubles. I guess I can fuck a drone. I don't know. What do you need me to do? I don't think you would fuck a drone. Maybe like, you would. Uh, what would Chris Plant do? Did you know there are no dogs in Watch Dogs? Uh, what? No dogs? Yeah. I don't That's know why. That's Yeah. It's because you can jump into any NPC, and they were worried that they didn't want you to be able to jump into dogs. But I was like, what if we Couldn't could? You? Yeah. 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 Did you say no dogs? Can you just make everything again? Yeah. yeah. You know, that'd be great. That'd yeah. Be yeah. yeah. Everything but with, like, a skill tree and... Yeah. And guns yeah, of and course. drones. That's well, what that game was missing, yeah. obviously, yeah. with yeah. a skill tree. Yeah, <laughs> skill tree. I want to be a skill tree. Here's an idea. Maybe not uh-huh. one skill tree. Can I jump into my skill tree? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not one skill tree, maybe three, and maybe one's like offense, defense, agility. Is that fun? Is that funny? Mm. Does anyone catch on with this? Mm. Never mind. This is stupid. <laughs> I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> yeah. That's just what they all are. That's what every fucking game has. There's three skill trees, and one's like offense, defense, and agility. I've been playing a lot of Spider-Man, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. one is different. How do you feel about helping the cops? Oh, fucking terrible. <laughs> All cops are bastards. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I've been playing a lot of that game, and it's weird because, uh, you know, I'm bringing this back to a reasonable topic. Mm. The Avengers is coming out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's... <laughs> I'm going to see the it most tomorrow. Reasonable demo of the show. <sighs> I'm going to see it tomorrow. I'm very curious about it because most of my thoughts about that game were that, like, I saw that trailer and I'm like, this doesn't look as good as Spider-Man, which feels like should be the bar, right? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. the Avengers game. Right. Why don't they have like more money than God already? Like, what the well, fuck? No. My issue with the models is not that they don't look like the actors because oh, no one ever that. expected that to happen, no. right? Like, that costs lots of money. Why are they all distinctly not hot? Yeah. I want to why am I not horny for Captain America? Bill Pixie plays no? the Hulk and he's hot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Thank seriously. <laughs> They're you know, like the platonic ideal of like human like physical skill. They should be hot. They should be hot. They should be hot. Especially if you have to look at them the whole time. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Like Black Widow's hair doesn't. It, everything is wrong with her model and like. Every and also, like she doesn't have a real haircut. She just has hair that's grown out when it hits her shoulders. I mean, that's like the most uncomfortable point to have a haircut. Yeah, yeah. the whole game, her hair is just gonna be brushing right here. And it, well, it also doesn't move. I don't think. So. <laughs> <laughs> don't they have that uh, that hair tech that they use in like Lara Croft games? Like, why don't they just? Yeah, they made that uh, illegal. Tress effects on tress the hair. Effect. Yeah. Thank you. Was that used on anything else? I think it was used in The Witcher actually. Can you? Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Did, they did use yeah. it on yeah. the 2010. Yeah, his beautiful hair. Can you imagine getting that project? Like somebody coming to you, like Square Enix, and being like, we want you to make the Avengers. And you're like, okay, <laughs> cool, I'll make a whole game. 
Like, no. <laughs> we want you to make all of them. And they're like, it took like 30 years for people to figure out Batman. And they're like, I don't care. Yeah. Make all of them yeah. and do it in one game and make them hot. And you're like, I can do everything but the last one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Like, like, how about we launch with five and I can add more later? <laughs> I'm really tired. <laughs> <laughs> the haircuts are going to be so deeply uncomfortable. Yeah. Who, who, specifically, who's developing that? Uh, it's, uh, it's Crystal, Crystal Dynamics. Dynamics and I don't mind at all. Yes, they yeah. should have the damn hair tech. It's the same should, yeah. fucking yeah. studio. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, but like, like to, your, to your point, there's no way they can make a game, a, a Avengers game that feels good to play all of his individual heroes because like, like every single good superhero game is just they pick one superhero and they build an entire game system around that person's mm -hmm. one fucking thing. Can you imagine like having to switch from using Spider-Man, like the movement from Insomniac Spider-Man game to yeah. just like something that feels good at all, comparably good to swinging like things and then you're like Captain America yeah. and you have yeah. to punch now yeah. and the punching has to feel just as good as the swinging did. Yeah. It's a very tall order. Like honestly like the thing about the Avengers that's cool is that they are all very different characters and they like bounce off of each other sometimes literally to like do cool stuff and that makes that means you have to create basically five different games. Like I and that's kind of, you know, so Ben saw the demo today mm -hmm. and and it really sounds like that in a way that makes it sound very strange as a co-op game mm. of just yeah. like here's this sequence of Iron Man flying around shooting people and then now here's on the ground breaking necks as Black Widow or whatever well, and, what's, and, what's weird about that is that like there is we already have the game that is the goofy fun version of that which is Marvel Ultimate Alliance right. which for the record looks fine because mm -hmm. it never it never attempted to be realistic it never attempted to like be a like true to the movie style game it's just like yeah what if every character punched bad guys mm -hmm. on the ground for 30 minutes. And that's yeah. fun. It's goofy. I mean, yeah, and then there was trivia between levels or something. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, we already have so many, like, good... Like, I feel like we've abandoned bad licensed games mm -hmm. in the past. And, like, right. why do we have to return to bad licensed games and we can finally have good... The Marvel stuff makes so much money. Why, yeah. You gotta try it, right? Yeah. You gotta, yeah. We can latch onto that bullshit. We can get to try and drugs and yeah. <laughs> well, This is kind of as giving... Someone's giving you permission to not think about any Marvel franchise for like five years. You like don't have to think about it. <laughs> you now. don't have to. You like the movies, they've finished an arc. You know, you mm. can check out. Yeah. You can no. check out mm. right now. That would be so true. Except for, <laughs> except for one problem. JG stepped in and then he's saying that sweet, sweet Steven Sondheim on YouTube a year ago <laughs> and then I fell in love with him and now he's back in a Marvel movie and now I have to care about that movie. Oh, you yeah, he's in the next one. Have you seen him finish a hat on YouTube? <laughs> Because he does it, mm. and it's beautiful. Mm. It's perfect. Mm. I'm just saying. I don't know any... Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal did his musical. Jake Gyllenhaal did... He finished the hat. What is, it finish, what is finishing a hat? Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Have you even gone to musical theater school? <laughs> just the ones. I mean. Jake Gyllenhaal sang Stephen Sondheim last year. He became a perfect human being. Okay. Even though he's actually... My wife worked at a cafe a long time ago. I shouldn't put this on video. And he really, really was cheap on a chip. Oh, okay. <laughs> that is early for him, and then he took a dime. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Steffi. I should not have shared that with everybody publicly. I still want to know about this whole hat he ate. Well, well okay. So, so, so like, like, 10 years ago, he was very cheap, but then... He, 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 like, learned how to sing, and then he learned how to sing Stephen Sondheim. He did Sunday in the Park with George. Mm -hmm. He finished the hat. Stephen Sondheim wrestling. 
and now he's in a Marvel movie, which brings us back to what you said. Oh, yeah, you don't have to care about Marvel anymore. He is a Mysterio. We actually do have to care because he looks into the, he looks into the is space. Is that movie going to be good? I don't know. It, Jake's in it. I think the existence of that movie kind of ruined Endgame for me because I was like... They had to do it. Yeah, because it doesn't matter. Like, Listen, you know no, that okay. Endgame doesn't matter. My boyfriend was in the theater and saw before anybody knew all the spoilers. And he was in the theater and, like, children were there. And what happened during that scene was the children started to cry. Yeah. Audibly. And mm. they would tug on their parents' sleeves and say, Mommy, Daddy... Why did Spider-Man just die? Yeah, which is fucked up. You know, but they had to release that trailer <laughs> so that the children would not just riot. Yeah, it's like, hey, it's fine. <laughs> he's still there, he's still there, he's still there, he's coming back. That's, that's been kids' movies all along, though. Yeah. You know, yeah. For me, that was like when they killed Optimus Prime mm. in the Transformers movie, and then like two episodes of the cartoon later, they were like, he's back, he's, he's a back. ghost, but uh, he's a ghost robot, it's, I don't know. Functionally the I've same. I've read yeah. comic books before, too. Oh, like, yeah, well, you know? yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah. Well, I guess it's, it just feels like if they wanted to like hype up Endgame as being this huge fucking world-defining event or whatever the fuck, maybe you shouldn't have trailers actively running that show that it all gets fixed. Like that was kind of that was my main thing. Like I get what you're saying for sure. What's for sure. His, what's his face? This was Black Panther, our friend. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. No. Nope. Gyllenhaal. <laughs> when they caught him on the red carpet and they were like, "So what? What happens? Are you going to give any spoilers for Endgame?" He's like, "Nah, I'm dead." <laughs> <laughs> They were like, really? Like, yeah, really, man, I'm dead. Like, uh, sorry about that. <laughs> well, you know, at least, at least he's true to it. Yeah, he's he playing his part. He's not going to mess up his bag. No, no. no. <laughs> yeah, no. You've got to chase that Marvel money. Yeah. He's method acting, and it's good. You know, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Put him work into the The difference apart. between him and Jordan Peterson, like, or not Jordan what? Peterson. Oh, 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 tell us the difference. <laughs> 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 Let's just forget about that yeah, for a no, second. We'll I don't on. want to talk about that at all. No, no. <laughs> this is your king. Jordan. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> Peterson. An, e- an easy mistake. <laughs> an easy mistake. I'm so Jordan's in the name. I get it. This is my first E3. It is almost midnight. Oh, this is oh. a podcast for that. Oh, yeah. my God. Um, Michael B. Jordan like gives so much of a shit about Marvel movies and the comics and can tell you everything about his character and the person who played Black Panther who I wish I knew what their name was Wait, I don't know what it is wasn't the whole thing about Michael B. Jordan is that he got like really tired of people like calling him out for being Killmonger and like he this was the whole thing right where he like got like really tired of doing the, the Wakanda Forever thing yeah. and he like I thought he. I thought he was like dumb. Are you telling me he's not? He no, that shit? Like, listen, have you seen that interview where they? It's like before he was Killmonger, and it's like him yeah. and like they have to ask. They ask him like, "What's your favorite like thing?" And like the other two people have to guess. And he turns around his card, and his favorite thing is anime crossed out women. <laughs> <laughs> Good shit, like, dude. Good shit. Shouldn't have crossed that anime. <laughs> It's better than anime cross women, I guess. Fair enough. Well, didn't he do the thing where like one of his his outfits in Black Panther was like clearly a reference to Dragon Ball Z, and like he he like acknowledged that? Yeah, yeah. There there was like I feel like there was like a good four to six weeks where people like. He likes anime. Yeah. He acknowledged that he likes anime. He's our new favorite person that's ever lived. I love it when celebrities like things that I like as well. I like things. It makes me feel validated. Yeah. <laughs> I like, mean, the guy who friends like Fallout. 
<laughs> and look where I got us. Well, it got you a shitty bag. He yeah. was in the next fallout, <laughs> and then they made more after that with a bad bag. Fall 76. They skipped uh, 72 entries. Fall. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> you ever feel like the, uh, this is something uh, Dan Reichert and I were walking around the show floor today, and you see a lot of, like, booths that are like, we've got people here to, to you to get a picture with their sign. Mm-hmm. Like, I... Depends on how many E3s you've been to, but that used to be like sports people and wrestlers <laughs> and like people from a movie or whatever, or like, hey, Jurassic Five is here to perform the NBA Ballers theme, and you're like, I'm gonna watch that. Yes, that totally happened. God. Uh, What's Golden was originally NBA Ballers. That the, it was the, anyway. Um, and then we were walking around. It was like, come see. Stormface from esports, <laughs> and it's just like, and I, I'd never thought about it because it was such a gradual thing. But yeah, walking around, it was just like, yeah, come see this other esportsman, uh, and it was just a weird. I, I, it just it made me feel sad because what if Jurassic Five was here instead? Uh, <laughs> I, I walked past the Fortnite booth, which mm-hmm. is like the entire side of an entire hall. Yeah, yeah. What else would you put there? Right, yeah. Uh, and there was some guy, it looked like probably from like CNN or something, who was going to do a stand-up, but the camera was having trouble, so it was taking a long time. Mm. And clearly, uh, Fortnite's people had staged every mascot available oh, behind him on stage to dance, yeah. to dance, <laughs> while he did it. But then whoever arranged that left, leaving these four dancers <laughs> to keep dancing, and, it just, and, and, and there was no communication between the CNN guy who could not be bothered, who clearly did not want to be here. Yeah. So they just stayed behind him, dancing. Did they block? And oh, they went. They did. They did oh. everything. They did ev- any dance. Plan's they not going to name them because he doesn't know. And the problem is, like, four, it was five of them. Four of them are wearing like masks. But one dude has nothing to hide behind. <laughs> and he's looking at everybody else for any help. Can we get, can I get, can we get out of here? <laughs> Is that what they say in the torture scene in 1984? If you want to vision the future, just imagine a group of people doing Fortnite dancing before, behind a reporter forever. That is the phrase yeah, from that exactly book. Yeah, that's what they said. Yeah, They've built what I... I there's a Fortnite dancing game in that booth. Like, you can go, like, it looks like it is sensing your movement and judging, or maybe they're faking it, but, like, you know, it's just they're scoring you based on how well you can floss. Are they going to pay two million? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Fortnite could totally do a crossover with Just Dance, and it would be highly unethical, but I would be extremely interested in it. They just can't <laughs> na- rename the Millie Rat to Wipe it. That just is too. Like, yeah. just don't reveal the game. You know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> just kind of like. Mm. Didn't they do? The, didn't they do a thing recently that was like the first time they like officially collaborated with a rapper yes. on a dance? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That was the thing. Did, was that an article? It was an article on the internet. So okay. much money, just pay them. Come on. Yeah. And just you know, and also now that they've like bridged that and been like, okay, we're gonna pay this person for a dance. Don't you then have to be like. They didn't dance. They didn't pay Carlton. Man. Excuse me, Carlton still wants his money. Well, <laughs> like, Carl, does Carlton own that? Did they? Did no. they he didn't come up with it. The, the Carlton dance wasn't that a thing? Uh, no, they, they, they got pulled out of Forza. Forza. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Forza had it. Uh, Forza had fl- the, uh, flossing in it too. So they pulled that out because that was just great. Gone just, too soon, man. Just my, <laughs> Wait, so the cars floss? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah the cars and cars would do it. There was a whole lot of, uh, 
But no, it was like you you picked it. You you know designed a driver, so it was like here's my tiny weird blonde lady <laughs> flossing in front of some British monument. Yeah, but you could do it like in front of that waterfall. So it's just this beautiful sitting shot. Yeah, and it's like this long like, shot, so it's like you see her from a really far distance, like. It was a hilarious fucking person flocking up there. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, they're cars. They call the cops. <laughs> the cars behind them. It's like, oh yeah, we're gonna do a sick photo shoot. What are you gonna do? Oh, I'm gonna floss on top of this waterfall. It's like you're taking photos, not video, right? <laughs> I don't care. Who cares? This is what I'm doing. I'd be doing this anyway. No cameras, five cameras, whatever. <laughs> I'm just born to floss. Can we talk about um, that? No one has. I have not heard a firm yes or no on whether or not Claptrap dabs in New Borderlands, and that's really We have not seen it in the trailer. Uh, yeah. Uh, Luigi has dabbed before Claptrap in our, in our timeline. I, like, didn't even get to enjoy dabbing. You know? <laughs> no. no. It it is, came there was no... It is fully past any position of respectability, and I'm sad about that because, you know... But you want Claptrap to do it. Yeah, I want Claptrap to do it, but, you know, like... Yeah, you know. think that maybe there's, like... The devaluation of black art, et cetera, et cetera, but... Uh, there's there's still someone at, the, at a gearbox that is like... Oh, that'd be two on the nose, even for us. No. Yeah, yeah. No. 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 there for that? Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. On the nose, fuck yeah. Yeah. Add it in. Yeah. Add it in for Line one more time. Yeah. Add it in. Make, just do it. There's this <laughs> wonderful <laughs> musical artist named Kieran J. Hallinan, mm. who uh, did, like, he did, like, really weird music, and now he's doing really weird music that's also pop music. Uh, and he just said, like, in his choice for songwriting, whenever he came between two choices, he always picked the worst one, yeah. and sometimes some aspects of Borderlands really feel like that. <laughs> so, so games are art. <laughs> I get it now. Yeah, you know? I, I got I got hands on with Borderlands today, and I I honestly like my biggest reaction was like, man, I. I'm kind of frustrated that I love this game. Yeah, like it's totally. I love it's Borderlands. It's a really fun loot shooter. Yeah. It does the it. thing that it does super well. Now there's a there's a diva in it. There's a diva from Overwatch in that oh, game. Oh god. Like, uh. <laughs> um, and I'm like, yeah, sure. 